everybody happy manic monday on february 26 2024 it is 9 34 a.m on the east coast looks like it's going to be a cold but beautiful day and this is shelly your mouthy mama talking trash and truths this is coffee and chaos with t3 that's me uh real quick hello to the guys in the chat we just have wolfram over on the youtube side wipes his paws Lopes in and howls, ow, baby. And Daisy over on the rumbles in the rumble ghetto. Just keeping it down there. I can always trust my mods to just do whatever they need to do. Um, one thing, you know what? Let me, I wanted to look at something. There you go, Wolfram. Because I know you help out a lot on Winning's channel, so. I'm going to throw you that on this side. If you refresh your page, you'll see it. Going to wrench you, baby. There you go. See, wrenched in real time. If it didn't go through, let me know. Um, Hey, everybody. So it's Monday again. God, we're doing this again. Every day I wake up and it's just like, okay, what's going to be new today? And it's the same old shit. Same shit, different day. It isn't really till you're an adult that you really feel that saying. I used to just think it was something cute. Oh, same shit, different day. Huh? It's cute. No, it's real. Like the struggle is real to get up and do it again and again and again. And I remember my life before 
YouTube. Um, today's topic, in case you haven't figured it out, is streaming is a lifestyle choice. It's not just a choice. It's a lifestyle choice. I swear to God, I'm. it's more of a lifestyle choice than me ever saying I was bisexual. Swear to God. Oh, gosh. Oh, <laughs> well, from you're so funny. And Daisy, by the way, blowing the kisses right back at you. I hope your foot is feeling better, sweetie. Daisy has this uncanny way of getting hurt again and again. Woman, you should be wrapped in bubble wrap. You, Rabbit, and Mimsy, all bubble wrap. Maybe in you too. Possibly Ellie. All the females on here need to be wrapped in bubble wrap. Y'all just, you're too breakable. You're fragile. It's funny because I think you guys when I'm not on stream. But before I showed up to this whole YouTube world, I remember every day was a schedule. You know, I'd get up at five. I'd get in the shower, get ready, you know, do my hair, do my makeup, get dressed. Then I'd wake the kids up, get them breakfast, get them dressed. And then Katie would go to school on her bus and I'd take Connor to his school. And then I'd just go to work, get out of work, go get the kids. go, And it just come home, take them to like Tiger Shulman for four freaking hours. Which Don't get me wrong. He loved it. I loved it. But it was a lot of time I spent there. Yeah, you know, do what I had to do, make dinner, put them to bed, try to get some time for me and clean and do the dishes and take care of the house and pay the bills. And I was also at one point going for my college degree, which I spent three years getting. And I'm very proud of the fact that I did it while I worked and raised two kids on my own. Very proud. But it, it's turns out it's just a piece of paper and it's completely worthless fun fun times but i spent three years every night staying up till two three in the morning sometimes all night doing that and then get up at five in the morning and start it all over again weekends were just extra time to like clean do school work spend time with the kids if i could because believe you or not they suffered more than anybody and occasionally I got to go out. Oh, it was so nice. I remember going out. But it was a thing. You know, it was every day. But it was the same shit every single day. You just, Monday you didn't want to start. And you oh, I don't want to. And then you just work up to Wednesday. And you just hope to get over hump day. Just, just let me get over Wednesday. Because then I can face Thursday and Friday. Because you could do Thursday. Because thank God Friday's right behind it. And they get two days off that are gone in the blink of an eye. So it's, uh, it was terrible. But YouTube is so much more. Oh, I mean, as fun as it could be. And the fact that I could do it from my house, which I technically have to do. It's so much more work. And it's so much more stressful. It's a, I can't say for me, it's more gratifying. It's about on par. Because I worked with kids. So, I mean, I, I loved my job. Every day was some type of reward for me. And every day was some type of trial. But every day there was something good that happened. And it always made me feel like I had a purpose. You know, when I stopped doing that, when I got stuck home, when I got sick, there was a good, like, six-month period where I just watched the Johnny Depp trial and, you know, like, got involved in all that kind of stuff. But I had no purpose. And it was really, really disheartening. 
and it brought me down like so much more than I ever thought anything could. And I just lost so much self-confidence and I isolated and I pushed everybody away. And I, I just kind of like didn't know what to do with my life. And after the Johnny Depp trial, when I realized how many people out there are just lying, like everything was a lie that was going on around me and I'd never seen it. And it pushed me to be like, you know what, get out there and like talk to people. You know, you got all this stuff in your head. You got all these emotional issues. You can't wait once a week to talk to a therapist. That's not helping. So you've never had a problem talking to people because God knows <laughs> I can talk forever. Get on YouTube. Like, try it. Because Nick, Nick Riccata kept saying, you want to try it? Try it. Do it. Like, he kept telling everybody, do it. Go ahead. You know, it's great. Get in now. Blah, blah, blah. And it was. It was great. But it was also terrifying to begin with. But I'm going to get to that. Um, that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm hoping more people come in and share with me their YouTube experiences and their just their online streaming experiences, really. What they look for, what draws them to certain creators, what turns them off about certain creators. If they've ever streamed themselves, like their experiences, that's interesting to know. Because everybody has a different experience. Um, but before we get into that, I want to do my recap like I always do in the morning. So Friday we talked about um, stereotypes given to men, which I found quite interesting. And you guys, you the ones that showed up were really into the conversation. Hey, three beers, how you doing? Welcome, welcome. So we talked about all these different stereotypes, how men get labeled and how women are so apt to, you know, put them in these little boxes and make sure they stay there. You know, we talked about the friend zone. We talked about when, yeah, when a girl calls you her buddy, yeah, you're not hitting that, pal. You're just not. You can hang around and you could do whatever, you know, to like be friendly or whatever. You're not going to hit that. You're just not. There's mm -mm. very, very rarely does the status change. Once you're in the friend zone, unless you can sweep her off her feet and be the most extraordinary man she's ever met, you're staying in that friend zone. This is not, you know, like a guarantee or whatever. I'm just saying in my experience, which I'm almost 50, I'm crowding on 50. I've been out there. If you're friend zoned, don't hang your hat on hope. Be hopeful for a better relationship the next time. Cause that one is not going to happen. Uh, hey expert. What's happening? You said, what's happening? Talk about my weekend. Then we're going to talk about streaming. You know a little bit about that. All right. We're going to talk about how it feels to get into it when it becomes a business, the difference um, in how you view it and the pitfalls that are out there, all the good and bad. That's today's topic. But this weekend, I don't know if anybody, you know, was under a rock or anything, but there was a primary, a presidential primary in South Carolina and shock of shocks, Trump won. Um, that was not what interested me. What interested me was Nikki Haley. Hashtag never Nikki. Because this woman, 
how do you continue? She lost again and again and again. Now she's, she did a primary in her home state. Her home state. And she lost by a lot. By a lot. I think she only got like 40% or less. And I was thinking about it. And I watched her. First of all, she did a speech from a parking lot. That was classy. Classy. And in that speech, she said, you know, I'm thankful for the thousands of people. She didn't say tens of thousands. She didn't say hundreds of thousands. She said thousands. And she wasn't wrong. She she did get like 200,000 votes or 300,000. I forget. But it was still only 40% of the registered voters. And the thing is, South Carolina is made up of about 5.2 million people. If you have a population of 5.2 million people, you have to at least assume half of them are above the voting age, right? Even if half of that half, so if a quarter of them are registered voters, that's still like one and a quarter million people. And you're saying, I expect thousands to show. So you already know that you're a loser. You know you didn't take care of your hometown, which looks like it was bombed and belongs in the Middle East, by the way. If anybody's ever seen like footage of you know, like her hometown, it's in shambles. It looks like it was torn up by a tornado or something. There's broken storefronts. There's giant like mounds of dirt and brick and debris all over the place. And on the town sign, what's there? Oh, it's all polished and cute looking because there's her picture. Hometown of Nikki Haley. It's like, uh, I wouldn't advertise that, but okay. But if that's how she takes care of her hometown, imagine how she feels about the rest of the state. So they hate her there. So she lost. My thing is, stop running. She's like, I gave my word. I'm going to keep running. You retard. Like, I just, I can't with people like this. Because you know she's just doing it to throw a wrench in the works for Trump. And it's not going to work. It's going to make things slightly more difficult for him. But regardless, I think the people have spoken and said they want him. And hopefully as time everybody comes out, and make sure that the candidate they want, they put their full support behind them. I hope you're not a supporter of Biden because, well, God, why? But if you are a supporter of Trump or if you're, you know, like thinking of how the nation needs to go, he would be the logical choice, by the way. Then throw your full support behind the person you believe in. Don't do it based on party lines. Don't do it based on just things you've heard. Do do a little bit of research, independent research. Don't worry about mainstream media. They just lie. Dig, dig a little bit. Find out whose values match with your own. Who's, you know, going to be furthering their policies in your best interest. Try to make an informed decision, not based on hyperbole or propaganda or anything. Look for the facts. It's not that hard. There's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of reputable sources that you could go to. And if you're, you're worried about a source and you're like, oh, I don't know if they're, you know, like trustworthy, look them up. Look up, you know, who backs them, who pays for them, you know, who signs their paycheck. Usually like the controller guard, I, I forget what chapter it was. It might have been last week. Um, follow the money. 
if you follow like the money trail for everything, you'll find out who's more reliable and who's going to be more biased. You know, if your media company says, oh, they're owned by such and such, dig a little bit deeper and find out who owns such and such. Because shell companies and parent companies are a thing. So that's just my little thing. But seriously, like this is the year you all really need to think about your choices. You know, think about the direction you want life to go. Do you want life to keep getting worse? I mean, what are you worth? What is your value? Because if you're choosing a man who has obvious dementia and who's trying to legitimize things like, you know, um, kid sniffing, and believe me, they are trying to make it a normal thing. The, the rhetoric's already out there that, you know, maps are there. They deserve our sensitivity and forgiveness because it's a mental disease. And, you know, it's their lifestyle. They're born that way. How hard is it that, you know, they're never going to get who they, you know, want to be with. They're never going to feel fulfilled. I don't give a shit. If you're a map. No, you don't get my forgiveness. You don't get my mercy. You don't get any compassion whatsoever. Like basically, fuck you. Mm -mm. Maps go on the wall. That's where maps belong. I will never, ever, ever, ever back anybody who thinks that that or what lines up leading to that is okay. Like accepting like boys on girls teams and, you know, grown ass men getting changed in a girl's locker room. That's all in the same, you know, boat. They're all going in the same direction. They have the same goal. And that's to destroy our society and destroy our kids. I will do anything to, to protect the kids. I'll say it again and again and again. Uh, do, 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 do. <laughs> the expert. It's all good. Just keep talking. I mean, what else do I do? <gasps> Living reality. Hi, everybody. Hi, sweetie. Good day. Happy Monday. Rapid. Stopped in to hit the like still under weather. Oh, honey, I hope you feel better. I've been thinking about you. I mentioned you a couple times in the last um, few streams. Sending all my love to you, babe. I hope you're feeling better. Um, so anyway, so that that's my thing with Nikki Haley because she's just she's just their tool. And the thing is, that mindset, that whole agenda is that's what it's leading us to. It's leading us to breaking down this upcoming generation, the current generation, to make them useless in the future. Because once they're useful and they're full of anxiety and they're full of depression and they're pumped up on meds and they're not taught to think for themselves, they're taught to be the best, you know, just follow along. If we allow that to continue, we're not going to have a society worth anything. You know, we're just not. Society will crumble. The fear just ratchets up and we become weaker and weaker and more easily controlled. And that's how you become subjects of a tyrannical dictatorship. And I don't mean Trump. He believes in this country. He wants this country to be better. That man does not like to lose. 
Okay. And his idea of winning is being the best at everything. If you can't rely on anything that you know about any of them, rely on their personalities. One lies and covers everything up and pretends like his children are saints and, oh, no, my son, my son, constantly, you know, panders to stereotypes, constantly lowers the values of this country, moves away from God and country, moves away from the values that we hold, from any kind of morality. It's a, you know, kind of like anything goes attitude. You know, being inclusive doesn't mean you have to be stupid. You can include people. That doesn't mean you highlight them and tell everybody, look at this. This is normal. Just accept that person as a person. But their condition, help them work on that. If they have an obvious mental disorder, get them help. Be there for them. Don't hold them up and say, yeah, this is great because you don't have the balls to tell them there's something not right here. Like, maybe we should help you see somebody. That takes bravery. Stunning and brave. You want to be stunning and brave? Tell somebody about themselves. Don't just swallow it down and be like, oh, well, you know, that's how they are. No. No, no, no. Do they look happy? Do any of these people that, you know, they're all these activists. Do any of them look happy? I watched a Matt Walsh video about Kristen Stewart that I could not get out of my head. Shelly from Edith, tell Shelly I miss her madly. Aw, tell Edith I miss her too. I know she's got a whole bunch of stuff going on, so we're good. But tell her I love her and I miss her. Um, I lost my train of thought. Um, oh, God, I was on a roll too. God damn it. I'm having a brain thing now just a little not a brain moment just a brain fart it's just meh <sighs> what was i saying damn it anyway um anybody out there remember what i was saying somebody tell me because it's really it's gonna drive me crazy i deviated for half a second and the thought just flew right out of my head Anyway, what I was talking about was, you know, the whole stand behind people. You have this, oh, like, if you want to be stunning and brave, tell somebody about themselves. Tell them. Don't hold their hand and try to pretend everything is okay. Because if you do that, they're only going to get worse. They're not going to get better. Oh, Matt Walsh with the Kirsten Stewart um, article that he was talking about. Because, of course, I think she was on the cover of, like, Rolling Stone or something. And she's like, oh, it was an uncensored article, but a totally censored cover photo. Whatever. She looked ugly as hell. Good God. With the ugly chopped up mullet that looked like somebody did it with, I don't know, like, kitty scissors. And, like, the with the jockey kind of underwear and, you know, just the whole androgyny kind of thing. It was not attractive. And in every single picture of her, even when she smiles, she looks dead inside and miserable. All these people look miserable. How can you, this is my, this is who I, if it was who you are, you'd be happier with yourself. You'd be happier in general. So I don't get where like, oh, you can't deny me that 
we can't deny you, but then you could deny us. You have your point of view. Why is your point of view more important and more valuable and more truthful than mine? You know, I have to, you know, call you by your pronouns, which <laughs> I'm not. And you just insist on calling me like a cis whatever or the breeder or a womb carrier, whatever. No, I am a woman. That is what I am. A woman. Woman. It's like, whoa, man. Woman. That's who I am. Don't call me anything else. And call me lady. Call me ma'am. Call me girl. Call me woman. Call me chick, broad, bitch, whatever. Don't call me that cis bullshit. I hate that. That offends me. Because I spent way too long on this planet growing into the woman that I am, going through all the womanly things that I've been through, to have you reduce me to some like little catchphrase. No, you don't get to relabel me. The only person who gets to identify me is me. And you know how I do it? Common sense, biology, God, all those things together. I don't go out and go, oh, I, you know, I want to climb a tree today. I must want to be a boy. Nope. I grew up climbing trees. Jesus, I grew up in a gas station. Do I strike you as the most, you know, like, I don't know, wilting flower feminine thing on the planet? <laughs> no. Because of my environment. I was raised in a very male dominant environment. You know, I learned how to, you know, change a tire long before I ever learned how to braid my hair. I, I didn't learn how to braid my hair until I was like 18. Um, like French braid. They're difficult to do on your own. Okay, don't judge. Some people have a knack for it. My fingers are like, bitch, no. But I grew up in a gas station. I grew up around truckers and cops and firemen and mechanics and, you know, auto parts dealers. I grew up around businessmen. I did not grow up around like the, the ladies social tea club or whatever. Like I didn't, I just didn't. And yet, never in my life did I feel like, hey, you know what? I'm a dude. No, I was, they called me a tomboy. All right. My mother's like, oh, my God, I hope she grows out of it. Whatever. I never, even now, gave up my jeans, T-shirts, and sneakers. Nope. Although I prefer my motorcycle boots because they're shit kickers, as people call them, and I just love them. Plus, they have a heel, so I'm not quite as short. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. I never felt like I was a boy. So I never had to bother with any of that. You know, I knew I'm a girl. I'm a girl. I'm a girl who likes to climb trees and work on cars. I'm a girl who likes to tell dirty jokes. Doesn't make me anything but a female. Biologically, I am a female. In my mind, I am a female. Why? Because nobody came along and tried to tell me that I wasn't. When I was little, I was growing up. I wanted to be a veterinarian. I wanted to be a teacher, which, hey, there you go. One dream achieved. You know, I wanted to, you know, go to Europe. I wanted to go, you know, work with, you know, animal reserves and save, you know, like endangered species. I wanted to swim in the ocean with the sharks, which I did and I'll never do again, but I did it, you know, like these are, I wanted every day. I wanted to do something different. I wanted to sing. I wanted to, you know, like, 
I want that's the thing. I wanted to sing, but not perform in front of anybody. Like I just wanted to sing by myself. So I mean, I did that. See, I'm good at doing what I want. And even when I started having issues, I never turned around and said, Oh my God, I want to be, I feel like something else. I was very self-aware. I was very honest with myself and said, I I'm crazy. Like I feel crazy. Something in my head is not right. And I followed through by trying to see people and get help. That didn't help me. So I had to learn how to cope on my own. Did I do really well? No. Did I make bad decisions? Yes. And that's what I'm saying. These people have mental disorders. They make bad decisions. But they have these sycophantic people surrounding them saying, you go, you do this, you do that. They're enabling and encouraging them to pursue decisions made under duress in an altered mental state. They are not mentally capable of making the life decisions that they make, especially the kids. Especially the kids. And I know YouTube doesn't like any of this kind of stuff. I really don't care. I'm all for the kids. When you're a kid, every single day you want to be something different. You do not get to decide to change your body, to actually change your body. You know, if you want to wear like more masculine clothes, who cares? They're clothes. Go ahead. You know, you want to wear more like, I don't know, not feminine clothes, but if a boy wants to, I don't know, be better or be not better. I don't know, be pretty, whatever. Like maybe they they buy better clothes, buy better quality clothes, take a little time to like, you know, make sure that they feel physically like, you know, attractive, be more hygienic, you know, do little things for themselves. Or maybe try more masculine things, like more masculine-based things. So maybe you change your mindset to switch over and say, hey, yeah, we like this, but guess what? We also like this. The thing is, they find the one thing and then they never try anything else. But how do you know? How do you know unless you try? That's my thing. And you have these people that are coming in when these kids are little saying, oh, you feel that way? Let's make it permanent just to make you happy. You're not, as a parent, you are not here to just make your child happy. You are here to parent them. That's why they call you that. And it's hard. It is hard work. Because God knows they are going to get mad at you. They are going to tell you you suck. They are going to call you evil. They're going to just, they're going to say they hate you. Whatever. It passes. They throw tantrums. They're going to embarrass you in public. They're going to embarrass you in private. That's what children do. They constantly test their boundaries and you have to be the one who stand firm. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I suck at standing firm. Oh my God. I give in so much, so much. Cause I just, it's, it's so hard to do by yourself. It really is. Especially when you don't feel good and you can't like run after them or whatever. Like, it's very difficult. And I carry a lot of guilt for my kids, you know, for not picking better fathers for them. I carry a lot of guilt about that. 
you know, and I carry a lot of resentment for those men because I know jackasses that they are, they'll turn around one day and want to be part of these kids' lives. And my kids, because of how I raise them, are probably going to give them a chance. They're going to hopefully, you know, be the kind of people that might be forgiving. These men don't deserve it. They didn't do anything. Anything for these kids. And we're not talking about two typical children. We're talking about high maintenance. Like ha 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 high maintenance children. And they didn't do a goddamn thing. But they'll waltz in one day and oh, you know, they'll I'm sure they'll blame it on me and they can go fuck themselves. But my kids know the score. I never put their fathers down. I didn't do that. You know, my mother did that. My grandmother did that. And as much as I hated my father, I also hated the constant negative feedback about him because it didn't help. You know, I didn't need their words in my head. I had my own opinion of my father. And I was determined that my kids would, as they grew up, come to their own conclusions and they would form opinions of their fathers based on their experiences, not based on anything I ever said. The only thing I ever said about their fathers is they're working. I know. I know you miss them. They're really busy working, though. You should be really proud of how hardworking they are. That was my go-to. I had decided that when Katie was little, that that was the lie I would tell my children. Because I knew. I mean, at the time, I was only telling Katie that, but then when Connor came along and I saw how his father was going to be, I was like, well, all right. So they both got the same lie. I hate lying. Hate it. And they both called me on it when they were about 16. Why did you say this when I think this? And it was like, because I never want you to be able to turn around and say, well, mommy said, ba 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 ba. Mommy didn't say shit. Whatever you decide about your father, that's your decision. We can talk about it. But I am not going to influence your decision. And they both came to the same conclusion. That, you know, what do I want to be around them for? They never wanted to be around me. And they both have the same type of father that says, well, it's your job to get in touch with me if you want to talk. No, the child doesn't chase the parent. The parent is supposed to be involved with and setting examples for the child. And they didn't do that. So, fuck them. Uh, let's check in with, with chat because I'm a little behind. Uh, I'm just in a very chatty mood today. Like, I just have a lot in my head. Good stuff, mostly. But, I mean, nothing that's driving me crazy. I just want it out before it makes me crazy. Uh, Darth, hey, happy Monday. Happy Monday. Um, an obvious mental disorder, like pretending women have the capacity that men do to be responsible. Now, now, don't, don't even, don't say that women have a limited capacity to be responsible or that they don't have men's capacity to be responsible because I'm living proof that that's bullshit. I've always been the most responsible person in my life, male or female. It's like pathological almost on my part. 
So that's that's not a fair assessment. I agree with the whole mental disorder. I agree that women pretending to be able to be equal physically with like all men or whatever, and for men to be able to pretend they can reduce their physicality to a woman's same standards to be on equal footing, that's all bullshit. I agree with that. I agree that that's part of the mental disorder. But responsibility, I don't believe that that's a gender trait. I'm sorry. I think responsibility comes down to who you are and how you were raised and the environment you were raised in. Some become responsible because of the way they were raised. Some become responsible in spite of it. You know, just to not be like it was growing up. Like, I didn't learn how to parent from my parents. I learned how not to parent. And I went the other way. So it was like, you know, they set the example, but they set the worst example. And I could have, you know, engaged in that cycle of abuse and continue it on like everybody else did. Or I could say, no, absolutely not. Not my kids. And I chose to say, fuck you, not my kids. You will never do to my kids what you did to me in any way, shape or form. Now, unfortunately, it gave me two kids who feel comfortable talking back to me. But you know what? I'm going to still consider it a win. I protected them the way I was never protected in my life. And that was the ultimate responsibility. And I met it every single time. You know, if I had 80% to give, I still gave my kids 100%. Every time I interacted with them, every time I had to make a decision for them, everything, they were the first priority. Every single moment of every single day since the moment I got pregnant with Katie. It's always been them first. I enjoy my selfish moments every like once in a while. And trust me, they're not frequent at all. And I always feel guilty for them. I used to feel guilty to go when I used to go get a manicure. So I had to teach myself how to do it at home to save money because what if they needed something? Like, it's that kind of thing where I didn't go out partying. You know, I didn't go out looking for somebody. If I found somebody, then all right, thank you. Scratch the itch. Get the fuck out. I ain't got time to devote to you. Because I didn't want to be in a relationship with anybody because I didn't want them to distract me from raising my kids. You know, it was a sacrifice I was unfortunately willing to make. And I made it. So, yeah, no, I have a problem with the whole responsibility equality thing that you're talking about. I don't think it has, I don't think responsibility is gender specific. That to me, saying that is a little insulting, especially saying it around me. Uh, Wolfram, good. M. Inya, how are you feeling this morning? Inya, I, I really hope you're feeling better too. Everybody seems to be coming down with all sorts of stuff stomach viruses, broken feet. Friggin' sprained ankles, um, hurting hands, sinus infections, girl, like allergies. Oof. Feel better though. Love you. I'm glad you're here. Uh, Wolfkinder, what's up? How you doing? How you doing? You said Matt Walsh and Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, that the whole article. He was talking about how just ugly and miserable she looks, and it's true. They all do. They look like. First of all, with the different hair and the face tattoos and the piercings, I get you want to be expressive, 
but they're changing their ears. We got people that are going for like physical um, cosmetic surgery to get like elf ears and this bullshit. They're like, they're getting forked tongues. What is this? And then you're like, I don't know why I can't get a job. Cause you look like a freak. That's why I'm not saying you are one, but you are not the norm. I can tell you that. Like you're not professional looking. I'm not going to come to you for like professional advice. I'm going to come to you for advice on how to maybe, I don't know, not get a infection from a forked tongue or whatever. Like, I don't know. I don't know what I would come to you for. Like how to, I, I guess my Halloween makeup, shit like that. But with the 19 colors in their hair and then they chop it off and they look like God knows what and none of their clothes match and they look like they haven't taken a shower in a year. And it's just like, oh, dear God. Freaking men who dress up as women claim that they're like women and they have full fucking beards. Are you kidding? First of all, bitch, you want to pretend you're a woman? You get that tweezer. You get that hand mirror. You go stand in the sunlight and you just be appalled at the number of hair that you see growing in places you didn't know you had hair grown and start plucking. Okay. And I'm not talking like once or twice. I'm talking about you. That's a daily fucking thing. Go do that every day and just be appalled at yourself and be wondrous because you're like, what that hair wasn't there yesterday. Why is it three inches long? What the hell is going on? Because your body <laughs> is surprising. And if you're a woman, we get oodles of extra surprises oodles things you would not even imagine so yeah no go start there pluck away go instead of shaving off your beard god go pluck it or better yet get it waxed and then since y'all love the bear thing why don't you take a trip down south and have all that waxed including the back end and then get your legs from your hips all the way down to your toes. Get that wax too. And then tell me that you at least know the pain of what it feels like. Oh, and don't forget your pits. Get your pits waxed too. Because that's a special pain that only God created. Like, go ahead. Go do all of that. No. You're going to sit there with your ugly ass blue eyeshadow. Your friggin' fake lashes that look like you bought them in the dollar store. They're not even like centered they're not like fixed your makeup is all over the place you you have five o'clock shadow not poking through but like prominent on your face your hair looks like shit your clothes look like you just like took them off a rag shop freaking like um what are those things those spools of fabric and you just kind of draped it around yourself you're wearing your great grandmother's freaking jewelry and mass because apparently you can't leave one piece of jewelry in a box. You have to don it all. And I, it just the lipstick. What? What's with the lipstick? Stay within the lines. Did you not learn that in kindergarten? That's the first freaking thing we teach them. Color within the lines. Your lips, they look like you ate a jelly sandwich and it stained your like entire face. Like you just like whole hog. And that was it. Don't look like lipstick. It doesn't. It just doesn't like the whole thing. You're a fucking hot mess. And you're saying I'm a woman and I want to just, I, it makes me, it makes me ill. It makes me a lot of things that I can't say, but it makes me ill. 
How dare you? I could put on a flannel shirt, some jeans, a nice, you know, thick, you know, leather belt with a, I don't know, like a rodeo buckle. I could put on some cowboy boots, a cowboy hat, a, I don't know, a tool belt and walk out and be like, I'm a dude. No, I'm not. I'm a girl dressed up like a construction worker, that, like a construction worker cowboy. Would I look cute? Hell yeah, I'd look cute. But would it still make me a boy? No. It's still, I'm still a girl. Regardless of what the adornment is. It's a costume. That's all you're doing. You're cosplaying all day, every day. And pretending that, oh, it's a lifestyle. It was born this way. No, you weren't. Stop. And I know this is not going to be a popular stream because it's not a popular topic to talk about but fuck that shit i do not hold my opinions back my cousin transitioned from a boy to a girl and all i could think is oh my god his poor wife because he had a wife and two kids and she's so shell-shocked and not ready to be on her own she's like it's fine it's fine her entire house and family is literally on fire right now and it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Nothing to see here. We're fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. Fuck out of here. Meanwhile, she don't talk to anybody else. And he walks around. I'm Daniela. No, you're not. No, you're not. And God help you. Your parents are like spitting in their grave. Well, not his. Well, one of his parents, but his grandparents and his uncle. I mean, my uncle Bernard went to, um, which was his grandfather went to war and came back, you know, with PTSD and shell shock and like all these mental disorders. Cause he had like shrapnel in his head and whatever. Um, and he ate glass for the rest of his life. Still not as weird as what the kid did. Still not as weird. I could understand the whole, you know, trauma thing and it changes your personality and you go a little nutty cause he was a little bots, but shit. Even he would have turned around and said, what the fuck is wrong with you? He would have known. Even the one who ate glass, like, habitually ate glass. We had to hide the good china from him. He would have turned around and said, there's something wrong with you. Skinny guinea, there's something wrong with you. Because there is. But he's an adult. I can't say nothing about that. Like, you want to go fuck up your life? That's on you. But I better not have to pay for it in any way, shape, or form. It better not blow back on me because it's your decision. I got to deal with my decisions. You got to deal with your decisions. Do not make a decision and then expect all of us to rally for you. When you were told, if you do this, none of us know what we're dealing with. This seems dumb and crazy and permanent. Don't do it. And you turn around and do it. That's on you, Bubba. That's on you. I don't want to hear shit. <sighs> I get, as you can tell, I get very heated over that kind of stuff because it's just these people, they're destroying themselves. And I feel bad for them. For many of them, I feel bad. The ones that have true mental disorders. And then there are the ones that do it for attention. 
killing me how they do it for attention. Uh, she said, good M. I'm okay. Have a toothache, but my nose is clear. Oh, girl. Like, yeah. Well, welcome to that age bracket where if one thing fixes itself, there's something lined up right behind it going, oh, 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 my turn. And then they step up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Darth Hideous, oh yeah, do the hate speech, then get um, per prosecuted for the hate speech. There's no such thing as hate speech. She looks like Machine Gun criminal rapper, Kelly. oh, Machine Gun Kelly, yeah. Well, I mean, he's just as uh, Google Kristen Stewart and then Google MGK. No, I saw, she does. She absolutely does. It's ridiculous. Like it was discussed. I, I looked at the article. I, I pulled it up and I was just like, oh my God. Like I didn't think she was attractive in the Twilight movies. But I mean, now all she's doing is pushing her like, I'm gay. I'm everything about her is gay. I don't know about you. Now I've I've had sex with men. I've had sex with women. I've had probably more female partners than I've had male partners as far as like just sex because that's what they were to me um but i don't work that into literally every sentence that comes out of my mouth i don't say oh i went to the store as a bisexual woman like i never <laughs> like no literally throughout that entire article everything was like well my experience you know from the gay perspective and da -da -da -da, it's like bitch nobody cares i don't care who you're fucking what do I care about? I care about what your next movie is going to be. And have you learned to act yet? Because that's what I'm interested in. You know, I don't care who, who you're sleeping with. I'd really, I'd prefer not to know. I'd really prefer not to know because then I have to look at this and read this and it's gay, 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 gay. Now I'm somebody with a lot of gay friends, you know, male and female. And I have complete acceptance of who they are. I half the time I knew that they were gay before they did. They and like my friend Mark that took years of like, dude, like just you are like stop, stop trying to lie to me and like gaslight me. And he, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm the, and I feel that whatever, like stop it. And then to turn around one day, he's like, yeah, I'm really gay. I, was, I know. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, I don't get why you didn't know, but all right. Because I just and I didn't care if he was gay or straight. I just didn't want him to live in self denial because he wouldn't be happy. That was my thing. I wasn't trying to make him gay. I just wanted him to admit who he was so that he could at least reconcile it. He could either pursue it or go the other way. But either way, he would be aware of his own desires. They would never surprise him. And when you suppress things, you won't admit them to yourself. They tend to twist into more. Um, nefarious or dark things. So if you can circumvent that, if you can avoid that, do that. You know, face your demons before they decide to face you. Um, I had a point to all that. Oh, but Kristen Stewart, yeah, like I, I never had any of my gay friends throw in my face the fact that they were gay every single time they opened their mouths. I knew they were gay. They knew they were gay. Nobody cared. 
They didn't make decisions based on being gay. They made decisions based on what was best for them. Based purely on their self-interest and their ability to, you know, reach whatever goal they were striving to reach. Or on their desires at the time. But very rarely did it ever have to do with just their gayness. Just their, you know, sex lifestyle. Their, you know, like, their sexual preference. And I know they used to, that was a whole thing. You can't say preference, they're born that way. Shut up. Like, whatever. You know, I, I don't have a problem with people being gay. I Like I said, I have so many gay friends. And I love them. I love Christine. I literally say she's the only female that I've ever had really, really deep feelings for. I mean, I was in love with this girl for decades, you know, and I had to let it go because it was never going to happen and it was just hurting me. But that didn't mean that I was gay because I'd been in love with a man as well. You know, like I'm not closed off to that, but it wasn't my life. You know, it didn't define every single thing I did from what I, you know, what I wore, like what brands I bought, what people I hung out, like I could only have this type of speech and this type of an idea, you know, and I had to, you know, ascribe to this group or that group or whatever. That wasn't it. These people are trying to live their lives as representative of an entire like sexual preference. Why can't you just live your life as yourself? Like. I want to know you as you. I don't want to know you as gay you because that's already you're tainting it in my mind. You're creating a, a stereotype, a visual that I don't know if you're going to live up to or not. So without expectation, how about I just get to know you? Just talk about you. You like art. That's great. You love the art that this art. But why do they always say, oh, I just love these gay artists. So nobody else is good but the gay artists? Really? You don't think that's slightly discriminatory. Just saying. They want inclusion, inclusion, inclusion. They don't want to include anybody but their own group. How is that inclusive? That's exclusive. They're literally saying, no, like, you're wrong because you're not one of us. One of us. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, a mature adult thinking people don't act that way. They don't shut themselves off and go, no, 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 no. Like this is, I'm only going to like things in this group. And that's why you wind up confused and weird because you don't allow yourself to experience all of life. You're trying to cherry pick your experiences and you're not happy. You're not happy. You're miserable because you're literally tightening the, the collar on yourself and shortening the leash. With every decision you make. It's terrible. So I do. I feel a little bit of compassion for them. But not a whole lot. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. Shelly. It is said she's going to look for you. To invoice later. Okay cool. Tell her hit me up. You're not exactly feminine though. I didn't say I was feminine. Darth. I pretty much said that I'm not. Like I, I am feminine. But I'm not some wilting fucking flower. I was when I was little, 
And look where that got me. I was just too pretty to resist. So yeah, I learned to just not do that. Uh, Shizzy, what's up? Good job. You are different. That's why we love you. Oh, thank you. I hope you had a good show this morning. Uh, cool gamer, what's up? Dartidius, you never once turned around, said, feel like making sandwiches. I always made the sandwiches. What are you kidding? That's why they said ideal. Because I'd make the sandwich. And then when we were done, I'd hand them the sandwich and go, hi, get the fuck out. <laughs> Here's your sandwich and a cookie. Here's a cup of coffee to go. Adios. I'll talk to you when I talk to you. And then I just wouldn't text them until they texted me. And I might answer. So, yeah, no, I made tons of sandwiches. Especially the kids, the kids and women. They're effectively the same thing. Oh, you're in a just lovely mood. No, I I will begin to ignore you. And since I missed you earlier at the expert, glad to pass on through, hit that like button and listen to talking trash and truth. Thanks, Shiz. Smack that like button like it's a dirty lover. There you go. Uh, sounds like you could have done better picking the men you reproduced with. Thank you for that obvious um, factoid, Darth Hideous. Appreciate it. Texas Jen, happy Manic Monday, baby. What's up? What's up? I know I'm behind. Winning reality responsibility is individual. Thank you. It has nothing to do with gender. Uh, X to doubt. Let's chat more sandwiches. Yeah, well, you know what? I ain't making you sandwiches for shit, Dart. Can't come in here and give me grief on a Monday. Why for yes? The vast majority of all never become responsible at all. You literally obfuscate a lot of your own responsibility right now. Okay. I'm I'm not going to argue with you. In your mirrors. I have a girl who works for me. She's my fave and works a ton of hours. She had to get a restraining order on her brand new boyfriend. Oh, lovely. <laughs> what? Who are you dating? I'm dating Mr. Red Flag. That's who I'm dating. She moved him in too fast and he started being abusive. Trying to tell her she needed to stop working so much. Okay, like, if he's willing to, like, pick up the financial slack, yeah, we're all right, work less. But, I mean, I, it's it's very hard to pick people nowadays because so many of them put on this beautiful mask and you can't they're so good at wearing it you don't see through it you just don't and you believe the shit that they talk and you you're like oh my god but he's so cute and he said this and you know you got the sexual chemistry going on and it's all hot and heavy and you're in that like euphoric romantic stage in the very beginning and you're like yes this is the one and then you move in together and the First time he doesn't dump the garbage when you ask him or the first time you like, I don't know, move something of his or like try to look at his phone and he catches you or whatever. I'm just saying like, these are things that they happen. I apparently, I haven't lived with somebody for a very long time, so I wouldn't know. Um, but the first time like any of this stuff happens, you know, the first time you burn dinner or the first time, you know, he forgets to call that he's going to be late coming back and you're sitting there for two, three hours, you know, four hours waiting 
he walks in the door and you're automatically up his ass like who are you with like yeah the first time the first fight happens it all just falls apart and you're just you realize that you don't want to be with this person you just don't like you look at them and you're like no you know this was too much yeah that that's the lust and infatuation fading away really really quickly because you hit a snag you know you want somebody that when you hit that snag yeah you could fight you could have some bad feelings whatever you're going to get beyond it you'll be okay because the actual relationship is knitted together based on things you have in common experiences you've shared experiences that you know have really put you through it and you supported one another when you put the work in and you have the solid foundation the relationship has a better chance i'm not saying an automatic guarantee but it has a better chance of surviving but you also have to be willing to grow and change and let that person you're with grow and change and get to know the new aspects of them you know if you don't like something they do don't hold it in and pretend like they're going to read your mind and know what the problem is a lot of these chicks do that a lot of them i fucking i trust me i've been guilty of it myself i'm like well you should just know I, they're not gonna know lay it out for them i mean i've i've said it i'm like but if i tell you then it means less why does it mean less maybe he just doesn't know what you want so he doesn't know to give that to you doesn't it mean just as much if he knows what you want and gives it to you to make you happy you know why does it have to be oh he gave it to me because he wanted to give it. obviously he wanted to give it to you if he gave it to you they don't do anything they don't want i mean push comes to shove most people do not do things they don't want to do so if somebody does something it should count you know be appreciative don't look for the negative look for the okay this isn't what i wanted but look what he did for me like that kind of thing same thing with women don't be like oh well she didn't make me a huge fucking maybe she's not that good under pressure for making like a big meal for whatever start her off small like did she make you a sandwich yeah does she make sure that you're always full whether it's her cooking or somebody else's or takeout or whatever does she take care of you well yeah the appreciate that does she ask are you all right appreciate that you know if he calls if he spends time with you appreciate that because these things don't happen like and these girls they just they're like they're so fast so let's move in together we're meant to be we're twin flames i can't with the twin flame bullshit like stop i do believe in soulmates but i don't believe you have one i believe that your soul is multifaceted so you have multiple soulmates people who either connect with you on such a deep level because they're so like you and so well matched to you or even souls that your soul encountered before there are some people who are like that maybe you ran together in several lives i don't know i think you get to live as many different lives as you want soul wise i think your consciousness gets to you know go somewhere else and be something else but i think your soul gets to be uh not reincarnated or reused i think your soul is never ending so if you choose to spend you know like 400 years in the afterlife 
and come back as a baby or whatever. I think that's probably possible. I do. Because maybe you, you know, you're not happy with how things went the first time, or maybe you're so happy with how you are that you think the world could use a soul like yours and you get reincarnated. I don't know. These are all like different little thoughts that I have from time to time. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, I know you have a problem with it. It's called the delusional female view of the world. Oh, awesome. And he said, never mind. Uh, I wish her luck in you. I really do. Because it, it gets scary when somebody like is after you. But there's also, you know, there's people who like to, they do the knee jerk reaction. They make a mountain out of a molehill. So, I mean, I don't know the details, so I can't judge. Uh, Wolfram, thank you very much. Posting links. Waste of my time. Have a good morning. Love you, shall. Have a good one, Darth. Moody thing, yeah. But that's all right. Uh, every said later, Darth Wolfram said, preach it. Perks here's up. Boobies. Uh, you know, I love the boobies. Love the boobies. Uh, and yeah, I started one and a half weeks early, you know. My husband walked into the bathroom this morning and said, oh, my God, is this normal? And are you okay? Do you need a hospital? Aw. Yeah, you get to that point where it's just like, oh, God's trying to kill me. <laughs> Mother Nature hates me. Mother Nature hates me. Cool gamer. You're awesome. I don't know who you're talking I hope you're talking to me. Thank you. I appreciate that. Sometimes I feel very non-awesome. Uh, no real man would ever choose that. Well, mm, there's some weird people out there. New song is really good tonight. He has two songs that I like MGK. Yeah, put him in my Discord because I've never heard any of his music. Castro, what's up? What's up, my dude? Uh, I can use it this morning. <laughs> you having a bad morning, Wolfram? Don't have a bad morning. Boobies, boobies, bouncy, 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 bouncy. You can't see it, but I'm bouncing. So there you go. That's what I used to do for Marty. I'd be like, did that cheer you up? He'd be like, yes, it did, actually. <laughs> uh, do... And yeah, I fucking love you, Darth, but I'm on the rig, so fuck off. Over there. <laughs> I can't. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, I love you, Anya. That's hilarious. Cool gamer. I like your stream. Thank you very much. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're hanging out. Oh, look at this. Uh, I don't have a booby clip, but I got one of my favorites. We have $4.99 super chat from T-Rex Trucking and more. He said, good M. Oh, you're learning. Howdy. Hey, Shelly and chat. How's it going? Good M to you too. Happy Manic Monday. Oh, Manic Mondays. Always the best. 
I was, I don't mind Mondays so much. I really don't. Look at those moves, right? Well, I mean, then you have to have the Valentine's one that, that winning did. I mean, winning did all these. Let's be <laughs> anything except like one Nick one. He, no, I did four Nick ones. He did one Nick one um, that I show. But yeah, this is the Valentine's one that I love. But to wrap up the whole trans talk and all that, it all comes back to, like I was saying, your vote counts. Research who you want to vote for and think about it. Why would you pick somebody who's going to be detrimental to your future, to your children's future? Like what kind of low self-esteem do you have not to pick the best option for you? the best option who's going to further your life and make things easier and more prosperous and successful and happier. If you're pursuing liberty and joy and freedom and just all these different ideals that we have out there, you want all that. You have to believe in yourself. You have to look at these people who are making decisions at such a high level over your life in your life and say, no, I, I don't want this candidate because I deserve better. It's just like Pickett. Like, th think of it as this is going to be your, like, your significant other for the next four years. Do you want to live with this person? Do you want them to change your whole household and drive everything that you've worked so hard for into the ground? If you do, then you know which candidate to choose. You know, that's how you have to go into this. You know, get your ego, get your self-respect, get your self-confidence, give them all a kick in the ass, shove them together and jump into a deep dive on these people and figure out who is best for you. Who aligns with what you want in life? Don't go for the rhetoric, go for the facts, go for their actual track records. You know, think about, do you want warmongers? Do you want people who are better at making deals than starting wars? That's what I'm looking for. There is no denying that Trump is an amazing deal maker. The man does not like to lose and he will do anything to win. And in order for him to look like he's <laughs> to look like he's winning, then he has to do for the people. Because that's what their expectation is, that he's going to save us. We have made him into this. Please, dear God, make America great again because we can't keep going the way we're going. We can't sustain this. We won't survive. And that man does not like to fail. He will do everything in his power to make America great again. Out of sheer spite. He said the best revenge is success. He's not lying. That's the mentality here. We don't always carry out vendettas you know, in such a direct manner, we do it. And okay, guess what? You have a real prop. All right. You want to be a fuck? Watch me, watch me do this. Watch me totally leave you in the dust and make you look like such an ass just based on my success rate. 
fuck you. Like, that's Trump's attitude. And I dig that. I do. I dig it. That is, that is the attitude to have. But like I said, choose for yourself, but look into it. Don't just be a friggin' sheep on either side in any way, shape, or form. Do your homework and you'll see who's, who's in your best interest. And then vote according to your own conscience. You know, don't let anybody else make that decision for you. Don't be swayed by, you know, a friend or whatever. Oh, everybody I know is voting this way. So the fuck what? And if you're embarrassed of who you, you know, voted for, just don't tell anybody. I mean, it, it's not in the rule book that you have to tell everybody. You could tell somebody. <laughs> it's none of your business. Oh, well, then that means what are, well, you could think what you want to think, but it's none of your business one way or another. But I mean, that's where we've gotten to in this country where we have to be ashamed because we made the right decision. We didn't make the popular decision, the popular choice, you know, the politically correct. Notice how it's called politically correct. It's not called morally correct. It's not called culturally correct. It's not even just correct. It's literally politically correct. That should tell you something. Do not let them change your language. Don't let them change your mind when you know that you've looked into something and you know that it doesn't stand up with your morals and your values. If you have to bend your principles to stand behind somebody else, that's not the person you should be supporting. Just my opinion. Just my opinion. But what do I know? I'm new to this game. Uh, I do want to put something out there because I did say, you know, you got to pick what's best for you. So I hope Les comes back and listens because this is her favorite. I deserve good things. I am entitled to my share of happiness. I refuse to beat myself up. I am an attractive person. I am fun to be with. Because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. I hate that clip so much. Oh, I hate it. I can't look at it. I, I'll hear it and it's fine, but I can't look at it. Um, but Les loves it. I know a lot of you really like that clip. So there you go. Just to make you happy. Uh, Wolfram said, just tired this morning as well, Shelly. Oh, well, honey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you're tired. Make sure to check your, like, you know, vitamins and stuff like that. Because, I don't know, I don't feel like, I don't want to call you out or anything. But once you get past a certain age... Vitamins are essential. I always thought they were bullshit. Turns out I needed them. <laughs> so they're working really well. And you know, you could do a one a day or you could, you know, like pick specific things for whatever ails you. Just be careful. Start low if you're doing it. T-Rex trucking is just another manic Monday. Yep. Just another manic Monday. Whoa, whoa. I wish it was Sunday. I love that song. Yep, that's my fun day. My I don't have to run day. Just another manic Monday. Uh, LOL winning. Winning the best revenge is living well. Yes, it is, sweetie. Yes, it is. Speaking of living well. 
the lead attorney went live quite a few times last week and quite a few times this weekend. And I happened to catch him because he was talking about Fannie Willis and I am obsessed with Fannie Willis. And he was talking about the phone records that, um, that they received saying <laughs> how many times well, these are Nathan Wade's phone records, how many times he was not only in Fannie Willis's neighborhood, but apparently the call Hawk or something like that. Um, it's this cell company, like at analysis, um, cell analysis company that like the courts use and whatever they did this analysis saying that they were able to pin it down to basically her house because of the things that were, you know, between the towers or whatever. And they didn't count drive-bys. They only counted when it went there and stayed. And this was for 2001, long before they said their relationship started. And it was from like February, 2001 to November, 2001. And he stayed at her house overnight for four or more hours, basically over 35 times in an 11 month period. Phone records show that he went there generally at like one in the morning and left about five, five thirty in the morning. Those are the come hit it and leave before my kids wake up or before the neighbors see you walk a shame hours. That is prime booty time. That is not when you're meeting up with somebody to go over case files, especially when y'all don't work together. Okay, what is he like giving you like gang references or something? Because that's what you're working on, but he's over here working on ambulance chasing bullshit. So like, how, what are you two collaborating on? You collaborating on knocking boots. That's about it. Like you are never, ever. Have the words bumping uglies been more accurate than with these two? It's tragic, the visuals that have come into my head, no pun intended, throughout this trial, like throughout this hearing. Because, like, no. But apparently he went over there a lot. So unless he was over there because every ATM was out and he needed cash, because apparently it's all she ever carries, for four hours every night, you know, talking to her he would call her when he was leaving his house talk to her the whole time until he got there turn his phone like to, not to the off but like it was still pingable he could still you know it was still on but he wasn't using it. he clicked off the off the call when he was there and then would drive home text her that he was there and then like i guess there's like you know most of the time there was like 20 or whatever minutes Maybe he went and took a shower and washed her off or whatever. And then he'd call her or whatever. Uh, but he, And it sounds like a lot, right? When have you ever texted somebody, hey, can you come over tonight? And they go, yeah, all right, I'll be over in like 20 minutes. And they stay on the phone the whole day. I'm, yeah, baby, I'm taking a shower now. Okay, yeah, I'm getting dressed now. I'm getting in the car now. I'm coming over now. I'm a block from your house. I'm 10 feet from your house. I'm at your door. Like, they don't do that. It's the text and then ding dong. There they are. There you go. Dial a dick is at the door. All right. That's what they do. You don't talk the whole time, but whatever. That's what they did. Over 2,000 phone calls to one another. 
2000. Just let that sink in in 11 months. But he ain't hitting it. Bullshit. Over, I think, 12,000 text messages or text interactions back and forth in 11 months. If you're talking, like, here's my thing. If you're visiting her overnight over 35 times in less than a year, and you're talking to her on the phone over 2,000 times in less than a year, what the hell is left to talk about in 12,000 texts? What? What? Tell me. Show me. Because I am fascinated. I want to know what was going on. Because that that's not just giving her the date. That's, oh my God, I am romancing this woman out of $600,000 salary a year or like for this thing. Like, I want this contract. I want this job. And he knew if he kept it up, kept it up, kept it up, he would get the reward. And he did. And now they're all like, oh, butthurt about it. But that was submitted by Trump's lawyers, like, his investigative team over the weekend and Fanny wasted no time. Like Nathan, he just, he threw in the towel. He was like, fuck it. You know, we're going to lose. She's like, Oh no. Did this bitch say, Oh yeah. Okay. This is all true. No, she doubled down and said, Nope, you can't admit any of this within 24 hours. By the way, she filed this motion that no, you can't admit this because you didn't give us fair warning. So you're not allowed to surprise us with information. And you can't use this because this is expert testimony and we haven't been able to evaluate or, you know, judge on the reliability or credibility of your expert. And so she made, she had a three point friggin' memorandum. She did have a point about the, you know, the statute of time given they're supposed to give them 14 days notice with seven days to look over and dispute whatever the stuff is. They're not allowed to just spring it on them. So she had a point, but that was her only point. But basically the other is, well, this shouldn't be here because it just shouldn't be here. Like he, she's like, this is rude. But she, she, her motion that she wrote was terrible. <laughs> it was so unprofessional. And I was just like, all right, she had some good points, but did she have to come at it? Like, you know, with the attitude, because you could hear the injected attitude. Like she was mad when she wrote that. But I, I give her credit. She doubled down. She was like, nope, nope, not giving in. She's like, you're not getting the confession from me. I don't care what evidence you have. I will deny it till the day I die. And she will go, she'll die on that hill. She will die on that hill. Wolfkinder loved the bangles. Oh, yeah. Hazy Shade of Winter was one of my favorites. I mean, of course, there's Walk Like an Egyptian, but Hazy Shade of Winter. Oh, I love that. It's just, you know, they're so da da da. And then da 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 da. I just, I love the way that drops like that. Um, Grammy, happy Monday. Happy Monday. Grammy, that's five calls a day, closer to six. Lady Awesome, thank you for playing that clip. I'm eight minutes behind. Oh, you're welcome, honey. I'm glad you're here. Happy Monday. Grammy. I don't care that it's five or six a day, but for a, for a dude, that's a lot. That's a lot for just some chick that you're hitting every once in a while. That's a lot, especially if you're texting as much as that and you're seeing her in person, bro. Like 
no wonder why his business was failing. He didn't have time to do anything else. You're a lawyer. There's hours and hours and hours dedicated to your client list and their cases. And you're going to have time like that? Like, what did you get a time machine and you go back in time? And you're recovering, like, supposedly he was recovering from cancer or whatever. Where are you getting this energy? Where? Where are you getting this energy? Because you claim that it was this huge freaking thing and you had to be in a sterile environment and whatever. But then you're going over and knocking boots with this chick who we know is not sterile in any way, shape, or form. I don't even know if she's hygienic, but I know she dirty. I don't mean it in a cleanliness kind of way, like in soap and water, though there are people with that issue. But she is soul dirty. She's shady as hell. Shady. And she got called out for it. And I'm here for all of it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's the drama I like. I like drama to happen away from me. Like, <laughs> go away. Y'all, you fucked up. Now you're accountable. Oh, I can't wait to sit here and watch. My, my private life should not be for public consumption. Then you shouldn't have become a public figure. How about that? You don't get to be like, oh, this is a high profile position. I'm going to be in the public eye, but nobody talk about me. <laughs> You're not special. You are not special. Um, and yeah, I keep hearing this sound that I swore was water running somewhere. And it's my, it's my kombucha, kombucha, kombucha. What's kombucha? Is that like the fizzy water or something? I don't know what that is. Uh, gross bar true, but let's say that they were doing work and seeing each other in person. I'm shocked. It's not more. <laughs> they weren't doing work though. Like, that's the thing. He had his business. He was doing his own kind of work. And she was supposedly, like, dealing with, like, mass murders and, like, all this weird stuff. And then she hired him for the position. And then he divorced his wife. Mind you, he also likes to say that he's not married anymore. To this day, he's still married. His divorce is not final. By law, he is married. So no matter anybody that he was with after her, he was being unfaithful to his marriage vows. So it's, you watched TLA this weekend. Was it not amazing? Sundays was meh. Cause he had the call in and it's, I don't really enjoy when he talks to too many people, but when he covers the material, like Friday, he covered a lot and I was there for it, but Saturday. And he's so funny. Like that's the smile that just, you can't be upset when you see the lead attorney. That smile is so big and so bright and so happy because that man is loving his life. But he is what led me, besides all the Fannie Willis stuff, to having this stream because he talked about how different his life is now that he's a YouTube streamer. And, you know, he does these classes on how to be a YouTube, a successful YouTube streamer, which they cost like. I think like $500 or whatever, but, um, I thought about it, but I'm not that like, number one, I'm not that flush. And number two, I'm not that interested in becoming like a huge YouTuber. Um, uh, I'll learn where I can, but to me, it's still like, I'm still taking my, you know, I'm taking little itty bitty, you know, Oh God.
Ah, it's still a work in progress for me. It is. So I'm looking for something. Damn it. Where is it? Some bitch. Why can't I find it? Oh, here it is. I know. I'm a little reread this one. Bear with me. Baby steps. It means setting small, reasonable goals for yourself one day at a time. One tiny step at a time. Baby steps. It works. I'm live. Hold on one second, guys. Sorry about that. I had a question because they turned off our water today to work on the on the pipes downstairs in the water main. So we'll have no water from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. or later. So it's like, okay, nobody flush the toilet. Remember that. Don't flush the toilet. Oh, all right. <laughs> it's like, great. But because um, I wanted to like fill the tub up and I just, I couldn't because this came up and I forgot because I'm uh, what should we call it and you said it's fermented it's not great at first but have to get used to it yeah that's most different drinks I didn't really like love the body armor that I was drinking before like it I don't know it was very sweet to me compared to what I normally drank but it grew on me and now I'm like addicted to it it's terrible um Tastes really good, though, now. Well, from the lady DA who campaigned on cleaning out the corruption, stacked the DA's office with corruption. Yeah. And one of her talking points on why she should be elected is because she wouldn't sleep with her employees. Wow. I mean, that that had a short shelf life. <laughs> that was terrible. Winning said the lead attorney. He's like, I am your resource. I am your best bet down here in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. He goes, Fanny Willis is right down the street. Nathan Wade is right down the street. The courthouse is right down the street. I am perfectly situated to give you the information on this case. I was like, damn. He And he's funny. He's like, that judge was like, listen, boy. And he's like, you know, they like to call you a boy. I was like, oh, my God. See, he could get away with that. But it's funny. He's funny. He's got AV to the seventh power as his co-host. And she's like, I think she's Latina, but um, he's like, oh, he goes, this, this light skinned girl over here going to get me in trouble. And he could say stuff like that. And it's hilarious. I could repeat what he's saying because he said it, but I could never say it on my own. Be like this white bitch. Like, it would be odd for me to say that anyway, because why would I make that designation? I'd just be like, this bitch. I mean, that that's typical of me to say. Uh, Wolfram, are you looking for the chip I, for the clip that I chewed on? It's over there. I, I found it. I found it. I found it. Uh, Lady Osa, every stream I watch of his, I always go to the start so I can see his intro. Yeah. He always love you. Mm-hmm. And she said, I, I love TLA. Yeah, I mean, he's great. He really is. He's very funny. He's very funny. Um, the night that he sat and talked to Drex and Nick and the whole lactating thing came up, I was like, all right, I got to take a break. Because now every time I look at you, that's all I think about. 
can't watch this thing anymore. I stayed away for like a couple months. It really like that was the only thing in my head. Now it's still I still think of it every time I see him. But it's just like, meh, whatever. Like, you can get used to anything, I guess, at any point. But I mean, it's one of his kinks. All right. I ain't going to kink shame nobody. More power to you, baby. It ain't hurting nobody. But we all have some weird kind of kink. Uh, in your words, I love liquid death lime or the peach tea. It's just really expensive. That's that stuff that Amber Heard drank, isn't it? She talked about that that morning. The the one with the setup of the Coke on the table and everything where she like staged everything. And she was like, yeah, he was drinking like whiskey or whatever and his coffee and I was drinking my kombucha. And I didn't know what it was then either. But I, you sparked something in my head. I love AV too. Yeah, she's very cute. She's adorable. She's a good foil for him. She keeps him on point, but she also like, she'll throw stuff out there that he can't, which is nice. But he's very respectful with her. Like, I mean, he's playful, but he's very respectful. He's got really good um, support in his chat. He And he always shouts out, like, the highest um, supporter. And he's like, they are my sponsor for today's thing. And if somebody beats them, well, they're the new sponsor for today's show. And, you know. But he is very, very grateful. I like, And he's still, he's, he's a humble bragger. But I like that about him. Like, he's got the swagger, but he knows that you know at one point he was making nothing like he was doing terrible now he talks about his life on youtube and he's like i made way more at this than i ever made being a lawyer and i enjoy it more i get to sleep in if i want i get to do a stream if i want or not do it if i don't want and he talked about that he's making like easily 160 grand every six months just in his ad revenue that's not super chats and like you know like all the other stuff that's not his coursework that he sells that's not like you know just random donations or or cash apps or venmo or you know like paypal or whatever he's got all of those and he he makes bank i know his ex-wife is like damn i divorced him too soon because you know she was like i could have got in on that she probably didn't believe in him didn't encourage him and guess what? If you don't stand by that man when he's at his lowest, when he's at his highest, he should kick you right in it, right in the teeth and kick your ass right out. Nope. You don't get to share in the rewards if you don't put the work in. You just don't. But I don't know this situation. I, I'd love to. God, I would love to sit there and gossip with him. He looks like he could gossip. Like he would get into the juice and meat and bone of it all. Like, oh yeah, he would... He even said, he said Fanny Willis was all affronted and all like, I didn't have sex with him at the conference. I wouldn't do that. That's unprofessional. He was like, stop. I have been to these conferences and y'all are fucking. He was like, you're all fucking. He was like, everybody's fucking. I'm fucking. You're fucking. Everybody's fucking. He goes, you got these lawyers. They walk in with 12 young ass gorgeous paralegals and I'm standing there going, Motherfucker, why? Like, why would you do this to me? I was rolling because he was just off. He was dead serious. He was like, you walk in with all these fine bitches and you think I ain't getting down? Stop. Stop, you lying motherfucker. <laughs> like, he, was, he kept it real. It was funny. But, um, yeah, no. Most people don't know how dirty the dirty South really is. Oh, no, no. 
I mean, I I grew up on a lot of those like those movies um, that showed like a lot of deep like governmental corruption, especially like you know on the judicial level. God, look at the night the lights went out in Georgia. That is one of my all time lifelong favorite movies. A lot of people have never seen it. It had like Chrissy McNichol, Dennis Quaid, and Mark Hamill in it. And I mean, it was just granted she was just way too young for him, but whatever. I didn't, I was young at the time, so it was very romantic. I look back as an adult and I'm like, Bleh. but as a kid, I didn't know any better. But I mean, you saw like the difference, like, you know, whatever judge he got, whatever cop he got, like he really, he got, I mean, he, he got framed for a lot of stuff, you know, other people would get away with it. They didn't like him. So they were just going to pick on him, make sure he was miserable, make it so that he could never like, you know, rise above or whatever. Like it showed a lot of corruption. That was the beginning. Even Dukes a hazard. Come on, look at boss hog. Look at, you know, Roscoe. Do they seem like they were like on the up and up? Cause you know, they weren't. So it was just like, yeah, that people don't pay attention to that, it, but it's, it's no better up North. It's just, I think more violent up North, like down South y'all are like heavy on reputation and stuff like that up here. Your reputation ain't shit. The more horrible things you do, the more, I guess the higher in esteem people hold you because they're afraid of you. So their opinion of you is always good because they're afraid to have any other. Because they're more violent up here. That's why the Southerners are charming and the Northerners are aggressive. You know, Northern aggression. It's it's a thing. It really is. It really is. Maybe because it gets so cold up here. Y'all stay hot most of the time. So you just always just like chill with it. You're like, I ain't got energy for this. It's hot out. Like. <laughs> I ain't going out and beating his ass. I might break a sweat, but I'm going to go talk over this fence and say a couple things. So that should spread like wildfire. Up here, it's just like, I don't have time to talk. I'm busy. I got to go somewhere. I'm going to punch you in the face and move on. That's the difference. The South goes nice and slow. And the North is always boom, 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 boom. So yeah, y'all are chill and charming and we're all aggressive and on the move. We're just violent. I know. It's a thing. <laughs> Lady Olson said, I smile and I get a warm feeling when he all of a sudden he speaks in Spanish. Oh, my God. I love when he speaks in Spanish. It's always a surprise. Always a surprise to me. And he's so good. He's so fluent. But I love that he calls everybody a bendejo. I'm like, I, I know he knows what that means. But the chat obviously fucking don't. Because I'm like, all right. A lot of men would be like, really? You couldn't pick a different word? But uh hey gutters pub happy Monday, baby. Happy Monday. Welcome, welcome. Hoping everybody had a good weekend. I had an amazing weekend. Um slept a whole bunch, thank goodness. But um I had fun with winning. I was in the in the chat during winning Saturday night until his chrome glitched and I had to jump in and I was just like, um, <laughs> Hi. Like <laughs> I was not prepared, people, not prepared. But that's all right. I did it right. I kept it, you know, up and running, if not well. <laughs> but yeah, and then Sunday night we did our show. 
You guys really need to check that one out. We did the part three of The Power of Nightmares. And it, it was really, really good. Um, it was all stuff from the 90s and like basically from like Reagan on 80s and 90s, maybe late 70s. And just what the government was doing militarily to um, to push us in the directions they wanted us to. And the power that they took because of the level of fear they instilled in everybody. How different stories were woven. How um, their experts, you know, went and reimagined or redefined what certain videos were like you're seeing one thing but really it's all coded messages and this is what it's really saying so it was really super interesting to me um i had a really good time watching it and i i had a, i had to mute myself for most of it because i'm sitting there going oh that's bullshit oh that's and i didn't want to like, <laughs> scare the hell out of everybody and constantly interrupt so i'm like sitting there muted going what? No, that never happened. We didn't sound like that when the towers went down. They had this one video of everybody. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And everybody's screaming. And maybe that, that was authentic. I don't know. But in my entire office building, when that second plane hit, nobody screamed. Nobody spoke. And nobody moved. Like you literally could hear a mouse fart because none of us could believe what we were saying. I stood stock still for probably about five solid minutes. It felt like hours. But I just kept sitting, like standing right in front of the window and Chip go looking out going, there's no way that just happened. There's no way that was an accident. That's number two. Like there's no way... Because you're in shock. You're not screaming in terror or whatever. I was just as close as the lady in that video. I had just as much of a bird's eye view. I was right across one mile across the river from, from the Twin Towers. So a one mile is not a lot, especially when a building's that fucking big, the two of them. And I was just looking and I we were all shocked. Nobody spoke. It wasn't until they did an alert on the phone, which was the phone intercom to say that the president was going to speak and, you know, whatever. And that this was, you know, probably, you know, a, a tele attack. I, I hate saying the word. Um, but yeah, until then, none of us moved. And once that happened, all I want to do is get my daughter. So that I've just made sure that I could leave and whatever. Um, you know, get my husband off his ass to come get me so we can go get the baby and just, but yeah, that was the only part that I was like really loud about. So I had to mute myself and then we watched, oh guys, we watched demolition man. And if you watch winning's show from yesterday in the beginning, while we we're still on YouTube, he explains the three seashells. He shows videos that explain the three seashells and I still call bullshit. Um, so goes have a look at that. We had a really good time. Then we went over to, you know, we stayed on rumble and we watched the documentary, which was amazing. I had a little, you know, like I went on a couple rants here or there and then we watched demolition man. And it was really worth it. Cause that movie is just amazing from start to finish. It was so good. It was so good. And you'll be watching it going, Oh shit, that happened. Oh shit. We have that now. 
oh shit, we do that. Oh my God, they're talking about doing that. And you're just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. It, yeah, it was, but it's still hilarious. Still hilarious. Way to go. You really licked his ass. Kicked his ass. I kicked his ass. <laughs> Let's go blow this guy. Blow this guy away. She's like, whatever. I'm like, no, bitch, there's a difference. There's a difference. Uh, Shelly, did you watch the Where's Wendy special the past two nights on Lifetime? I did not. Where is Wendy? Is that the thing about Wendy Williams? About what happened to her? Because apparently she's got like all these neurological issues now and she's got like early dementia and everything. I remember when she had that like spazoid thing on TV that she was ha 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 and then she went uh, and whoop, right down. I was like, damn. I remember when that happened. Dukes of Hazard. I love the Dukes of Hazard. More, more like Hazard. <laughs> it's Hazard County. Way all here in Hazard County. Hazard County. You like it over here in in Georgia, in Tennessee. Uh, you're welcome. Do, 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 do. No problem. Wolf, Wolf Kinder. It's still jarring to me when I watch an old movie with scenes of NYC and I see the towers. Oh, yeah. You got to imagine every... I spent my whole life going down the shore, right? As a kid, you know, I went down every weekend, every summer, all summer long. Sometimes I'd go down for the whole summer, depending on, you know, what we were doing, who needed me to do whatever. When my uncle's daughter was born, my Aunt Holly was very young. She was 23. And, you know, the baby had been born with um, a hole in her hip. She needed extra hands. So I volunteered to go there for the for most of the summer. So I only came back, like, a couple times. I stayed down there for, like, two months. But what I'm saying is I spent the majority of my weekends down the shore my whole life and every time we'd come home the very first thing that would tell me i was home was the smell that was number one because you would hit the uh the industrial section like edison and all that um you would hit the newark area and you would smell the refineries and stuff like that so that was a very strong smell but that always told me ah okay we're not down the shore like we're home and as soon as I would smell that, I would open my eyes, look out the front windshield, and I would see the Twin Towers. And I would watch the Twin Towers the entire rest of the ride because I knew it was like 10 minutes and I'd be in Hoboken. And I'd just watch, watch, watch. And the closer it, you know, it came, like the bigger the towers became, the closer I was to home, the better I felt because, okay, I'm home. I can relax. You know, I get to go home. I get to go see the cat. I get to see the dog. I get to whatever. You know, I was excited. So that was always this heartwarming symbol of coming home to me. I think it was a week after it happened. I could not. My nerves were so shot. I couldn't be in my house. And like when I wasn't working because I had nothing to distract me. So Brett, that's my ex-husband and I would pack up, you know, Katie and the dog and we would go camping every single weekend. And the first time we went, we used to go to these campgrounds called um, Turkey Swamp. 
I, I've been camping there since literally since the day I was born. I insisted we went camping when I was nine months pregnant uh, with, with Katie. So, I mean, even though I couldn't make it to like the community bathroom, I didn't care. Like I give me a bucket. I'll be fine. But I insisted that we go camping for like a week and we did. And it was a trial, but it was fun. Um, but yeah, we used to go there. And the first time I went with, with my husband and Katie, after the thing happened, we were coming home and I looked up and I started shaking and crying and he couldn't figure out what's the matter with you. What the fuck happened to you? You just had a good weekend. What, what is your problem? And I just kept pointing because it was just gone. And you just saw smoke all the time. Like it, it stayed like smoking for months and you could smell it for months. And I remember looking and I, I just lost it because my, the one symbol that always told me I was coming home was gone. You know, and it, it, it was so like how there were two buildings there. They were there forever in my mind because they'd never not been there. And then all of a sudden it was just an empty landscape and it was the most desolate looking landscape ever with that missing. It just hit wrong. It felt wrong. And it made, it made me like, so like the panic would just rise and rise and rise. Uh, it was, it was a lot. So, I mean, I, I feel for you, honey. I do. I really do. It, it would be jarring. Every time I see it, I still go, like, I still jump back because it's still like, it feels so fresh in my mind. I don't think it'll ever just be just one of those little memories like, oh yeah, that happened. Like there's always going to be a lot of emotion attached to it. I mean, think about it. Like I, I didn't think I was going to have any kind of like attack on the U S soil in my lifetime. I mean, the closest that I had ever like even heard of was Pearl Harbor and that caused the whole friggin' world war. So yeah, them doing it right across the river from me, uh, anxiety inducing, you know, I, I was terrified. I still look up every time I hear a plane flying too low and I can tell you when they're flying too low based on how they sound. I could tell you if it's a like Cessna, I could tell you if it's a jet, I could tell you if it's a helicopter from as far away as when you can very first hear it. I could tell you if it's way like if it's nice and high or if it's way too low. You know, if it's coming out too fast. I never ever miss the jets going over like the when the army, navy and air force when they run they do their runs. <laughs> no. Like a lot of people, they're immune to it. I hear it every single time. And every single time I tense up because I'm like, well, how many are there? Where are they going? Which direction are they going? Is that a routine flight? Like all these different things go running through my head automatically because that was so traumatic because it was so invasive to me. It was so threatening and out of any fucking like past experience that I'd ever had, it blew them all away. It, just, it was a lot. So I, I feel for you. I do. It is still jarring. Lady Awesome Sky said, oh, yes. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, yes, girl. It's a sad story. Wendy Williams has lymphedema and now has been diagnosed with dementia. She has lymphedema? 
now see i gotta watch it um uh, she said what's up with you jersey girls having lymphedema it it's environmental i swear it's environmental because we have that damn jibby jabby and i i really do think it's environmental i think that let like lends to it i've been drinking tap water my whole life unfiltered I say that and I hear winning, like, I hear him go, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, he's just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, he's just appalled. <laughs> he's absolutely appalled. I mean, I use a filter now, but it's like, it's kind of like closing the barn door after the horse ran away and died on some mountain and is now, like, carry on for like the vultures like it's like what's the point of it's putting a band-aid on you know like a amputated leg it's terrible but i am willing to willing to try willing to try uh mimsy said i was born in nyc i remember as young as a young girl looking up at how tall the towers were and being in such awe a woman work i worked with was on uh, flight 11 that hit the towers. It was so sad and emotional. She was going on vacation. Oh, look, see, listen, you winning said, that's not a real filter. I know, but it's the best I can do right now. God, all right, I'll take it off and I'll just have regular tap water. Then if it doesn't make any difference, I'm doing what you suggested. I just can't do the, you know, the kind of system you got. Cause I ain't got money like that. I'd rather, you know, pay rent. No point in having a great filter in an apartment. I can't pay rent for. Be like, Oh, I have a great filter. I'm going to hook it up to like the water fountain outside. Cause I'll be homeless. Of course I'm exaggerating. You know, I'm playing with you, but I know that's not a real filter. It's better than nothing though. Anyway, so yeah, so that was the stuff that I wanted to talk about because he was talking about um, going on YouTube and all these things. And I was like, all right, dude, like, I like you very much. And you're, you were a success on YouTube. I'm not entirely sure he gets that. It's hard out here for a pimp. Like it is hard to grow your channel. It is hard to figure out what to do. And there's a process. Like, I don't think that streaming is something you could really do fly by night. Like, you can't just, oh, I'm just going to do it as like a little side hobby. No. it. You might start out thinking that. You might even be able to sustain that the first two, three months. But let me tell you something. When you start getting chats, like when you start having a chat that talks to you, when you start getting subs, when you start growing it's addictive and you want to do it more and more and more. When I first started, like I said, I, I had no purpose. You know, my purpose was always my kids and my kids in school. Well, I still had my kids, but we were all in the house. There wasn't a whole lot of purpose there. They weren't going anywhere, you know, and I didn't have the kids at school. I was sick. I was lost and I just didn't know what I was going to do. And Nick kept saying, you know, if you got something to say, say it, you know, try it. You know, he was like, you might not be good at it, but try it. Don't be a pussy, you know, be brave, be this, be that, you know, my typical Nick. Wait. 
He's like, motherfucker! Oh, God damn it! You know, he tells you everybody should go out and do it. Everybody, and he said the same thing. I had written to him, and I was like, right, I think I'm gonna try it or whatever. And you know, typical Nick. Good luck. We're all counting on you. I mean, that's his whole attitude, right? Like, good luck. We're all counting on you. Um, Indian Murray's when he trying to get the money for the rent. So funny that you were just talking about rent and then followed with that. Yep. Um, I love Nick. I do. Nick is just, well, Nick is Nick. He's, he's, he's not to be, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? I, I don't know. He is not to be described, really. He's so many things. So, so many things. But, yeah, he pushed it and he pushed it. And I was seeing all these people who were streaming. I was like, how hard could it be? Yeah, all right. So I, I made lists of, like, different things that you need to be to do this, to try to, like, make my decision. Because I was trying not to do this in a weird way. I didn't want to like start something and then be like, eh, I don't think I like this or whatever. If I was going to put the effort in, I was going to do the whole thing and I wasn't going to hold back. So I was like, all right. So first thing I wanted to figure out was, you know, I have to make this decision. Do I have the ego to do this? And I obviously decided, yes, I do. Ego and self-confidence are two different things. You could fake self-confidence. Your ego is literally just screaming at you going, you can do this. Get off your ass. You know you could do this. Girl, you could do anything. Like, it soups you up. My ego soups me up whether I deserve it or not. That's why when I take a hit to the ego, it's devastating because she's like, oh, where'd that come from? I'm so wonderful. But yeah, it's just like, ah, bitch, how to take you down a peg. But the self-confidence is eh. so in lieu of like in lieu of self-confidence, you have to have some type of courage to do this. You got to be ballsy. Even if you're going out there and you're going to play Mary fucking sunshine and never curse and never say anything remotely controversial, you're just going to talk about Crayola and the color of the rainbow and whatever. You still have to have the balls to go out there and be willing to take a lot of bullshit from people. Like a lot. I lucked out in many, many ways because my chat and the people that, you know, I interact with on Discord are generally very, very sweet, very forgiving, very full of grace toward me, knowing that I'm going to fuck up and I'm going to say things you don't agree with and I'm going to offend. And, but did you die? No. So come back and we'll have another chat and we'll see if I do better. Like, I knew that that could be a thing. I got lucky. And got that. But I also knew the trolls were a thing. So I had to decide, can I take it? Can I take like a hardcore troll coming into my chat and whatever? I don't know because I've never had like really vicious trolls in my chat. I've had trolls who just want to start shit. And I'll play with them. I don't care. Like it, that really doesn't bother me. It distracts from what I'm talking about. But, you know, sometimes I'm just the fight isn't worth it. It's better to just like go in, tell them they're adorable and thank you so much and bless your heart. And you know, like, and that's it. And then they're just like, you're not going to play. Like, I want you to get upset. I'm not going to get upset, but thank you. 
why don't you hang out? You know, lurk if you want to. Maybe do a thumbs down. If you like, over, you know, if you just play with them like that, it kind of takes all the wind out of their sails. They're just like, well, that's no fun. And I've had so many trolls come in here and I've done that to them and they're like, all right, fine, I'll hang out. And then they become, they become friends. You know, like they become good acquaintances or whatever. Like they enjoy being here and they don't want to troll anymore. They're, like they'll go troll somebody else, but here they're just, they're just hanging out. You know, they might throw out a quip here or there or whatever. And I, I think they're funny. I do. I think they're funny because they're not malicious. They're just bored, you know, and maybe they're, they're just heavily sarcastic in real life. You know, that's fine too. Some people are just ball busters. I'm a ball buster. God, I love to be a ball buster. I just tend to be more respectful in other people's chats because I don't want to cause any problems. I tend to be respectful most of the time. You wouldn't guess it, but manners, manners mean a lot to me. Uh, Mimsy, it does take a lot of courage to stream consistently and take a lot of bullshit. I admire you so much for that, Shelly. Thank you, honey. And winning too. Aw, we appreciate that very much. You're very sweet, Mimsy. I mean, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I'm just saying this is the stuff it takes to stream. Uh, Lady Awesome said, I have trouble making time. I need to iron out a schedule so I can have a rough idea of what kind of time I can put toward it. Exactly. That's why I said this is, it's a lifestyle because it will take over. If you allow it to, which sometimes you don't even realize, it will take over. Uh now, besides the ego and besides like the courage, you got to figure out the need. What need do you have that this is going to fulfill? Because if you don't need something from it, there's no motivation for you to constantly go back and try again and again and again, because you're going to fail many, many times. I'm telling that to anybody who's looking to be a content creator or a streamer, you're going to fail many, many times. I know you've all heard the stories about this person put out one video and they skyrocket. Not everybody has the luck of lawn lumber. Okay. Not everybody has that. He literally did one itty bitty video, which was done perfectly at the perfect time. And he went through the fucking roof. And then he was embraced by also upcoming streamers. Yeah. In law tube. So he got that kind of boost. So they had combined audiences. These people grew exponentially in a record amount of time because they shared all these big pools with each other of people and their sub counts went through the roof. And one thing about people who like going to YouTube, we're all very loyal when it comes to streamers there. You acquire new streamers that you like, but there are always some that you keep, they're always at the top of your feed. You always get the notifications for them because they're your favorites. You don't always listen to every stream they have, but you want to be aware of what they're doing. So you say you stay subbed up and all that, but that's how they were able to do it. And it gave this false kind of image that anybody could do it. Not everybody can stream. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. And if you're not enjoying it, don't do it. Don't do it. If you're not enjoying it and people aren't like really taking to you and it's not benefiting you in some way, then maybe look at a different thing to do. You know, either 
a different kind of streaming, change your format, change your niche, whatever. But it's a gamble. And you have to figure out what need you have. Do you need attention? Do you need to further a message? Do you need to have a purpose? Do you need to educate? Do you need to just get your feelings out? Do you need to connect with people? Do you need to show off your DIY skills? You know, do you need to show off your artistry? Do you need just to be somewhere so that you're not in your own head and you're talking to other people, but you're in charge of the conversation? You're in control of the narrative because you need that. You know, do you need to make friends where you have conversations with other people all the time about the most random shit on panel? Is that your need? Whatever your need is, you have to figure out and then you have to like structure what you're going to cover or decide what you're going to cover and what you're going to do based on that need. Because if you choose to do a political feed, but your need is purely attention, those two things are not going to feed each other. They're just not. But if you feel the need to educate people or to further your point of view based on the news and the politics and you need people to see it from your perspective, then you're going to fulfill that need just by reading the news out. You get what I'm saying? So if you're like, if you're like, look at me, look at me, but then you're trying to cover something serious, those are different audiences. They're not going to mesh well together. You're not going to get all the accolades and like the simping and whatever from those that are there to be informed, you're going to get it from people who want to be entertained and who want to be all goofy and whatever. And just, Oh my God, you're the best. Like they want a lavish attention on you. You want lavish, you know, attention. Okay. That's the way your stream should go, but don't pretend to be something else because then you're not being true to yourself. But what I'm saying is pick the thing you want. That's going to fulfill your need. My need was I had too many traumas that I never worked through. And therapy was only once a week. And if I didn't deal with those traumas, I wasn't going to make it. And I was getting physically sicker and sicker. So that wasn't helping. I needed to make connections. I am not a person who stays home. I was never home. I always had the kids out. I was out doing this. If the kids were my mother's, I was out with friends. You know, like I wanted to go places and do things. I was always up and doing something. Even in the house, if I was stuck in the house, I had projects going. I was repainting all the walls or I was drawing murals or whatever. Like there was always something. So to go from that to being caged up in here, I needed people and I needed a purpose. I didn't have my kids, you know, like my school kids where I could do something and I'd see that light of recognition in their eyes that just, it just made me better. You know, I didn't get to get them to do things that they didn't ever do before because somebody said they weren't capable of it. They didn't have the functionality to do it. And I could get them comfortable enough where they would be willing to be brave and try to read out loud or try to like pronounce things they couldn't pronounce or try to like, you know, do, I don't know, jump rope when they're terrified of it. Like if I could get them over obstacles, that was a huge, you know, fulfillment of purpose for me. And I was missing that. 
So I needed to find something where I could talk about it and I could be open and honest and get to the bottom of it, but also help somebody other than myself. Because if I came on here and it was all, it's always going to be centered on like my experiences because I'm the one talking. But if it only helped me, that wasn't what I wanted. Yes, I wanted help, but I wanted to help other people. Even if it was just showing somebody, guess what? You're, you think your life is so bad? All right, girl, hold my beer. All right, <laughs> we're going to talk about bad. And if I can be here, you can be here. Never give up. You know, you're not alone. You're not alone in pain. You're not alone in sadness. You're not alone in frustration of parenting. You're not alone in like fear of government. You're not alone in anger at being lied to. You're not alone in your societal views. Like you're not alone. I'm here. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you as often as I can, as much as I can. And I'm telling you like the, the worst parts about me. It's not easy to share all your weaknesses with faceless people. Cause I don't know who's listening. I don't know who'll hear this. Somebody could go back and like write down everything and be like, she did. Da -da 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 -da. All right. I already admitted to it. I copped to everything. It's not like you could hold it against me, but they can, you know, like definitely, I guess, write up a fucking profile or whatever on me. But I mean, I'm not saying that they would. I'm just saying all my info is out there. I don't hold anything back. You know, I don't pretend to be somebody I'm not. That's a risk because I'm used to performing. Even face to face, I can adapt to who you need me to be in the blink of an eye. No question. But coming here, I had to make a promise to myself that I would be me. And I didn't start out live streaming. I started out doing videos. I'd make a video at like two in the morning and just toss it out there and figure nobody's going to look at it. And you get like 20 hits. And I'd be like, oh my God, like for me, 20 people, that was a lot. Cause I, I had what, 30 subscribers when I started? Like, I think like two months after I started, I had like 30 or 40 subscribers. That was it. You know, and that's, I was like, all right. And then I did an Amber Heard video and it, it bumped up a little bit. You know, that was basically like, I only did a couple of those because I was talking about narcissism, but those were popular. Not greatly popular, but enough because I was a tiny little streamer. I, I only had double digits. So it was just like, uh. you know, and then you get involved, you, you hang out with people or whatever. I mean, I'm getting ahead of myself, but yeah, no, it, it was difficult trying to decide, can I do this? Can I get up here and talk and cry and make an absolute ass out of myself for a couple hours every day? And, you know, will people listen? Will they understand or will they mock me? And that's a thing. If you ever go into Nick's chat, he is relentlessly mocked. They are, oh my God, so vicious with him. And it's funny because I think his chat is probably filled with more haters than it is fans. 
I really do think so. Like they're way more dedicated. They don't miss a word he says on any platform because they always want to catch him out there. So they're definitely the most like consistent in attendance without a doubt. And I mean, that's what he's good at. He's good at monetizing his haters. You know, they show up in droves. They get together to try to take down his channel. They did it a couple times. We fought. And we all rose to the occasion and bombarded um, YouTube on Twitter to get him back, get him back. How dare you? How dare you? Like, oh, I was on a huge campaign for that. <sighs> Fucked up my whole sleep study because I was so worried about him. Because it happened that night. I was like, God damn it. But I had to decide, like, okay, I really, I, I miss having a purpose. And once I decided what my purpose was, then I could move on to, okay, well, what am I going to talk about? Like, I knew what I wanted to do, but I didn't know how to go about it. And when you're starting out, like, you have to pick your niche, you have to pick your topic or theme, whatever you want to call it. And you have to stick with it. So you have to be pick something that you're either well-versed in or that you're very, very comfortable exploring online in front of people like learning about it yourself or whatever or something like reviews it's got to be something that flows for you if you're stunted and like you're uh, 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 like all the time it's not going to work nobody's going to show up to hear you be like you know incoherent they want to be comfortable you know they want to be able to have a conversation they want to learn you know, they want new things. They don't want to sit there and go, what is this dude? I don't even know what he's talking about. It took him like 18 minutes to say a sentence. Like, and I just, I don't get it. Like, if you're so uncomfortable, you're going to make your chat uncomfortable. They're not going to come back. They're not. Most people do not enjoy being uncomfortable. When it's like easy going, you know what you're talking about, or you're just happy talking about it, they come back. They want to engage. They want to be a part of that. Um, then you got to move on to like the technical stuff. I knew nothing about streaming. I had to learn how to make thumbnails and you have to be creative too. Cause God forbid, you know, you just go with like the basic stuff, but you have to like, you have to pick your name. You have to pick your brand, like what colors, what kind of, what your icons going to be, what your avatar is going to be, what kind of a, you know, theme are you going to have? Are you going to have a tagline? Are you going to have like a, you know, catchphrases? Are you going to do clips? You have to figure out, are you going to get an intro? Are you going to get an outro? Like, do you just use a countdown? How do I make a thumbnail? What programs do I use? How do I not have to pay every single month for all these programs when I'm not monetized? So I'm not getting that money back. You're just investing, investing, investing. This is a huge investment. You're investing in the experience. You're investing in the technology and you're investing in yourself. Like you're also investing yourself because it's your money, your time, your thoughts, your creativity. It's all on you. If it succeeds, it's on you. And usually you share that success with other people because you not, you're not going to get there on your own. You need a little help once in a while. You need inspiration. You know, maybe you need like a somebody to say, Hey, you know what? I like him. I'm, I'm doing really well. I have a much bigger audience right now. I'm going to invite this person on my show and, you know, tell everybody how great they are. 
I'm going to promote them a little bit. I cross promote for people on here all the time. Like even right now, my content creators that are in the chat, if you have a link, throw your link up. And if you don't have a wrench, talk to somebody who has a wrench, they'll happily do it for you. You know, that's what my mods are awesome that way. They're always throwing stuff up there for people. You know, Lady Awesome Sky, she has a channel. You know, um, who else has a channel on here? I mean, Yamaha used to come on here. He had a channel. Expert, he has a channel. You got My Winning Reality, who's got an amazing channel that I hope he puts his link up in here. And if if you don't see a link, just go to the description and click on it because I at him all the time. Because like I said, creative and technical, not, I'm very creative, but not in a technical sense. I get the ideas. The execution though is not usually something I enjoy doing. So like I could learn to do it, but I don't want to like, <laughs> like making like the intros and stuff like that. Could I do it? Yeah, absolutely. I could learn how to do it. Not a problem. I don't want to. And lucky for me, I have this awesome, you know, dude who does them for me. I got winning reality. He does my intros. He does my outros. He does all my clips. He does all that stuff. My clips are very bare bones. You see mine are like Nick. They're like three seconds each. And it's just boom, boom. He's like, oh shit. Just something I found interesting. And it took me hours to do those. He bangs his out and like nothing. But uh, I got lucky that I had him before he came along. I didn't have shit for like, I had one icon that I paid somebody to make for me. And it was just a black cat hanging off a license plate. And it was so cute. But then like he did all my intros Then my son went and he drew me a whole new avatar and whatever, you know, to be my brand icon. And so I mean, those two things together, they just hit at the right time. And I was just so happy because I had all this new stuff and it's great. And I love my intro and I love my outro, which used to be my old intro. Like I love all the clips. I'm very grateful that I have him to do that for me because that's not something I want to do. And I knew that from the beginning. I knew from the beginning. I was like, well, these are going to suck because I don't like doing them. I was like, I'm just going to concentrate on me, on me talking. But it, that doesn't really work. I mean, you need to draw them in. They're not going to get to know that they like you unless they decide to click on you. Yeah, you know, and he helps me with that. I do the, I do my own thumbnails only because I just I use the same thumbnails. But um he's taken them and fixed them. <laughs> he's like, "Oh yeah, here's, here's your new thumbnail." <laughs> Even this, like he has live stream up in the corner. I didn't have that before. Like he changed the picture in the background whenever he feels like it. You know, he'll like, he'll add all sorts of stuff. And it's just like, oh, he's like, did you notice anything? I'm like, no, because I'm technically blind. I'm not technically blind. I'm technologically blind. <laughs> I don't see shit like that. I just don't notice. I don't know why it just, meh. I, I don't know. I'm looking at this damn computer 24 fucking seven a day, you know, like all the time. I just miss shit. My eyes literally just skim over things, take in like the one, two, three, and I'm done because I'm on to something else because I'm usually doing two, three things at a time. But luckily, you know, I have him to do that stuff for me and he has no idea how much I appreciate him for it, but I do. He does excellent work. So again, check out Winning Reality. 
Uh, he's awesome. Here we go. Uh, doo -doo 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 -doo. <laughs> See, winning said about 20 minutes ago. It's ever stream. It never stops. It, it does never stop. Lady said, I have boundaries. You do have boundaries. That's what makes it good for you. It makes it good for you. I don't have boundaries. And I mean, I do, but not when it comes to this stuff most of the time, at least not in the beginning. I'm better at it now. Like I'm getting to the point where I'll tell when I'm tired and he's like, go to bed. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm going to bed. Good night. He's just like, yeah, go to sleep. But uh, before I, I had such bad FOMO because it was also new to me. I just did. I, I felt horrible if I missed anybody's stream. I would listen to like a dozen people's streams a day, plus try to do like my own videos and whatever. And I was just wore out. I was wore out. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. It's true. I really look forward to it. You're, you're a good egg, Mims. You're good. We love you here and you know it. Wolfram said, Mimsy, giving all my good links this morning. Give me all the good links this morning. Yep. Yep. She's very good. Make sure you throw your stuff out there. Like I said, um, Mimsy, I, I couldn't do it. All the creators I follow, I appreciate it. Well, that's the thing. Not everybody wants to be a creator either. You know, like sometimes you just want to go somewhere and just chill. You know, you want to learn something here. You want to talk about something in a chat or but you don't want to have the spotlight on you. See, I like the interaction. I'm not great with the spotlight, which is why it's an avatar. Um, just one of the many reasons. But yeah, I'm not, I don't want to sit here and be like, look at me. I'm so pretty. Like, you know, that's, I don't want that to be the draw. You know, I don't want anybody to come here and be like, oh, look, Shelly's on nice cleavage. You know, like, mm, like, no, listen to my words. Get in my brain and learn about me, about like what I've been through, about like similarities between us. And then like assimilate that information, process it and figure out how it can help you. Because I'm not out here just to improve my own life. I want to improve yours. I want you to take something away, even if it's just that I made you laugh until you snorted or whatever. If I can lighten your spirit for a couple minutes a day, that that's good enough for me. It is because sometimes that's all you need is that one really good laugh. You know, you need somebody who's going to just make you go, ah, this bitch. Like, you know, and that's always going to be me. Always going to be me. I'm never going to be like, oh, yeah, I just want to make everybody happy with everything I say. Nah, I'm going to piss a lot of people off. Like, <laughs> I'll be real. I, I'm going to piss a lot of people off over time. But it comes in, like, you know, waves. Sometimes I just go about, like, yeah, everything's fine, whatever. I'm focused on me. And then I'm like, let me tell you something. I'm really upset about this shit going on. And I'll just go on and on and on about it. But my rants, they're cathartic. They really are. I need those rants. Um. Mike D. Shelley, you need some vitamin D, hunt. Yeah, I know. I know. Vitamin D in the Georgia sun. Mm -hmm. I heard that it provides really good D. Uh, Mimsy. Yes, you have an important purpose. Shelly, sharing your trauma and experience in turn helps others so much. I didn't know that it would. I thought talking about like how I would cope with it would be the part 
that helped people. But it turns out that just knowing like what I've gone through and hearing, um, hearing the sadness, hearing the, the pain for some reason, when I cry, a lot of other people cry. And the funny part to me is, and I don't know why I didn't think of it because I do it too. When they cry with me or cry for me, they're crying for them, but they don't have to feel any kind of selfishness or shame about it because they're not really doing it for them. It's helping them as like a byproduct. But what they're really doing is empathizing or relating to me for me. And in turn, that's also helping them to get out some of the things that maybe they have a hard time admitting because they, they don't think they should be a priority. But now they have to give it attention because it's out in the open now. We're talking about it and I'm getting all these feelings and I'm having all these reactions and I just, okay, yeah okay, yeah, I, I did this like her and this happened like her or whatever. <clears throat> and they cry and they get it out and they work through it. And they're like, oh, it wasn't so scary maybe looking at that with somebody else or with a bunch of other people who understand. That's what you get when you come here. I mean, we laugh, we joke, we share everything. God, we share like way too many TMI things, but this is always going to be like the extra channel. You know, this is where you come to be extra, whether it's just, you know, extra dirty, extra, you know, like sharing or ex <laughs> extraordinary, whatever you want. This is like the extra place to be. And it's where you get to go and you find compassion and understanding and a, you know, kind of a take no bullshit attitude because I think we all have that. We all want to be nice, but we also don't want to take anybody's bullshit. So it's like, it's a fine line to walk. And, and I mean, I, I trip a lot. I do. Instead of coming across as like caring, I just come across as like aggravated. Like I told the expert ones, I can say, I love you. And it comes out aggressive. Like, that's just who I am. I can't change that. And I don't want to. That's the thing. Everybody's like, oh, well, you know, can't you talk? I probably could. I don't want to. Why should I edit my personality and my speech for somebody else? I'm, I'm not going to limit who I am. I'm not going to, like, try to be adaptive to please everybody else. I'll be jumping through hoops forever. Fuck you. This is me. Like you either find what you need and what you love in me or you go find it in somebody else. There's no half-assing around here. It's all ass all the time or nothing at all. Like those are your choices. All ass, no ass. No half-ass. Uh, Lady Awesome said, I have uh, I have to set clear and define boundaries because my first priority is my family. Yes, absolutely. However, me being with my four-year-old twins every day isn't the best thing. That's true. You do need like, mommy time you need grown-up time to be around you know your peers and be around you know different personalities so that you can remember every day is hard but it's hard out here for everybody and we're all working to make better lives we're still every day we're building yeah we're building a better tomorrow 
you hope. And sometimes you, you know, get setbacks and sometimes it flows like, you know, really naturally. But you do. You need adult time. Not just sexy time. You need crying time. You need coffee time. You need all those times. Because you need to be able to refill the tank, you know? So you can keep going. Four-year-olds, especially four-year-old twins. Being with them all day, I'm sure, would make you smile a lot. However, <laughs> it could also drive you a little crazy. A little crazy. And it's also not good for them. Like, they need, like, some freedom, too. They Hovering doesn't do anything good for kids. I learned that the hard way. Uh, Lady Awesome, this way I can still be home and have an outlet. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. It is amazing. Uh, but again, you have to decide what type of time you're willing to give it. Uh, Mimsy said, I respect the priorities you've set. Lady Awesome, you're awesome. That's why I call her Lady Awesome. She's Lady Awesome. Lady Awesome to the rescue. She's just going to take it to the fence is what she's going to say. <laughs> Sorry. That just still makes me laugh. <laughs> I hope she doesn't take it to the fence. That was fucking... That, I swear, you dropped some gems, bitch. Like, <laughs> you have shared some awesome fucking things that your kids have said or done. All of us have our quirks. But again, you are always there with the sage advice, which is always appreciated. Trust me. You're a very good friend to have, and I appreciate you very much. Even if I call you a bitch, you know I don't mean it in a bad way. Like, you my bitch. You my girl. It's a Jersey thing. Uh, doo -doo 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 -doo. Yes, become a part of the winning circle. Hmm, that sounds interesting. Uh, lady awesome. Ah, oh, thank you, Mims. I know this time when they're young flies. Oh yeah. However, I don't think about, I don't think being available to them all day, every day is the best thing. They have become very clingy. Ah, yeah. That's what I was saying. Like they need autonomy. They need to go like, go play in mud, go do this, like go be children. Like, don't be up my ass. Don't be afraid. Like I'm here if you fall, but don't think I'm going to catch you. I'll be here to pick you up. Like, Make sure nothing's infected, but yon yon, like let's go. We're home, branch out. Yeah, no, I I remember those days, but they're four. I mean, my four year old was very clingy. It became a problem though when school had to start because he was like, I don't want you to leave. <laughs> Not that first day. That first day, he was like, Mommy, who? I cry. I sat outside his pre K class. Looking through like this little corner of the window that didn't have like butchered paper on it, and I was just in there spying on them, and I was just crying. They put a friggin' they rolled out this like coat rack thing that had this giant map thrown over it with like a whole bunch of blankets and everything. It was like their storage thing, and they rolled it out into the hallway and put it in front of the the door. Gave me this little pre K chair, and I literally sat behind this thing the whole day watching his classroom just sitting there crying i had a little bag at my feet that i threw the dirty tissues in i had a box of tissues and i just sat there crying the whole fucking day and he never knew it never knew it 
And the second day, it was the same thing. Like, but they were like, "Okay, like, are you okay to go home?" I was like, "I guess so." He doesn't even miss me. Like, oh god, it was terrible. It was oh. For Katie, I wasn't like that. For Katie, I was working, so she like went to you know daycare when she was three and a half, and then she went to pre K and kindergarten and whatever. So I was used to it. I was used to just putting her on the bus and here you go. Love you. Have a great day. And that was it. You know, I didn't cry at all. The first time, the very first time, of course I cried. But with Connor, like every day I'd be like, <gasps> like I was, I was so used to being with him and he was so used to being with me. And they'd be like, he was, yeah, you know, he insisted on doing it. Well, that's because at home he rules the roost. That's what he did, man. If he wanted to do something, he went and did it. Like, oh, Connor, go turn on the light. Connor goes, turns on the light. So when he goes to school, somebody else turns on the light. He's like, why did they do it? Why didn't I do it? Why didn't you let me do it? Da, da, da. So it's like, uh, rigid. He was so rigid. Oh, God. And it wasn't like for stupid shit. Like, he wasn't like, I want to play with that toy. Like, it wasn't that. It was the, why are, why are they reading to the pool? I should be reading. I read better. Like, he just always wanted to be in charge. My son is very bossy. I don't know where he gets it from, y'all. I don't know. It's a mystery. It is such a mystery. Uh, uh, and you said, last I have to stop myself from over-mothering my kiddo, too. He gets whiny and clingy. Sometimes you just got to say no and be tough. Yeah, I have a very hard time with that. I mean, four is young still, but mine is seven. Girl, mine is 17, and I still have a hard time being tough. Very hard. I'm. I used to be so much tougher than I am. I don't know. He just he whittled me down. Like you know, they just they go at you until there's nothing left, and you're just like, ah, fuck it. Like it's like, all right, when you're 18 and you got to face everything on your own, I want to hear your mouth that oh you didn't prepare. I tried. I tried. You didn't want to do it. You didn't want to listen. It's always going to be my fault anyway. The only thing is I hope he doesn't talk about me the way I talk about my mother. I mean, the fact that he's never been away from me and he's always gotten everything he ever fucking asked for or could ever want is quite different than me and my mother. You know, the fact that he never got abused or whatever. He thinks like he thinks I'm manipulative. He loves telling me I'm manipulative. I'm like, just because I asked you to do something doesn't make me manipulative. If I say I feel some type of way because you're fucking ignoring the things I'm asking you to do, that's not me being manipulative. That's me stating you're making me feel this way. So stop it. Like, but again, 17. So it's like, uh, I just, I hope it's him being 17 and a boy and not a trend because that's not how I raise them. So we'll see. I, I question my parenting every day. Girl, I think I'm I think I'm a horrible mother most of the days. I know I'm better than my mother, but that's I mean, that bar is set so fucking low. Like she made sure that everybody that came after her would be a better mother. Uh Mimsy said, absolutely. It's also the most important precious job in the world being with your twins. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, the kids always come first. Even like in personal relationships, I'm always like, the kids come first. And everybody that I talk to is in agreement about that. The kids always come first. But you got to take care of yourself too. So, I mean, as long as you're making time for you, you're good. 
Wolfkinder, I had to stop watching all the live streams. I know. I used to have like two, three live streams going at once, and I'd have like on different computers. So I had headphones in different ears streaming different things. And I'm like trying to like read another one, like doing like the closed caption, trying to read them instead of listening to them. And it was just like, oh my God, I used to give myself such headaches. Good God. And it was like, why am I doing this? And they're like, they don't care. They don't care if you're there or not. You know, these are people with like two, three, four hundred thousand subscribers. They don't know you. It's like, whatever. I had to stop taking it so personally. Like, oh, I, I can't be disloyal. You're not being disloyal, bitch. You're sleeping. There's a difference. Uh, and it's a battle for sure. My daughter has been coming and giving me a hug. Aw. Telling me that she missed me so much. I only went to the restroom. I'm starting to think it's not healthy. I had somebody tell me that me and Connor were too close. That it was not healthy for either one of us. And I'm going to tell you, I was so offended by her saying that, that I refused to listen to what she was actually saying. Because I was like, I'm thinking I was neglected as a kid. How dare you tell me spending time with my son is unhealthy? Like, how dare you tell me that us being close is unhealthy? Because I had the exact opposite, which was unhealthy. I didn't know how to find middle ground. You know, I knew what it was like at this end of that, you know, spectrum. And so I went all the way to the other side to make sure that I didn't do that. When I should have picked something in the middle and found like a balance to it. But I just couldn't. I didn't I didn't have the tools at my disposal and I didn't have the emotional um, strength to stand up to him and be like, you know what, we're we're not friends. I am the authority in this house. And he doesn't respond well to that either. He doesn't want authority from me. You know, I'm mom. He wants love and hugs and total acceptance. And I want to be able to talk to you about anything. And he doesn't get that I have to play both roles. And it's, I'm sure it's very confusing for him. You know, same as it was always confusing for Katie. You know, for her, I had to be harder. I had to be more tough love because that's the only thing that worked with her. You know, being nice didn't get you anywhere with her. She'd just be like, ah, and ignore the shit out of you. Like, I really had to fight with her to, like, to get her to do what she needed to do. If you fight with my son, number one, he's never going to do what you asked him to do. And two, he fights right back. So it just escalates from there and you get nowhere. So, yeah, but I mean, I, I wish I would have found a middle ground, but I can't undo what I've done. I can only say, well, I did my best and I did. I did my best with a pure heart and I loved my kids more than I ever thought I could love anybody, you know, at that point. And it's just, they're, they're everything. I, I would give my life for them without even a moment's hesitation. If it meant, you know, saving them, giving them whatever they needed, I would do it. Without a second thought. But that's not always good either. Like you have to have that, you know, 
ain't nobody looking out for them if I'm gone. You know, if I can't take care of them, nobody's gonna, I can't take care of them if I'm not here. You know, so I have to take care of me. I have to start, you know, like really being like, okay, you let all these things, you know, take last priority. It's time to put you first for a while. <coughs> and I talked to my kids about the YouTube. I did. I talked to them. I was like, look, I'm thinking about starting a channel. And Katie was like, that's nice. Like just with the smile on her face. And Connor was like, yeah, you should. And I was like, you think so? Because, I mean, he knows a lot more about all that than than I did. And he was like, yeah. He goes, I see YouTubers all the time. He was like, he was like, what are you going to do? Like, are you going to, like, review stuff? And I, I told him my idea. And he was like, oh, I think that'd be really good. He was like, because you like to talk. He was like, and people always ask you for advice. And they're always asking you, you know, telling you their problems. He was like, that's what you should do. He was like, you should like tell them, come to me with your problems. And also I was like, yeah, no, I was like, I ain't solving anybody's problems. I was like, we're going to solve my problems. Like, let's concentrate on me first. Then we can branch out, you know, but he was like, all right, all right. He was like, but no, you're good at that. He was like, people are always, because that drives him crazy. He's like, why do people just stop you and just talk to you and tell you their whole life story and then just move on? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, stop smiling at people. <laughs> they think you want to talk to them. And that is, it's a problem. I smile at people and I make eye contact with everybody. I am just that, that person that you see walking this shit that you're like, she said hello to me. I don't know that. Well, like, what is her problem? That would be me. That would be me. Just walking out. Hey, how you doing? And just keep going. And they're just like, uh, like some of them laugh and they're like, I'm great. How are you? They get like peppy. Some of them look at me like I'm about to like steal their children or something. Like, it's just the weirdest like gamut of reactions. I love it. I love all of them. They make me laugh. But yeah, he gets mad at me. He's like, stop, stop looking at people. Stop smiling at people. That's why they stop and talk to you. But for the show, he was like, he said, yeah, he was like, well, are you going to do like lives? I was like, no, I'm just going to do videos. He was like, ah, I think I think you're going to change your mind because like videos are hard to do because you have to put stuff into it and people want to see stuff. It was like, but if you go live, you could just talk. He was like, you're good at that. He was like, God, you, you can talk forever. Thanks, son. I love you, too, since he's just like me. He's just like me, which is why we fight so much, because he's just as stubborn as I am. If not more, he got my stubbornness and his father's stubbornness. So he's double st stubborn, like double stubble. I was gonna... <laughs> he's double trouble. Uh, yeah, he can out stubborn me. It's it's daunting. Let me tell you. Uh, and you said last my son flipped out the other day when I went to the bathroom. He was searching everywhere and said, oh, mom, where did you go? I thought you just left me. Since when do I just leave? I've said that so many times. When they react like that, they're like, oh, my God, I couldn't find you. I thought you moved out. I thought you left and you didn't say goodbye. When have I ever done that? It could happen. I'm like, all right, Judy Tenuta. Like, <laughs> like, no, it could not happen. The first time my son said that to me, he was like, it could happen. I was like, I immediately got Judy Tenuta in my head. Her just standing on it could happen. Like, 
I'm really showing my age. <laughs> Dipping that far back. Jesus. God. But, uh, yeah. So. Wolf Kinder, I wasn't getting anything done in real life. No, yeah. Once you start, like, watching live streams, it will literally eat up your entire day. You eat in front of the computer. You do everything in front of the computer. If you have them on your phone, they come to the bathroom with you. They don't know it, but you know it. And you're just like, I can't believe it. I'm like, I couldn't even, like, pause it. Otherwise, you pause it, you come back, and then you play it at, like, a double speed till you catch up. It, oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. But you learn about everybody because people they don't i don't think people realize how much personal fucking information they give out on youtube when they're doing a long stream and they just start talking and they start squirreling in all different directions then they all do it all of them because everybody wants to put in that personal perspective and it's an ego thing like i said you got to have an ego to get up here you're not getting up here and being all timid and, oh, hi, I don't want you to like, no. You, if you get up here, you're just like, hey, what's up? Like, you have to know that you're going to get up there and just assume people are going to listen. You're not going to get up here and go, nobody's going to listen to me. Like, you get up here and you assume certain people are going to listen. You just assume it. You're like, there are people out there who definitely want to hear what I have to say. Otherwise, you have nothing that's pushing you to get up here and say something. It's it's difficult to keep momentum. It is. Instead of that line in the Avita song, it's hard to keep up with you when it's you that you are following. It's hard to keep momentum when it's you that you are following. That's the line. And it's true. It's like, you know, the law of motion. Objects at rest tend to stay at rest they want to stay at rest the objects in motion want to stay in motion you know like that's just the law of motion that's the law of youtube like if you have nothing pushing you if you have nobody who's willing to listen then you have no reason to show up there's nothing that's motivating you to put the work in and the more people that show up the more effort you're willing to put into it because the more you're like i got it you know these these people are coming to see me they're coming to listen to me i gotta put the work in you know i'm, I'm gonna make this show really special for them you know and sometimes you put everything into like one show that you think is gonna be oh my god they're gonna love it and it it just falls flat and it's so bad on your morale it really is it's so bad. It's like, you just feel like shit and you want to give up. You know how many days I want to give up? Every day. Every day I want to give up. And every day I'm like, no, bitch, show up. Just show up. If there's two people there, if there's one person there, then it's worth it. It still hurts though when I have like a low view count or when like my subs drop by like four because YouTube is asshole. But you know, you still got, I still show up. Even though it hurts. The numbers, sometimes they really do hurt. I love to say they don't bother me, but they do. They do. Because I'm like, I'm putting all this out there. I'm literally bleeding for all these people. And like, even like sometimes my regulars don't show up. I get that life happens, but it doesn't make it hurt less. Like, it's just like, mm. and it, it's, 
it's a blow to the ego. It really is. Cause you get like, why am I doing this? Why? Like I just spent like five hours trying to like convince people that, you know, they need to do this and that this is fine and whatever. Like I just stood there for like five hours, emptying everything in my head and my soul. And for what? For like 10 people to be like, thumbs up. Good job. You know, it's some days it's enough. And some days it's just like, no, I needed more. If you need validation, YouTube is not the place to be. I'm going to tell you that right now. If you need peace of mind, streaming is not the way to go. Because you're going to have more issues than you ever thought possible. You're going to have copyright claims that are valid or invalid. You're going to have people who are malicious and flag your account just to be, you know, twats. Um, you're going to have people who want to troll you in your chat. You're going to have people who think that you owe them something. They're like, you know what? I want you to talk about this. Okay. I'll, I'll get to that, but I want it now. <laughs> then go tell somebody else or do it yourself. Like I love comments that tell me what they want me to do different like shows on, but I have to also be feeling that topic for the show. I put, I have a list of all different things people have suggested and I do them here, there and everywhere, but I'm not just going to do it because you told me to, because at the end of the day, I have to believe in what I'm talking about and I have to be excited about it in order to bring it to you. I don't want to like come here and be like, all right, so this was requested and da -da -da, because I'm not feeling the topic. So it's like, put that on the shelf, pick another topic I'm feeling at this point. And then when I'm in that mindset, it's on my list. I'll be like, oh, you know what? They wanted me to tell. I'm going to do this one for them and then knock that one out. It's very hard to keep any type of like cohesive pattern, you know, like I'm just going to talk about all these things because then other things crop up like here. I would, I had started talking about just my traumas, but now like I like to talk about things that I see in the news, things that are of interest to me because they do have connections to the emotional things that we've talked about, to the mental issues that we've talked about, to the, you know, cultural effect you know, that we experience like the cultural negative effects that we experience that, that weigh us down as individuals that tell us we're wrong or like the way they're trying to change, like the way we speak or the way we present ourselves, what we call ourselves, you know, our acceptability, all these things are in the news now. So I tend to talk a lot more about like what's going on in the world and bring that in to reaffirm my points that I make about my own traumas and my own experiences and, you know, topics that you guys have asked to talk about. It's all connected, but I mean, my show evolves. I talk more about, you know, like I do like a mashup in the beginning now of all the different things that are going through my head. And then I hit the topic, you know, do I always stay on the topic for like hours? No, I go by what you guys are giving me as feedback if you're not really into the topic and I stop feeling it, we'll just talk about something else. You know, we'll talk about the topic for a little bit, but then we're going to switch gears because there's no point in beating something to death when nobody's listening. That doesn't mean there's a point in beating something to death when they are listening. It's just, <laughs> it's just why bother if nobody's going to take anything from it, like save it for another day you know, cut it short and get into it on a deeper dive or do a video about it or whatever. 
because it will come up again. Now is just not the right time and place. So if it doesn't feel right, I don't do it. I just stop and I move on to something else. I'm not going to try to force the issue. I'm not going to say, hey, you guys, you have to pay attention to this because this is what I want to talk about. Like you pay attention or you don't, and I'll go by what I feel coming off the chat. I mean, that's a good way to, you know, it's adaptability at its best. That's what I do. <laughs> I'm a people pleaser. So, I mean, I can literally change on a dime. Uh, doo -doo -doo, I totally get that. Got to get in real life stuff done too. Okay. Yeah, it's really difficult to get anything done when you do this stuff. And it's really bad on your back because you're sitting a lot. Like a lot. I do recommend definitely get a very good chair. And move around as much as you can when you're doing anything. Because if you could get like a standing desk or something, highly recommend. Because your legs, you are going to get such back pain from sitting all the time. It's ridiculous. Because even when you're not streaming, you're editing. Or you're looking at other people's videos to get the news or get their opinions. And see if you could do clips of this and this and that. And da -da -da. It's just, it's a lot of sitting. It's a lot of sitting. Uh, I don't want to jinx it, but my Monday is slow. I'm knocking on all the wood right now. Ooh, are you really? Knocking wood is one of my favorite things. And your mirrors. Uh, I found something that helped my tooth. Used a teeny bit of cotton and some clove oil. Yeah, clove oil. And stuck it between my teeth. Finally relief. Oh, I love clove oil for toothaches. I love clove oil. Yeah, I just put it on a Q-tip and I'll just... I'll literally put the Q-tip right in that spot and just leave it there for a while. And it's just fine. As long as it doesn't, like, burn my cheek, we're good. Uh, I like that. Oh, that's all. <laughs> well, it's true. I'm very much with the, you know, Jersey attitude. Go big or go home. Uh, every time I leave my house and I have to deal with adults, I'm reminded how much I don't like others. Yeah, I know. And I made my own people. I could be with them. <laughs> yep. Yep. I mean, that's what I always loved about working with kids. Because they were just simpler. And they were honest. They might be the most offensive little shit sometimes. Because kids be saying some shit. But they were real. Yeah. And they were they were fun. And they didn't have all this baggage that I had to deal with. And they were just, they were just happy. Like we could draw a butterfly and it would thrill them. Like if I showed them how to draw a butterfly, just, you know, with using like different like cutouts or whatever, or, you know, because we used to do that a lot. I would cut, I would make something and cut the pieces into like puzzle pieces and they'd have to put it together and then draw the outline and then draw like the pieces together and whatever. I, it was it was a whole thing, but it taught them like dimensions. It taught them scale. It taught them how to like do things um, symmetrically, and it was fun. But that you don't do shit like that with adults. What are you gonna do? You oh, you want to go get a beer? Like that number one costs money. Two created a habitual problem. So it's like no, I don't always like hanging out with adults because adults are full of shit. They are. I want to be goofy with the kids. I want to stand up there and be like, you know, slide to the right, slide to the left, crisscross, like everybody clap your hands. Like 
that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to get up there and teach him how to do the chicken dance. You know, the qua qua qua, as we say in my house. Um, I want to get up there and, you know, literally spend 15 minutes teaching them how to say la, 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 <laughs> not na, not duh, la. Like, and I would do that because then once they did it, I accomplished a huge thing that day. You know, there was always accomplishments to be had when it came to the kids because there was so much for them to learn. Whereas when you're dealing with adults, adults think they fucking know everything. So there's, there's no ability to teach there. The only thing that I'm giving them is advice when they fuck up and come to me in the aftermath. They never come to me and say it before. Why is that? Why? Because they've already made up their mind. They don't want to hear what I have to say before. They want to be able to, oh, we'll fix it now. Well, why didn't I know about this before? I mean, if you were going to come to me when it became a problem, you knew it was going to become a problem. Why didn't you come to me before? Oh, well, I didn't want to bother you, but you're bothering me now. <laughs> now when there's more pressure, it's like, uh, yeah, so I, I get staying away from the grown-ups. Grown-ups suck. I like playful grown-ups. They can be serious when they have to be, but I like I like gleeful people. I do. People that just they get silly. I like the silliness. I love people that know how to laugh and that can make me laugh. You make me laugh and you're golden. Like you literally could get out of anything. Get so much more leeway just by making me laugh. I just like playful people. I'm very playful. I know it doesn't seem like it sometimes. They're like, oh, she's so mean. She's so aggressive. No, I'm very playful. I am very, very playful. Uh, sometimes in a really mean way, but I'm still playful. I'm like a cat. You know, they don't always know when they're biting you too hard. Like, it's just like, oh, oh my bad. I was just teasing. And you, Baha, I say that. I don't know where they get it. Oh my goddamn life. I say that all the time. Whenever he's like, oh, well, you know, which I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I am a motherfucking ray of sunshine. Fuck you. Like, it's just, that's just who I am. I am a goddamn ray of sunshine. What is your problem? Learn to appreciate me, bastard. Um, oh, I like that wording, Mimsy. What's she do? What's she do? Because. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I almost died. <laughs> Alrighty. In the words of Mimsy, become a T3 mouthy mama member. <laughs> yes, become a mouthy mama member. There you go. See, I do love alliteration. So become a T3 M3, apparently. T3 M3. It's like R2D2. T3M3. Uh, become a Mouthy Mama member. I love that Wolfram called that out. I love it. Ooh, I like that wording. Uh, hey, we'll be glad you like it. Dropping them milk bones. Nice. Nice. Um, uh, yeah, the, the we have both Wolfies today. Sometimes I have both Jacobs. Sometimes I have both Wolfies. It depends. Today I have both Wolfies. Ah, uh, scarves off the milk bone. And 
of wolves it down. There you go. Uh, sorry, you can have a bone too. Ah, <laughs> oh, Mimsy, it's still not as funny though as you saying, I like facials. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that freaking killed me that day. She's like, I like facials. I was like, oh my God, phrasing, phrasing, Jesus. Oh, and you were just like, what? <laughs> that was hysterical. That was a really fun day. In your mirrors, I've been told I spoil mine. Yeah, well, I mean, I grew up spoiled, but I wasn't a brat. There's a difference. Like, I could be a brat when I want to be, but I was spoiled. I was just never a brat about it. Because as much as I was spoiled, like, in strange ways, I also was required to have a really solid work ethic, and I had really high expectations set for me academically and, you know, in all areas. So, yes, I was spoiled, but I had to, like, reach this impossible standard all the fucking time. So they, they evened out. It's when you spoil them and they have no expectations. That's when you wind up with like a son like mine. Uh, I love my son, but I, I fucked up a lot. And he, unfortunately, he knows it and he took full advantage of it. Uh, I see it and know why. I do better now that I'm older, but when I was younger, all I could think is that tomorrow I could lose them. And I never want them to hurt or miss out. Yeah, I, I get that completely. I do. I do. I get that completely. Um, I spoiled mine because I was so guilty about them not having their dads around. So I overcompensated. And because I didn't want them to feel neglected like I grew up or mistrusting or unloved. So I overcompensated and I just overcompensated all over the place. So I fucked up. But what am I going to do? Like, they still have a better starting out point in life than I did. So if they can't, you know, make themselves into good human beings, that's not my fault. It's not. Will I feel like I failed at my job? Yeah, of course, because I'm used to taking responsibility. But I know deep down, like, I did the best I could. They got a way better chance than I had. and. If they don't take advantage of that, that's on them. Like if they don't learn from the things that I've taught them, like if they don't keep that, retain it and apply it, that's not my fault. I can't make their decisions for them. You know, they're getting to the point where they have to be their own people. So Katie, I don't know. Katie won't ever be ready, but Connor, I think he will be. I just don't know what type of person he's going to be. And this is a fucked up world. You know, so it, it is terrifying to let them go, to give them any kind of leeway. But, I mean, I'm trying. I've been trying more and more lately. I mean, I get really good advice from winning on how to talk to him and, like, the things to put out there, like, to say to him, like, okay, like, this is the expectation. I need you to step up and do this. And to give him chores that are going to, like, or give him things to do that are going to make him feel like more of a man. Because I've, I've always coddled him. You know, he's not like, I wouldn't say he's like one of these soy boys, but I mean, he's not like, 
resilient. I mean, he's tough, but he's not resilient. And there's, he, in a lot of ways, he's like me like that. And it's just, it's very frustrating because I didn't want him to be, I wanted him to be better. I tried to do it so that he would be better. Kind of a stressful topic for me, but yeah, it's like, whatever. I just, I always, I'm always going to say I'm a horrible parent. And yet I'm pretty much mama to everybody. So it's like, ugh. Uh, Lady Awesome said, I'm the opposite. I'm like, don't look at anyone not in the eyes unless I'm being a, <laughs> an OB. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I do. I make eye contact with everybody. It's a thing. Because I didn't make eye contact. I was too shy when I was little. You know, because I was always getting yelled at and getting shit thrown at me or whatever, like meeting all these weird people. So I never want to look anybody in the eye. And my grandmother used to have a fit. You're talking to me. Look at me when we're talking. It wasn't look at me when I'm talking to you. It's look at me when we're talking. So every time I wanted to talk to somebody, I had to literally look them in the eye and not look away. And she would yell at me every time I didn't. To the point where now as an adult, like I'm holding eye contact like a motherfucker. And whoever I'm talking to is like, um, uh, that, and I think that's one of the things they find intimidating because I'm looking at you, I'm waiting, I'm open to whatever you're going to say. You're going to see me look at you and know when you're lying because it shows on my face that I'm like, please, like, you know, my eyes do project a lot of what I'm thinking. and it's easy to pick up on. You could read me so easy if you're looking in my eyes, but I hold eye contact and it's, I blink whatever. I make sure to make sure I blink, but like, I will always look you in the eye when you're talking to me. And it, it just sets so many people like on edge because then they, they start like giving me more information than they wanted to. And they're just like unloading. And I'm like, you can stop talking at any time. They're like, but you keep looking at me. I, what do you want me to do? Look at your feet when you're talking to me? Like I have manners. That was one thing I loved about CLA. Like he kept saying down here in the South, we have manners. Okay. Like if you're going to bestow blessings on me, I will always shout you out. I will do you right. Like he was like, we have manners. We have manners down here. <laughs> manners okay people we have manners the way he says it i fucking love it i think it's hilarious but i'm like i can get behind that because i have manners i was raised with excellent manners i taught all my kindergartners their manners because you know damn real their parents didn't teach them shit they'd come to school and be like give me that first of all sit your little butt down thank you second of all don't ever ever grab anything anything from me am i clear okay thank you and three say please say excuse me you raise your hand you say excuse me i'll call on you you ask for a thing say please if you get whatever say thank you if somebody sneezes say god bless you or say salute if you're not comfortable with that like and if somebody says, God bless you to you, say thank you. Like, manners are free. I used to tell them that all the time. Manners are free. Use them freely here. You have to have manners. You cannot get through this world not having manners. You know, you they knew all my little sayings. You get more flies with honey. You know, 
which isn't true. You get more flies with bullshit, but whatever. Like you just, it's just better. Like being sweet and being polite, very, they'll get you very far in life. You, you're going to have a lot of opportunities open up to you because you showed manners, because you were gracious, because you were polite, because you were nice about it. You know, just you don't have to be rude. Like, it makes me want to do less. That's all little kids need to hear. Like, it makes me want to not do anything fun when you're rude. They're like, oh, no. Like, we're not work over fun. No, no, no. Like, they didn't realize that I made the work fun. but they knew if, if she's like offended, like if they were rude to me, I'd be like, well, you know what? I'm just not in a singing mood right now, maybe in a couple minutes, but right now I just want us to calm down and remember that, you know, we're not out on the street and we're not friends and there's respect in this classroom and we use our manners and they, they take that five minutes and be like, mm. like I'm sitting here. Everybody's sitting here because of me. And if, I had one teacher be like, that's abusive. What's abusive? Making them think about their actual rude friggin' like overtures. Are you kidding me? This is part of teaching. Like not everything is going to be all friggin' rainbows and glitter. Like sometimes they have to learn the lesson by living through it. Five minutes is not a lot of time to sit and contemplate where you went wrong. But you made the whole class do it. Yes, because it's a, it's a teachable moment. That's what you look for. You look for teachable moments that you could extend to the class. Did you not go to school? Like, cause I, I, a lot of these teachers, they, they're just, their practices are like, do you understand kids at all? Like at all. And it's usually the ones who don't have kids of their own. I'll be honest. They're like, well, according to the, da -da 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 -da, you should, -da -da -da. yeah, that don't work. <laughs> the person who wrote that textbook has no children. I guarantee it. I guarantee it's some little spinster or some little old man sitting in the corner going, I should write a book. I'll write about children, even though I have none. Yes, absolutely. Here you go. Like, no. I had my boss. She was doing she was doing a conference with all of us. And she wanted to do um situational de-escalation. And we all, all the aides, we all showed up. There's like, there was like 300 of us and we're sitting there and I'm right in the front because where else would I be? And I'm sitting next to Zuma and the director at the time, she was old lady. They brought her back $500 a day. She got paid by the way, to be outdated and whatever, just to be a body in the chair while, you know, the rest of the school fell apart. Um, $500 a day she got paid. This bitch. And I hated her. I almost, oh, that, that's one of the bitches that I tried to launch myself over the table to throttle, but whatever. Um, She's putting on this whole, like, workshop for us. And she's talking about conflict, reconciliation, and de-escalation, situational de-escalation. And she asked for two people to go up to the front. And she looked at me and I was like, don't even... So she called like these two people to go up and she said, now when you have, say these are two students and they're not getting along, this is what you do. She took two chairs. She faced the chairs toward one another. She said, now you both sit down. And as, as soon as she like faced the chairs to one another, I was like, is she crazy? 
And Zuma was like, right? She was like, you could tell this bitch has not been in a classroom since like the 40s. And she turned the two chairs to another. She had the adults sit in the chairs, like facing one another. These are supposed to be two children who are fighting and arguing. And this is how you're supposed to resolve the conflict. You have to make them face one another. Then you, she had them move closer so their knees were touching to create an, a shared space. And then she goes behind the one who like looked off toward us because I was I'm I'm in the front row going, are you fucking kidding me? Like and so <laughs> the girl that was sitting there and she knew me and she turned to me and she's like, Michelle. And I was like, what? So of course the director said, and if they won't pay attention, she put her two hands on the sides of this woman's face and physically forced her to face forward. She said, you make them look at each other and engage. And I couldn't take it anymore. I, I raised my hand. I was, excuse me. And she was like, yes. Because she knew I was going to start shit. I was like, you realize that's child abuse now, right? And she what? I said, first of all, you put them in front of one another. They want to beat the hell out of each other. So you, you make them go face to face? No, you separate them. She was, we got into it. I almost got fired that day. Because I was, I couldn't keep my mouth shut. I said, and then you're going to force her to look in front. That's child abuse. We're not allowed to touch the kids like that. I don't know where you've been the last 20 years, but that's a law now. Like I could go to jail for doing what you just told me to do. And she, oh, she was so mad. She was big mad. And she was like, well, Michelle, I was like, well, Michelle, nothing. I was like, you're teaching us to do shit that's illegal. And I was like, I'm in the head of the union. I'm like, there's no frigging way I'm letting these ladies do this. I was like, because then I'm the one that's got to go in and fight for them when they get called on the carpet for inappropriate behavior in a classroom that you just told them to do. And she, oh, it was just a whole big fucking thing. But I digress. I mean, that that's my whole thing. If you don't have kids or you don't have the experience or you're not up to date, shut the fuck up. But I'm so, uh, I don't even know how we got on this subject, but it's just something that aggravates the shit out of me. But yeah, no, it's the whole looking in the eyes thing. But yeah, like, you got to go with the times. You do. Speaking of going with the times, Wolfkinder said, holy crap, Judy Tenuta and her accordion. <laughs> it can happen. Uh, AHJD was just too much. I don't think I handled that very well. Mm -hmm. I think we all handled that in our own way. It was very eye-opening to many, many people. And though I knew men could be abused, I didn't realize that it was ignored on such a scale. That broke my heart because it, it never dawned on me that men were being told just, you're not allowed to have emotions. You're not allowed to, you know, stand up for yourself. You got to take my shit and fuck you because that just, that didn't exist in my realm. You know, it was always the woman was in the, the vulnerable position. Uh, the man was dominating, you know, he was domineering. He was abusive. He was violent. It wasn't the woman. And so I didn't have much experience with that, or at least I didn't have experience with spotting it, with identifying it. Because the more I thought about it, the more I was like, oh, henpecked husbands, that's what that's talking about. Like, that's a part of it. Like, I started seeing where people did it in little ways, not in the gigantic way that Amber Heard did it, but like in the little ways that women like eroded men's self-esteem and try to take away their power or their 
their say in the family. See, we didn't have that in my family. Like, if my grandfather spoke, you shut the fuck up and listen. Like, and if he told you to jump, you were already halfway up before you even asked how high. Like, it was just like that. You know, and if he wasn't there, you listen to my uncle. You know, listen to my father. Like, we didn't. Then you listen to the females. The females ruled the house, but the males ruled the family. So nothing went on in their house without their okay, without their say-so. You know, like, if they didn't like something, it didn't happen. You know, that was the final word. And we didn't resent that. We respected it. That's something that's missing nowadays that I didn't realize had eroded away. Because in my house, it hadn't. You know, in my experience growing up, the men that led the house, the men that chose to be in the house, led the house. I'm not talking about the deadbeats. I'm talking about the ones that are actually there every day. So, yeah, that was very eye-opening for me. Um, Mimsy said I do that to myself, too. Shelly always kicking myself in the ass. But unless I'm unlike you, I'm not streaming. That's harder. No, it's not harder. Sometimes it's harder to be on your side because you don't always feel heard. See, I could come up here and say whatever I want and feel heard. You know, I could feel like somebody picked up on what I was saying. Sometimes it's harder when you're in chat, when you're vying for like somebody to listen and say, here, I have a point to make too. You know, it can be a lot harder to do that because you feel a little smaller. And if you have a streamer who doesn't acknowledge you ever, like you feel even smaller. You feel like, why am I here? If I'm of no consequence to this person, I'm of no importance. Like, they don't give any credence to anything that I say, but yet, you know, they'll talk to other people. And, you know, it can be very hard to be in the chat and be silenced. Like, you're talking, but it ain't coming in, right? Because nobody's repeating what you're saying. For a streamer, I get up here and say whatever the fuck I want. Every time. Every time. I will talk about whatever I want, however long I want to. Shit, we used to do 24-hour streams all the time. Because I just I I just had nowhere else to be and I wanted to be there and help everybody out and whatever. Notice the 24-hour streams were very rarely on my channel. I think I have one 12-hour stream. And it's the conversations after dark. That we were just hanging out and it was a whole thing about Farron and whatever. I mean, it's a funny fucking stream. But um, that's the street. Everybody showed up for that one. Shizzy was there. Fucking uh, winning was there. A creator that I don't want to mention was there. Div was there. Darth, friggin' Grimmy. Um, I think Expert even came by. Like everybody came in because it was a 12 hour stream. And it was just, it was, a, Moose was there. Like, it was a high-voltage fucking stream. Like, a lot of things happened in that stream. I haven't done something like that in a while. But, like, I I go on other people's channels. I did the 24-hour thing for Gary Lamb, which, where's the money, Gary? Um, we, we drive ourselves into the ground. We really do. We really do. And, like, Lass has boundaries. I, I didn't always have those boundaries. And these people ran me into the ground. 
literally with the, Hey, do me a favor, run a stream for me, do it on my channel. I'll pop in 12 hours later. I'm like, can I go to bed? Oh no, we're going to do a show. Come do the show. I want you to, you got to be there. Fine. Guilt me into it. All right. And show up for that in another 12 hours. So now I haven't slept in 24 hours. Now I haven't slept in 36 hours, 48 hours. And I was trying to like battle this horrible thing taking over my body and I was losing because I wasn't sleeping and I wasn't eating and it was stressful and I had to constantly be like in one position in the chair like sitting up and alert because I'd fall asleep otherwise it was a lot it was a lot and you guys know it almost killed me it almost killed me because that sore that I had on my leg that had gotten infected with the pseudomonas and um with the staphylococcus that was, they said it was infecting me and turning my blood septic. Um, that was from a sore that I got from always sitting in the same place and it would rub against this seam that was in the front of the chair. And, you know, I'm very short, but I liked being high up at the desk. So I would have to constantly like, I would, <laughs> instead of using a step stool, I would just, get in the chair and then I'd, I'd lever myself up. I'd push down on the armrests and like lift my whole fucking body up and swivel and swing all the way back so that my ass would be back in the seat and my legs would kind of like hang off. But it put a lot of pressure on the backs of my calves on the, like the, the front of the seat. And it had like this cute little, you know, like leather extra seam in the front, this little rolled seam. And I guess that was too much on the back of my calf. And that's what started like this little sore that turned into like, oh my God, what happened? Like in a couple days, it was, it went from being like, I don't know, like the size of maybe like a mosquito bite that you rip open. Like, you know, sometimes you, you scratch at a mosquito bite and you take the head off and it's just, you're like, God damn it. And so you got, you know, put a little neosporin. Yeah. Neosporin wasn't helping this. It went from being that big to legit the size of like i'd say mm, if you get a really big avocado like the shape and size of the avocado like the outline that's how big it became within like a couple days it was bad and it got so infected and even though you know i tried to keep it clean it didn't matter um it almost killed me and i i it took me months to recuperate from that and to get off like all the meds that they had me on and then all the drama. So yeah, so it can be very unhealthy to do this. It can be very unhealthy. Uh, there are people out there that target you too, though, even if you're not public or a creator or spread smear campaigns against you, a cowardly thing to, yeah, because people are bullies and they like to start shit. There are a lot of people out there who just like to talk shit. And they figure, oh, this person is really nice. Let me pick on them because they're not going to fight back. Don't let people fool you because nice people have claws and teeth as well. Like they're being nice because they can afford to be nice. You know, most of them are nice because they know it's better if they're nice than if they let their bitch out to play. Yeah, you know, if you let that malicious person out to play, it's hard to put that pony back in the barn. Like, they they go wild. So they're like, just let me be nice. And it gives a false impression because people are like, oh, she's a doormat. 
oh, she's a people pleaser. I could get anything I want out of her. I could say whatever I want. She's not going to fight back. And then you get your ass handed to you and you're surprised. Like, just because somebody's nice doesn't mean that they're toothless. I have gone to battle with the nicest people and had my ass handed to me on more than one occasion. Yeah, so take my advice. Don't assume. Just don't go after people. It's such a douchey, childish, dumbass thing to do. Like, if somebody does you wrong and you want to, like, talk about it, do it in private. Like, we tried that with the whole, you know, two grand thing. We tried to do it privately. And then that dumbass was like, oh, winning reality just threatened me. What Live on YouTube. All right, bitch, you got to go live? We're going to go live. There you go. And that's what you get. Like, you're going to retaliate. If I had said, please don't, then winning most likely would not have done it or included me in it. But the fact of the matter is that this dude went and was like, winning reality threatened me. That was his title, bro. I I could never tell winning. No, don't go defend yourself. I was like, eh, bye, go. Like, I'm, I'm right behind you. Like, I didn't want the fight. I didn't want the public to know anything. But I wasn't the one that threw it out there. So now it's out there and I could talk about whenever the fuck I want. Like I didn't, I didn't throw the first punch. That wasn't me, but you're entitled to defend yourself. And I, I agree that you should. Some situations aren't worth it. They're just not. Some people feed on that when you fight back. So what you gotta do is you just close the door and be like, you know what? You irrelevant motherfucker. Did I say irrelevant? Irrelevant. Irrelevant. I can't talk today. But yeah, like, just, they don't mean anything. If somebody doesn't mean anything, don't even give them your energy. Just move on. Close the door and be like, fuck them. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Uh, Never skimp on ergonomic workstation. Yes, no. Invest in your comfort and your streaming health if you're going to be a streamer you're going to spend a lot of time being sedentary make sure you are comfortable and nothing irritates you and that you get up and move around uh t-rex trucking shelly's teasing is what i call bowl busting but love you anyways shell you're like a second mom i know but one that can be absolutely blunt if you need if you need to be my bio mom doesn't have that in her well, because she loves you in a different way. Like, she's got that, oh, my baby, kind of like, you know, they want to coddle. But I just want you to have a better life. I just want you to make better decisions, and I want you to avoid getting hurt. And I'm not going to do that by holding your hand and going, it's okay. I'm not, no. Like, if you're hurt, I'll comfort you and be like, oh, honey, it's okay. Like, whatever. But if I'm busting your balls or if you're coming to me with a problem, I'm going to tell you without the candy coating. Because one, I ain't got time to be fucking subtle. And two, I don't have the energy. And three, like, if you can't hear it from me, who are you going to hear it from? Because you know that my intentions aren't nefarious in any way. I'm not being malicious. I'm being honest. And it takes a lot for me to tell people, like, the honest truth because they don't want to hear it. You know, I don't want them to be mad at me. I hate when people are mad at me. 
But I also know there's a lot of people out there who are willing to enable other people just to avoid telling them the truth, to avoid the possible conflict. I don't like conflict, but I'm not going to run away from it. Like, if me telling you the truth causes a problem, then it's a problem we got to deal with. It's got to happen. But I'm glad you enjoyed my bluntness because you never get anything less. Uh, Mimsy. Ah, honey. Why are you howling? The wolves are prowling today. Oh, my wolfies are always prowling. In your MERS, look at you. Member for six months. Six months. Woohoo. Absolutely. Let's see what we got. What we got. What we got. Uh, do, do, do. Mm. Uh, I gotta, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. I love it. I love it. And just because I love this song, I'm going to play my favorite. Stop eating beans, bangers and mash, beans on toast. Stop. <laughs> just makes me laugh. <laughs> ah, it just makes me laugh. I love it. All right. Six months. Thank you for being with me six months. You are a wonderful person. I truly do enjoy being friends with you. All right, you and I got Mimsy and I got Iris and I got uh, Ellie and I got like all my girls that go over to Discord and they're like, yeah, all right, yeah, right. I got Lass, I got Rabbit always popping in on me. They're like, oh, we're doing good. Are you okay? Are you okay? Girl, you sound a little down today. Are you okay? <laughs> Girl, who I got to fuck up. I, that's usually the text I'll get from like, from Iris. She's like, oh, I heard you for a couple minutes today. Who, whose ass am I kicking? Like, who am I going after? She's like my mafia squad. I can just send her. I'm like, here, like this person's bothering me. But she's funny. She's very protective. It's it's hilarious. But I love all my girls. I love my dudes too. I was saying that the other day. Somebody said, oh, you have a chick channel. I said, then why is it I have so many dudes in my chat all the time? It's not like they're looking at anything. They're looking at a cat. And not even the kind that they want to look at. They're literally looking at the cat my son drew. Like. They're here just to talk. And to bullshit. And to you know like. Hear about women. A lot work through their issues. Listening to what we talk about. Some of y'all show up just to find out. What little like nuggets of information. You can get about women that you could use. You're like maybe she'll explain some shit. That's bothering me that I don't get. And trust me, if you guys have those kind of questions, like, all right, this woman did this, why? Just DM me. Like, ask me. Or put a comment and say, hey, next next time or, like, in an upcoming show, can we talk about this? Because I don't get it. It's not about just the girls making the, you know, like, the recommendations or suggestions or asking for certain topics. Y'all are welcome to as well. This is not a chick channel. Like last time I checked, I had 73% men in my freaking chat. Like my chat was made up of 73% men for the last like four shows. It's fucking weird. It's, it's funny. It is absolutely hilarious. Because I even have like the tough guys that come in here and they're just like, oh, I'm just going to lurk and listen because I don't want the chicks to know that I'm in here. And then I find out later, they're like, yeah, I, I was listening. You said, I'm like, where the hell were you? 
You've never been in my chat. I'm always in your chat. God damn lurkers. Uh, <laughs> Jacob Castro facials. Mm -hmm. I know phrasing. It's all about the phrasing. Puffer. Hey, what's up? She said, hey, Shelly, been listening while making some soup. Next time I cook, I'm putting on an old show of yours. <laughs> uh, enjoyable. Pick a good one. I'm glad you like them. I always love to hear when people like them because it's like, this is very difficult. Um, Wolfkinder, a priest, a rabbit, and a minister walk into a bar. The rabbit says, I might be a typo. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. That's terrible. I love it. I love it. You know you got me fucking dying. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that would crack me. You know I love that shit, girl. Um, <laughs> Winnie, hey, Puffer. Puffer getting all the loving. That's right. Give her all the love. Uh, I hope you're doing well. I was thinking about you the other day. <laughs> you know, because I know you're, what you deal with, your, you know, condition. And I realize we have a lot of similarities in that area. People don't realize it. Because, you know, you just you don't really bitch about it. You don't talk about it. But I, I was thinking about you the other day. Nerd! Oh, you were just in time for me to play your thing. See? Aw. New age crap. Mm. I'm still here just driving. Awesome, T-Rex. And we got Castro. 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 Who else? Uh, doo -doo 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 -doo. I lost my place. Nerd, I've been abused and told as a man I deserved it. No, it you don't deserve it as a man. You deserve it as you. No I'm kidding. <laughs> you know I'm kidding. I love you, nerd. No, nobody deserves to be abused. Nobody. Male, female, animal, vegetable, mineral, doesn't matter. Don't abuse anybody. I've done it. I've I've, you know, I've been that bitch. I've been abusive. I know I have. I was very young, but uh, that's no excuse. I just, that was the place I was in. People can change. They can. You can grow up and grow out of it. Or like, you can change the way you deal with people. If you take care of the issues that caused you to act that way to begin with. If you're not taking care of your issues, you're not changing. You know, nothing is going to change without something prior to it becoming different like you can't just oh yeah i'm just gonna jump off this cliff and everything's gonna be fine no like you gotta build the steps I re i'm not playing it again but yeah, baby steps and you do it a little at a time nobody expects like a overnight change and if they do they're irrational and unreasonable um outpost nerd my family has it in my niece's head that she doesn't have to listen to me oh that's lovely lovely it's always nice to be emasculated by your family or to be, uh, have your authority. Saying you will, what, what does Cartman say? Respect my authority. Uh, Outpost Nerd, our 12 hour stream, I think, was on your channel. Was it on my channel or was it on yours? I thought we did it on yours because I thought that. Darth was running around trying to get you subs. So I thought it was on yours. I'm not entirely sure, though. 
Uh, Wolfram walks up to Shelly, leans in, looking her directly in the eye, smiles, and says, Boobies! <laughs> and bounds away! Bounds away! Well, you know what, Wolfram? Boobies! Boobies! Who's a good puppy? You like boobies? Boobies are so good! Yes, they are! Good boobies! Bouncing boobies! That's how I would talk to you. Because that's how I talk to every animal. I start off with, hey, hi, oh my goodness, look at you, you're so cute. That's, mm -hmm, that's the escalation of affection. <laughs> I am Elmira. I can't help it. I'm going to hug you and squeeze you and love you and call you George. Uh, I remember being so scared for you, Sepsis. is no joke. Thank you, Mimsy. I, yeah, I remember. I remember. Y'all were amazing. I mean, I literally fought for you guys like i had so much to come back to i had my kids but i had all of you i had a ton of people and i had this amazing light that kept beckoning me forward and don't quit yet don't like you can do this fight you gotta fight i kept hearing you gotta fight you gotta get through this you gotta you gotta shape up you gotta you know like kick its ass come on what is wrong with you where you know like all these little voices in my head bitch where is the jersey where where is that girl like, bring her out. Where's she at? I know you're a fighter. I know you can do this. That was always going through my head. So, I mean, I don't... It, it's a catch-22 because I wouldn't have been in that position without streaming. But I wouldn't have survived that endeavor, like that experience, if I hadn't been streaming. Like, if I hadn't had that experience... Because y'all gave me so much of your energy and like good thoughts that countered all the negative that I was drowning in. It made a difference. So never think that you praying for somebody or you thinking good thoughts for somebody or you wishing them well doesn't have an effect. It does. It really does. I am living proof of that. I mean, not like empirical proof, but like there's no other way I can explain it. You know, I can't attribute it to anything else. Yeah, God walked into my life and said, hey, guess what? You know, here's a priest and he's going to talk to you and you're going to open up in a way you didn't before to me and we're going to be even better. And that happened. But there was also the whole, I, I need help. I need a reason. I need more than one. I need more than two. I need more than three. I need reasons. Give me reasons. Keep piling them up. And everybody did. And the love that I got from you guys was amazing. You know, I dealt with a lot of bullshit too, but I had a lot of support from a lot of places I didn't expect. And that sickness, getting out of that hospital, surviving that, opened a doorway to just friendships with people that I didn't expect that I didn't have an opportunity to have before. I mean, hell that, that was the whole opening for well, I'm phrasing. That was the entire, um, let's see now I can't cause now I'm thinking of openings, uh, bonus hole cause T-Rex. Um, me being in that hospital made me reevaluate a lot of things. It made me reevaluate the streaming, what was important to me. And I tried to come back and be the same as I was before. 
like giving it like 200% every day, all day. And I couldn't do it. I noticed I had gotten sick right away. And I was like, I can't do this. I didn't go through all this. I didn't take all these damn antibiotics and get sick to my stomach and get shot after shot after shot every day for weeks, you know, to come back and just do it all over again. Like something's got to change. And I just opened myself up to different experiences and different people. And I started seeing the people around me and what they were asking for from me, like what they were demanding of me. And I realized that I couldn't survive that. That was killing me. And there were new people in my life that didn't put that kind of pressure on me who were supportive, not demanding, you know, who actually cared about like how my day went. Are you feeling okay? Like, hey, let's talk about this or, you know, oh, let's look at that. Or are you sure that's good for you? Well, have you tried this? Like people who are trying to make me better. And I wouldn't have had that you know, without going to the hospital, I don't think. But I wouldn't have had it if I didn't start YouTube. YouTube opened me up to relationships with all different types of people. Some good, some bad. I've learned from every single one of them. I enjoyed every single one of them. Even the bad ones, there were enjoyable points. Nobody's all bad. I mean, you wouldn't stay around them if they were. But yeah, no, I had a lot of help when I joined YouTube, you know. I had a lot of things that I had questions about, whatever. So I could, I could watch different streamers and I could talk to them and, you know, be like, Hey, you know, I'm looking into this and I want to try this. I tried all sorts of stuff. I tried the tarot card reading and that just, it was too much, too much energy for me. Like, cause my readings don't last like two minutes. I don't do two minute readings. I don't do three minutes. That's ridiculous. Like my readings usually last like anywhere from 20 minutes to like four hours. So, I mean, I get in depth and I, I couldn't sustain that. And plus the bots were killing me. They were killing me. And I was like, you know, what? I don't want to be known for this. So I like took all those down and I just started doing just the, you know, conversational stuff and the emotional stuff and the Q and a stuff, like get to know me at this point. I've been doing this for so long. I don't feel like you, <laughs> you need a Q and a, but I kind of want to do one one day. Like where you just ask me questions because there's got to be people who don't know like a lot about me, like newbies that are, you know, they're curious, but they only want to know like specific things. I'll answer. I don't give a fuck. But for the record, for the record, Yana, today is not that day. Uh, Mimsy said, yep, don't mistake my kindness for weakness. Nah, she, she's a scrapper. She will fuck you up. Uh, outpost nerd. I'm quiet, but I listen. So people shouldn't try to screw me over. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And you said, I had a feeling about him from the beginning because I used to work with section eight and could only see his rent not being paid because they got caught not disclosing their income. Yeah. I've never heard of section eight just dropping somebody and just not honoring their obligation because they're contractually like obligated to do it. If the if the person has signed up for it, but it's like, whatever, I'm still working on that. Puffer said, Oh my fucking God, I had a phone call and put you on 1.75 speed. This is the best. Oh my goodness. I know. I know. I've listened to me laugh at one and a half speed and it's hilarious. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I know. I know. I swear that regardless, that's how winning hears me. Anyway, I'm always at two times speed. 
Um, but my dumbest just kept. She said, sometimes you have to listen to yourself at this. I've done it. I've done it. She said, I'm going to try two times. <laughs> you go right ahead. It, it, don't bother me at all. Um, I, I'm a very cute chipmunk. It's fine. Jersey girl chipmunk. That should have, like, that I need an avatar of, like, the Jersey girl chipmunk. Um. Uh, but my dumbass just kept my mouth shut so I didn't piss anybody off. And you, I don't know why you keep your mouth shut, girl. Just let shit fly. And you don't always have to, like, you don't have to do it publicly. You could say something private. I'm not going to say anything. Look at the people that have fucked me over. Like, I have so many of their secrets that I'll never tell. Because I'm not made that way. They think that I've said things about this. Like, no. Like, that shit was out about you, and it didn't come from me. They forget that public records are a thing. Uh, in your mirrors, have a good one. Nerd, but you're probably gone already. Probably. Uh, sup, Winning and Daisy. Mimsy, yeah, most times it's not worth the energy at all, but people that appreciate you will be there for you, and that's the most important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Castro, I've learned to just shut the fuck up at work. Yeah, see, no, I don't. I never shut the fuck up. That's my problem. <laughs> because I'm always willing to tell you about yourself. But my boss, I let her have it. And I was not going to let her teach these women to do these things that could get them arrested. They could definitely get fired for it. And I was their union rep. I had to look out for them. And I mean, she took this. She took this to my union president. And he was like, I don't know what your problem is. She was in the right. And I just looked at her. I was like, did you really think he was going to back you? No. Like, bitch, stop. Uh, that's my favorite. I'm all about. Wait, I'm all about that. That tall? Wait, what? I'm about that. Oh, you're about that tall? Yeah. So it's hard. You got to jump up into the chair and then like, I literally lift even in the recliner. Like, I'm like, wait, I got to like try to get back on the seat. So it's funny because, you know, like my legs, they, they don't like to bend all the time because my knees get swollen. So it's very hard to lever myself <laughs> back so that I'm not hanging off the edge of the chair. And so I have to literally like brace myself on the arms and lift my entire fucking body up and swing back as fast and hard as I can and land in the right place. And that's why sometimes when it's like, what are you doing? You're grunting. I'm like, I'm trying to get in the right place in the seat, but I keep sliding forward because my chair is usually tilted forward and I sometimes forget to put it back, but I don't like to sit back because then I feel like I'm going to fall asleep. So I'm, I try to be like alert, but I still want to sit in the right place. It's just very difficult when you can't bend your knees. <laughs> so it's like, all right, lift my whole fucking body up and rip, back we go. And then the cats will get, you know, they get behind me. They're like, oh, it's warm back here. Shut up. Um, Your girls are badass. All my girls. I love my girls. I love my boys, too. All my Mandy men. You know, and Nerd and Darth. Uh, oh, wow. Your son made that. That's awesome. Yes, he did. He did. I was so proud. He made that the last time I was in the hospital. Uh, seriously, trying to understand. Why not? You could try to understand women. I mean, I'm here to explain shit to you. I'm willing to be 
um, honest about what I think women mean and like what their intentions are when they do things or why they do things or whatever. So if you have questions, I mean, this is the place to ask them. There you go. 73% of men on this channel. Yeah, no, seriously. Because most of my lurkers are men. They don't always like to like talk in here, but I'll get like the odd DM that's like, I really enjoyed the show today. And I'm like, you weren't there. Yeah, I was. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was listening on Rumble or I was listening in the background or whatever. Like I had you going while I was at work. It's like, okay. Or like the expert used to say, oh, I listen to you because it puts me to sleep. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks so much. I would take that like really like as an insult if it didn't, if I didn't know that my talking often puts men to sleep. It's not the subject matter. It's they're just listening and they just like, they just float away on the friggin' Jersey accent. It's like, all right, whatever. Because I don't have a high pitched voice. You know, that's one of the reasons why I was the baby whisperer. You know, hold a baby, put their head on my chest, and I'd just talk or sing or whatever. And because my voice is deep, my chest vibrates when I talk. And it would literally lull them to sleep. So all I know all y'all are just, all you men are out there just laying back, just going, oh, yeah, Shelly's chest is vibrating. I'm going to go to sleep. I know you're going to sleep with a smile on your face, so shut up. Um, but, yeah, no, he always said that. He was like, I, I listen to you. It puts me right to sleep. Thank you. But I took it as a compliment. Kinda. <laughs> Can never be too sure when he issues you a statement because you're like, mm, were you being genuine or were you being an ass? Like, I can't always tell. So, that's right. Most of the people I know are like that, including me. Uh, Mimsy, I'm almost entirely on Rumble. To be honest, the only reason I have YouTube is because I can't delete the fucking app. Oh, really? Stop. Castro says, I identify as female. You do not. Shut up. You're not allowed to identify as female. No. No. Just no. Mm -mm. You can identify as anything. <laughs> do you identify as a pony? Are you a pony? I bet you are. Uh, in your puffer, I had to rewatch Friday and use the voice of it. It was fantastic. Y'all just like fuck with my voice and make me sound like I can imagine that my ranting when I get mad must sound fucking hysterical on a higher speed. It must sound hysterical because I mean, I'm already talking fast and talking high pitched at that point because I'm mad. And I'm yelling. That must be really funny. Sped up. <laughs> it probably really is. Good for you. Enjoy it. Just, you know, make sure you show up, you know, for me, not just for the, you know, for the halls, for the lulls. But yeah, no, you're, you're more than welcome to, to speed up my voice. God knows these streams are long enough that you have to speed them up. I just don't know when to shut up. Uh, doo -doo -doo -doo. Jacob Castro, I know you love Rumble, but appreciate you stopping by on YouTube. Oh, Mimsy's so sweet. See, Mimsy has manners. She has manners, y'all. And she's not from the South. She's up here by me. So it's like, mm. so see, not all Northerners are rude. 
badass female Jacob. <laughs> T-Rex Shelley got me dying with that comment about outpost. I know. Shush. Shut up. Puffer smile. Hug Shelly. All is well I'm, as, a, as it's going to be. You know the story. I hope you're well. Yeah, well, you know, day to day. If anything, Puffer, at the end of the day, you have the strength of like a sumo wrestler. No, no just a regular wrestler. Well, I don't know why I went sumo. Because you're like this teeny tiny thing. Um, no, like, I think your pain threshold is like probably so high because you're used to like pushing off, pushing off out of the way, out of the way. It, it makes you tougher. I think, I think it's a good thing. It's not good to experience pain, but I think it does toughen you up over time. And I think for you, that's a good thing. I, I do. I mean, you're, you're very different than when I met you. Like you were so shy when I first met you and it was just like, I just wanted you to come out of your shell and talk. But yeah, I love that you feel comfortable to stop by and, you know, bullshit with us. You're always welcome. Happy to see you here. Uh, and as far as the, the pain, yeah. If you know better than most, like me, if you let the pain register all the time, you don't have much of a life. You know, and you ha you don't have any energy to give. So you kind of have to block it so that it doesn't drain you of all your energy. It's it takes less energy to try to like stomp on the pain and forget about it than it does to deal with it. Because then it just takes over and permeates everything and it just ruins everything. So I just I suggest to anybody who has chronic pain, just find the joys that you can and go with that. You know, acknowledge that you're in pain, acknowledge you have problems, take care of the situation. But if you're gonna live in that pain, it's going to take over and you're not going to be able to experience any kind of joy and you're limiting your own quality of life. You just got to make the most of the hand you got and keep trying to, you know, strive for a better hand. Jacob Castro, boobies. Uh, Indian Murs. I've been that bitch too. I had to be cold. I had to be cold out about trying to control my older teenage daughter. I had to let her just make her own mistakes. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to let them do whatever they want to do. WGFD. What? WGFD. I don't know what that stands for, T-Rex. Uh, I don't know. Winning is yelling out, Daisy! Like, I don't know why. What'd she do? <laughs> I've been around long enough to tell you parents can't control their kids forever. Those kids grow up. Give it time. Oh, yeah. All the kids grow up. I never thought that my son would be able to do half the things that he does. And I just hope and pray that, like, in the next one to three years, like, I'm hoping by the time he hits 20, he's set. You know, like, he has the balls to go out and do whatever it is he wants to do. I don't want him to live at home with me forever because, I mean, yeah, I want him with me all, all the time, but. I want him to have a life. I want him to be independent. I want him to, you know, be better. Have a good one. You know, don't be a shit. Don't, don't have a crap life. Don't live hand to mouth or paycheck to paycheck. Go out there and succeed and find your happiness and take care of your sister. And, you know, call me once in a while and be like, I'm doing good. Ma, I love you. Click. Like, it's all I need. It's we're good. I don't want a lot of details. Cause I don't want to know. Like, I really <laughs> I don't want to know. 
puffer smiles. Uh, we might have helped that old bag you roomed with at the hospital, too. I forgot her name. She was great. Which one? You mean Rose? I loved Rose. Oh, Rose was great. I I have to call them to, so I can go to the bathroom because Shelly said she's taking away the fan if I don't tell the nurses when I have to go to the bathroom. She's very mean to me, but I love her. Oh, my God. Rose was amazing. That bitch of a daughter that she had. Like, you're going to fucking bring coffee and not give your money. Like, what is your problem? Like, she literally said, bring me coffee tomorrow. And you didn't bring her coffee. Like, I shamed that bitch. I didn't care. I was mad. I was so mad. And she was like, I know my mother's a lot to deal with. No, she's not. Your mother's fine. She's a fucking delight. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, oh, she made me mad. I loved Rose. I did. She was so sweet. I wonder what happened to her. Rose, not to be confused with my next roommate, the last time I went in the hospital that tried to, you know, attack me. Yeah, because she was a fucking meth head. And she decided to attack me because she wanted to go to bed and didn't say anything to me and then starts to fucking, like, explode. That I had to pick up my laptop. I was going to hit that bitch with my laptop. <laughs> I was like, I am not getting beat up in the hospital. I will fuck this bitch up. They could stitch her up right here. Perfect. <laughs> the cops are right next door. We good. Yeah, that was this time. You remember her and your work of art, that woman? I loved Rose. I did. She was great. I went back to a certain channel because I was worried about you. Aw, you're so sweet. You are so sweet, Mimsy. Balls or no balls? Balls! Anyway. And you said for sure balls. <laughs> She's mm. still want a reading from you, Shelly. So hit me up on Discord. Damn it. That's where I'm at. Girl, I will be happy to do a reading for you. Absolutely happy. Uh, doo -doo -doo, lady awesome. I saw all these tarot card readers on YouTube and I was like, I could do that. However, I don't have that type of energy to give 12 horoscopes. Nah, I'm not doing that. No, I know the night that I did the one for all the lawyers, everybody was like, that was great. It was awesome. And they're all like high energy. All I wanted to do was sleep. I was so drained. I was just like, oh my God, that was so much. And to be and to be peppy and interesting and funny at the same time. Like I had to do all those things. Like I had to do the readings and perform because that was what was expected of me. And I was dead afterwards. I was just like, I really leave me the fuck alone. I don't care. <laughs> leave me alone. And I decided, yeah, I can't do this. I can't do this on the regular. Um She said, I'm not doing that. Then I got pregnant. And well, here I sit five years later, still no real direction on my channel. Yeah. And it, it's hard to pick a direction. It really is. Some of the tarot card readings are so not connected. I know, Wolfie. I know. Grandson is down for a nap. Gossam. Awesome. Gossam. Because I, I was going to say gutter. Awesome gutter. And instead I said gossam. So you're gossam. We have Lady Awesome and we have Gossam's Pub. Lord. Ah. One, two, three. Mm. Uh, two, no, how does Ralph the dog do it? Two, three, four. Dun, 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 dun. Don't try to understand women. Women understand women and they hate each other. It's true. It's absolutely true. So many women hate one another because they're so competitive. I ain't competing with anybody. Nobody can compete with me. I can't compete with nobody. I am me. 
if you want to do a competition, you won because uh, I'm not doing it. Like, I'm just, <laughs> I don't feel the need. I have never felt the need. Like, if you want to compete, then don't be mad if I beat you. That's my thing. Because everybody wants to compete, but they never think that they're going to lose. It's like, really? Like, you didn't entertain the possibility you could lose, and now you're mad. Why are you mad? You're the one who started the competition. You mad somebody else won. Shut up. Like, that's... Ugh. This is why I hang out with a lot more dudes than I do girls. I love my girls here, but for the most part, I hang out with, with dudes. I mean, look, my best friend is winning. He's everything. I don't need anything besides that. And I'm not going to trust anybody like I trust him. But I also don't treat him like a female. Like, I don't go to him with, like, girly shit. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> None of that. It's like, mm -mm. like that. We have boundaries. Okay. There are boundaries. I could, I just don't. He would begrudgingly listen and be like, all right, go ahead. Like, you know, like, oh, like this is, oh, this is a lady thing. I'm uncomfortable. Like, but he would still, he would listen. And I mean, that's the goal. The fact that he would, but I don't have to. Like, it's, that's enough for me. And that's why I have female friends to talk about the female stuff. Uh, Lady Awesome Sky, what's a thing you would miss if you were told you could never do it again? <laughs> I mean, that's a loaded question, Wolfie. I don't even know. What, what is a thing that I would miss if I was told I could never do it again? I mean, laughing, I think, comes to mind, first of all. I, I, don't, I was caught between because the first thing that entered my head was smiling. And I know y'all think it would be some perverted thing, but no, like that's regardless. You know, I'm going to miss that. I never given that up. I will fight tooth and nail to keep that. No pun intended. But um, no, I think the thing I would miss most if I was told I could never do it again is smiling. I smile all day long. Even when I'm upset, usually there's a smirk or something on my face. It's, if you see me like with a pout or a frown, something is very, very wrong. Like I don't, it's very hard for me to step over. Cause once you start smiling, it's hard to stop. Like your face just, you just want to smile all the fucking time. And it feels good. It peps you up. It puts you in a better mood. But then you have people that they're nothing but my grandma would say them, oh, because they're just miserable all the time. And they won't let anybody be happy. They don't like that you're in a good mood. They have to bring you down. And it's like, you know, sometimes things are not appropriate. Like if you see somebody in a really good mood and you have something bad to talk about, go talk to somebody else. Leave that person alone. Let them be happy for as long as they can be happy. Don't throw your shit on them to make yourself feel better and then you're bringing them down. That's not fair. Don't do that to people. Um... But I mean, if that's the only person you have to talk to, then that's fine. But if you have multiple friends and you're just picking the one that's happy because that's the one you want to vent to, knowing it's going to bring them down, you're a douche. Like, that's selfish. Don't do that. Uh, Gut is pub and they hate men at Jacob Castro. We do not hate. I don't hate men. I love me some men. Mm. I, but I don't, I don't like soy boys. I hate soy boys. 
I hate wimps. Like I just I I don't have any room in my life for somebody who's gonna be a whiner and clingy and a problem. Like I need somebody who's gonna be proactive. Like I need somebody with a brain in their head with, you know, a spine and some balls and you know, like somebody who's strong, you know, as strong or stronger than me. Because let's face it, if if you're below me in like any category, that's a problem for me. It is. Like I I can't deal with somebody who doesn't have a brain. I can't because it limits my conversation and it makes me revert back to nothing but dick jokes and just that's all I have because that's all they understand. Like if you're not giving me feedback and material, I can't work with it. I'm not going to sit here and talk to you and you're just like, uh, uh, you said duty. Like, and just that's, that's all I get. Like, yeah, make those comments, but give me like serious stuff as well. You know, put put your thinking cap on, not your dunce cap. I can't deal with people like that. I can't have people in my life that are like that. You know, constantly. I mean, you always have a duh moment, but constantly, no, I can't. <laughs> Texas Jen said, "Yay, you're still live, girl. When am I not live? We only hit four hours just now." <laughs> Uh, and you said, that's why I'm not on YouTube. Nobody would hear a Southern, nobody want to hear a Southern chipmunk. Now I totally want to hear a Southern chipmunk. Oh my goodness. Yes, I totally do. Jacob Castor said, I'd fall asleep on your chest, Shelly. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you agree with my assessment. Uh, <laughs> and you said a Southern chipmunk on healing. Oh, bless your heart. Bless your heart. I can't even do it. I can't do it. I'm sure if somebody plays it, it'll come out that way. I identify as a Jedi, Wolfkinder. Absolutely. Go ahead. Anything Star Wars. I identify as R2-D2. I do. Without a doubt. Like, I'm very much that sarcastic little fuck that sits there going, oh, you fucking idiot. Like, oh, I I'll be sure to do that. I said, no, you didn't. I'm always throwing out those asides going, what? No, you didn't. <laughs> I am the perpetual commentator. I swear to God, like most of the people that know me, they'll be talking. They'll be like, Shelly, not a word. And I'm like, I wasn't going to say nothing. Yes, you were. No, I wasn't. I think you know me. Don't make assumptions about me. <laughs> I can't help it. I can't help it. People think I have no filter. Like I said, my filter works really, 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 it works really, really well. My filter works really, really well. Because if it didn't, I'd have no friends. Because the shit that enters my head first is the worst. And I'm just like, nope, 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 behave. Like, I have to tell that little devil in my head, no, be nice, be nice. And yeah, I'm a meat popsicle. Hey, there ain't nothing wrong with a meat popsicle, girl. Uh, winning, I want to watch that one time. Come on, multipass. Multipass. Big bada, big bada boom. Bada boom. 
what did she say? Never without my permission. I love that movie. I do. I love that movie. Multipass. Uh, also is open for anyone. Oh, Wolfram. That's so sweet. Yeah, so you can buy their buy Wolf. <laughs> and you said you hold the door open so you can bite them in the ass. Well, I mean, there's a method to his manners, but somebody always, you know, benefits. That's fine. Manners. Manners, people. Manners. People in the South got manners. I love the way he says that. It's so funny. Uh, I tell my oldest, never miss a good opportunity to shut the fuck up. Nice. I mean, to clarify, my oldest is 28. I'm not saying that to my furrows. No, we know. <laughs> Can you imagine if you did? I, I would love to see the shock. <laughs> Mama. Like, how could you say that? <laughs> uh, Wolfram, don't give away all my secrets. Who got free donuts? You? Oh, we got free donuts? Okay. <laughs> WGFD. I don't know what it, I guess we got free donuts. We don't have free donuts, though. Shelly, so mo is a good word. <laughs> Can't spell it. But that word fits big paint. Mm. Sumo. Sumo. Because fuck pain. I'm not going to be any sensations, bitch. Except maybe one or two. There you go. There you go. There are certain sensations. I'll be there, bitch. All day, every day. Or at least three times a day. That'd be nice. Oh, God. In a perfect world. Listen to good music while driving. Just saw your question. Oh. She's always listened to her rappers and stuff. Uh, do, 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 do. Daisy girl still watching. Love you, Daisy. She's keeping keeping it real on Rumble. Wolf Kinder, Lady Awesome Sky. I was trying to narrow down on your idea for your content. Don't know how that would work. I mean, you could do stuff on like homeschooling. You could do things on, you know, how to keep twins entertained. How to keep up on your, you know, like on your. Uh, schoolwork while you're doing like housework how to like run a household how to budget uh how to grow your own stuff there's so many things because you're good at so many things you could talk about like the the reiki energy stuff like that that's why you promote that side of what you do all of it um mimsy said i love clumsy though she works hard and does a good job that's good it's good that she has supporters like you uh well from Go awesome, Shelly speak. I know. I know. I know. Got his pub sex, duh. Mm -hmm. uh, Lady Awesome, well, thank you kindly at Wolf Kinder. My friend suggested I go for a walk with my phone, turn on the camera, and talk for 30 minutes while I walk on my property. So that's a thought. I would love that. That would be awesome if you did that. I'd watch that and just talk about whatever I feel moved to talk about. There you go. That is a very good idea. And you could do it, um, some of them, like, if you find something interesting on your property or whatever, like, do shorts with it. I think you your channel would grow a lot if you did some outdoor shorts. Not outdoor sports, outdoor shorts. Like, just, you could do it all in one day and have, like, 30 of them just lined up. Nobody's going to know the difference. Just go a different angle, different area, whatever. Do a couple in the morning, couple in the afternoon, so the lighting is different. 
And you could, you know, like, splay them out over, like, a month's time. Release them over a whole month. Just little things to get them interested and get those subs up. Because the shorts really do help in increasing subs. I have to go back to doing mine. Um, think of it as a first step. Yep. Absolutely. You should try it. You should try it. Uh, breeze out softly. Okay, I will consider this on a real level. And it won't take up that much of your time. It's just, it's content. They get to know you. They get interested. They get their foot in the door. And that's all you really need. You just need a couple people to generate interest and it'll take off from there. It will. You will, you'd be surprised how much you'll grow. I want to hear a Southern chipmunk, a chipmunk, a chipmunk, not chip, chip, chipmunk, <laughs> not a chipmunk. That I think is a whole different accent. Uh, it would be like taking a walk with a friend. Yeah, it absolutely would be. A chickmunk? Oh, here we go. Anyway, let me try to catch up here. So I appreciate the feedback. Every time I try watching, every first time trying acid, went and saw Fifth Element. Oh my goodness. Did you really? And you said I smoked weed for the first time and watched it. Am I the only one that sees like things unaltered? Jeez, I'm not fun. Sometimes I just, I don't know, I take my movies so seriously. And you're funny, you said that I tried weed same time for the first time, but didn't want to overcomplicate my story. Oh, damn, Castro. I saw The Matrix the day after trying acid first and only time I liked it. And the more I like something, I would only try try it once. Oh, that's a good idea. Because the more you like something, the more likely you're going to become addicted to it. I don't even want to go outside in shorts. You don't have to go outside in shorts. <laughs> All right. I'm caught up on the chat. So back to the list. All right. So again, like I said, you, you got to pick your theme. Get comfortable with all the technical stuff. So you got to figure it all out. Go for as much free shit as you can. Do not get roped into these subscription things. Unfortunately, I pay monthly for StreamYard. I play. I pay monthly for... Well, I used to... No, I pay monthly for Capwing where I make my videos that I edit. And I, I make my thumbnails over there. I use Canva too, but I use their free thing now. Um, I had a subscription and here's one way, and I hate to say this, but here's one way to beat the system. If you could pay for one month, like if you could go the 12 bucks for the one month of like Canva, write a list out ahead of time of all the thumbnails that you want to make for the future. Every possible one. You have groupings of one, you have individual ones, whatever, and then make them in that one month that you're paying for and save them all make a file with nothing but thumbnails for all different occasions every conceivable topic you could think of and then make one that's just like make a couple that are just standard templates that you could put into another program and throw a picture on to make it about whatever but like take all the pro stuff that they have during that subscription time use it and save all the files and then you could just cancel your subscription and then just reuse and reuse and reuse. If you have to make a new one, you could make it in one, like half in one, half in another. 
but just try not to get roped into the subscriptions because it it can get pricey it can like i i tried paying a subscription for like podcast like to put my podcast on all different things i was like why am i paying for this through like buzzsprout i was like i'm paying way too much money to put this shit out and i'm not getting anything in return like nobody's seeing anything so then i just went to anchor and i i worked through them to do like apple and iHeartRadio and Spotify, they put it all out. So, and I don't pay for them at all. So, I mean, that's a good thing. Uh, Shell, when you asked, what is the objective of the channel? Mine is to do something productive if I'm going to be away from my twins. Well, I mean, you could, you're very soothing. You're very comforting. You're very supportive. So, a lot of people are looking for just somebody to, give them a a little burst of positive energy. You're very good at injecting positive energy into conversations, into situations. You're very uplifting. And I think that's a huge strength of yours. Plus you're also cool as shit. So it's like, if you combine those two things and just focus them like outward, I think that would, that would be really good for you. I think that would help like grow your channel. And I think it would give you purpose. You know, it would make you feel like, okay, I didn't spend my time just walking around, just talking about bullshit. Like these are actual things that I went through. People can learn from, or these are things that I know of like your Reiki, like how energy transfers and stuff like that. I've asked you more than once to like talk about the difference between male and, you know, masculine and feminine energy and how people can be, you know, like overbalanced in one direction or the other and how it can affect them. Like all that kind of stuff, because you know about that stuff, you know how to transfer from living in masculine energy because there's a lack of it in your life into leaning more into your feminine energy and having things balance out. That's stuff that you can talk about. You are good at the relationship thing. Now you've been in bad and you've been in good. There's a wealth of information there that you can share with people. You know, I'm always curious to think like to ask what your thoughts are on something. And usually you just, you tell me, I bring it up here. You tell me, so I don't have to outright ask you, but that's the feedback I'm looking for from you. You know, I'm looking for the quirky stuff. I'm looking for the jokes. I'm looking for the, well, see dummy, like, you know, you did this and I've been there and I did this, but if you do this, you don't tell me to go do it. You just say, well, if you do this, this is probably going to happen. It's, it's a unique way that you present information that I really appreciate. I, I become very receptive to it because of how you put it out. So it's just a thought. So anyway, so you could, you know, technical stuff, you get creative. Like I said, I don't have to be creative with my, with my clips and stuff. Cause I, I have a winning but <laughs> he's way better at it than I could ever be. So it's like, I don't feel the need to compete. Like, oh, babe, you're so good at this. Do this for me. Please. Like, <laughs> please do this for me. And he does. He never says no. Never tells me no. He only ever told me no about a monkey face once. And of course that, that just was a whole shit show, but whatever. Not with me and him, just with other people misinterpreting. But it was like, it was meant to be a joke, but whatever. People can suck it. Um, another thing you have to learn, 
do me the favor, learn about copywriting, about the copyright infringements and the policies and copyright claims and, you know, getting struck and just getting a warning. Learn the differences. Learn what you can play and what you can't. Learn what you could stream and what you can't, what, what you could do live and what you can't. And then learn how to be transformative. Like I've, I've shown you guys tons of different things. Like we've taken tests, but it's material that belongs to somebody else, but not in a copyrightable way, the way I use it, because I'm not using it for profit. I'm using it just for entertainment or for education, really. So I don't play music on here. I just don't like I play music that winning gives me to play because he's already been through the copyright process and everything. Like he knows if he's going to get hit for it or not. So he won't give me things usually that will get me a warning or, you know, they'll send that little thing on. This is blocked in such and such country. The one thing he did that to me too was my promo that's on my main page with me singing as Dolly Parton, like with the face swap with the nine to five. And it's, it's funny because it's the only, like, it's the only thing that you hear as soon as you open my page. And of course that's the one that's like, this is blocked in such and such country. I don't care. Like, I don't care if it's, I left it. I was like, I'm not messing. YouTube can suck it. It's not like I'm making money off that clip. It's literally my promo clip. Uh, being transformative is not difficult. You know, make, make comments. Don't be like, Oh, I'm just going to take somebody else's stream, throw it up. And I'm never going to say a word and I'm never going to do it. I'm just going to live off other people's work. Don't be that person. Don't do it. It's not sustainable. And somebody's going to come along and get tired of your bullshit and smack you down. And you two don't like it anyway. They don't like to monetize those because they're like, you're using everybody else's content. You're not creating your own. To be transformative, yeah, you could use other people's content. Hopefully, if you're smart, you get their permission first or at least let them know, hey, I'm using your content. Or, you you know, like put in your description such and such clip. The link to the clip that I used above is da -da -da, so that they still get the view and they don't feel like, you know, all like butthurt about it. But do that. Comment on stuff. Make sure you give credit where credit is due and you know, be clear about your sources. Be clear about this is for this reason or whatever. Don't just put somebody else's stuff up and be like, here, they said it better than I could. Boom. None of us do that. None of us do. It. Like, you'll see winning is very good about stopping his stuff. Like here, they're like, oh, I just want to comment on this. And did you see what he said right there? Like he breaks it up. So it's not. I mean, on Sunday nights when we're on Rumble, it's different because we're just watching an old school documentary. He'll comment here and there. But for the most part, we want to get the whole thing out. So it's like we discuss it before. We'll t take a couple stops, but then we really discuss it at the end. Because there's two of us and it's really hard to comment with two people that you're always stopping. Thing. It gets to be really annoying for the people listening. Uh, what else? Work out a schedule. You have no idea how much of my day is taken up in YouTube crap. YouTube, Rumble, whatever. You know, all the streaming crap. It's, yeah. <laughs> you're getting up. You are trying to think of content. You're writing down ideas for content. You're researching content. You're putting together the content. 
You're trying to script it out so that you don't sound like an idiot when you're up here. You are maybe practicing it. Maybe you're like talking about it to yourself or talking about it to a friend, trying to find out what's going to be interesting. You're collaborating with somebody. You're talking to, you know, like one of your friends and saying, Hey, you know what? I was going to do this. And they're like, yeah, you can't do that. So then you have to like go back and start over or they'll say, Oh, that's crap. Like I, I love you. And that's a great topic, but I'm so confused with the way that you were talking about it. Like you're all over the place or, Oh, you're really monotone. Take constructive criticism. But I mean, if it starts to get to you, tell the people that you're talking to, okay, calm down. Like, I need you to be a little bit more positive because you're making me feel bad like about this thing. Tell me the things I do wrong. But how about you tell me the things I do right too? No, I like Leroy Jenkins. I Leroy Jenkins that shit. Oh, she he's fun. Uh, oh, geez. I went through that when I started, even though I only have two videos. One of them wanted to say that it was copyright protected. I fought it in one. Good. Let me guess. Was it the one with the the lightning? Because I, how would you copyright lightning uh, if you're literally recording it yourself? Um, I fell into the trap of oh no, I put time into this and it could be taken all away. Yeah, and that's that's a genuine fear. There's that's the other thing I want to talk about. Like there's a lot of anxiety. Not only is this really time consuming, and it is not something where you're going to get immediate gratification because you're not, you're going to suffer. You are, you will have the little wins and the little highs that you get to ride as you're going along. But there are going to be many, many, many times when you're streaming and people aren't into it or you're not getting the views you thought you would, or your subs are going down instead of up because YouTube is asshole, you know, like, Anything can happen. You can get struck for like the stupidest thing. You can get shadow banned for having wrong think, you know, like all these different things can work and will work against you constantly. And it can beat you down to where you're just like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to do this anymore, but you still want to do it. And you have to find the motivation to get up and do it every day. I don't want to do this. I want to do it, but YouTube makes it so that I'm like, but why you're taking away my views. You're taking away my subs. Like people aren't just leaving me. You're just taking them. Like, how are you going to tell me I got 94 views on something when I finished? And then three days later, instead of being at the 113 where it went up to suddenly I'm down to 88. I'm lower than when I freaking finished my stream. Are you kidding? And just, no reason, no reason. Numbers just go up and down. Then they're like, maybe I'll give them back in a couple days. I don't know. That's what they do. It drives me insane. And it can be very, very, very demoralizing and demo demotivating. Like I sit here and I'm like, why, why do I bother? I put so much into like talking and literally trying to bring up content that you guys are going to be interested in and that can help somebody. And then I look at the views and I'm like, Oh, I did all right. And then the next day I look at the same views and I'm like, where'd they go? Like, why, why is YouTube punishing me? I didn't do nothing to them. Like I'm trying to make them money too. Like push that shit out there and you'll make money too. You know, they're like, Oh, we don't like it. And it's not personal. They just, it's their 
their system. They just don't, they don't care. They just, they'll just quiet you and you're little, you be quiet and go off to the side, shut up and don't complain about it. Mimsy said, yep, Shelly, uh, you make it look easy to us, but us constantly planning research and making it now, but you're constantly planning research and making notes. I, I trust me. I do not make this look easy. I tell you all the time what a struggle this could be. But, uh, again, all I do is talk. I do a lot of research. I do. I watch a lot of like, you know, um, religion videos and like, I, I read a lot and I, I'll take all different quizzes to like find out different things that I can, you know, I could then look them up and whatever, because I want you guys to have as much diversity in the field that I choose to talk about as I can give you. Like, I want it to be interesting. I want it to be relevant. I want it to be accurate because I don't want to give you false shit. Like, I don't want to tell you one thing and it winds up being another. And I'm just like, ah, whatever. I don't give a fuck. I do. I do very much give a fuck. You know, what you guys take away from this. I want it to be good for you. Like sex, you know, I show up, do the work, and I want it to be good for you. <laughs> uh, Wolfkinder, I keep index cards within reach. Anytime I have a thought or get an idea, even if I see something in a movie, I write it down. I sort my cards into boxes so I can find similar ideas quickly. That is awesome. I love that idea. I used to write things on index cards and then I just, they kept falling and it irritated me. So now I use legal pads. I literally have like a clipboard on the side of my desk that hangs there with the pen so that I could just grab it and write shit down. Uh, YouTube can be so too and take it all away for no reason. Oh yeah, they absolutely can. They absolutely can. It's like flash drives for my brain. Yeah, the index cards, I love it. That's a really good idea, but that's, again, that's why I write it down on a legal pad because, and then I, you know, I sit there and I have all like the little arrows cause you flesh it out as you go along. Cause you think of something else, you grab it. And yeah, I have tons of legal pads around my house. Like I'm very good at lists. <laughs> that's why when he's like, yeah, all right, I'll remember to do that. And I'm like, that means I have to write it down cause he won't. Because he's busy doing nine other million things. It's like, I'll write it down. I got you. I got you. I got you, boo. It's such a Jersey thing. I got you. Uh, looking at subscriber counts are like getting on a scale. Looking at every day will make you crazy. For real. Like, it just, it fluctuates so crazy. One day I'm up by nine. The next day I'm down by 12. Then I'm up by one, down by one, up by two, down by three, up by three, down by two. And I'm like, you know, y'all could go fuck yourself. Oh, because I can't, I can't deal with this. And I know it's not new people. I know it's YouTube being like, day -day -day, because they're like, oh yeah, well, this is like, none of their stuff works. None of them sync up across different devices ever, ever. It's, it is amazing to me the amount of money that they make on youtube and they can't get the shit to work right how hard is it like change your build god damn it um or fix it at least lady awesome said uh yep but i think i finally have a reason i need to walk and talk and have content i think if i move from a place um of i'm doing this to better myself and maybe others Instead of worrying about monetization and subs. Don't worry about monetization and subs. That'll come. It will. 
like I didn't think I'd be monetized. And then as soon as I left, you know, the other place I was at and just went back on my own, I zoomed right through and got monetized. It was so quick. And it just, it happens like that. Like you'll just plog along, plog along. And then all of a sudden you just, and once it happens, there is a change. Expert has talked about, you worry about it because now it's a business. And in the beginning, when I was only at like, you know, 505 subs, I didn't because I didn't know what it was. But then I was like, I'm trying to grow this channel. I'm trying to, you know, like be associated with like people who want to grow their channel and helping them. Uh, are, are we being DEI? No. How do you not have P running down your leg? Hi, Ellie. What's up? Anyway, um, I was in the middle of a thought. Wait, L. Oh, but no, like it, it did make a difference. It's not that I think of it as a business, but now I realize I put all this work into it to get it to this point. It's not about the money. It's about the achievement for me. And I need achievements. So I keep trying to push my channel to be, you know, better and better and better and bigger and bigger. Like I try to do new things, whatever. I'm, every once in a while, I'll throw out one of those story times with T3. I haven't done it in a while because I've been so busy talking on here and talking and winning and everything else. Like my voice is shot. I can't sit here and read a book. Like <laughs> I just can't do it. But I mean, I will. There's another Thomas Paine book that I want to read, but I think I might want to be more relaxed in this one. The other one I kept strictly to the verses that I was reading this time. I kind of want to make the commentary that I wanted to make before. You know, I want to be able to read it like I'm reading it to myself and make all the little pithy comments that, you know, I normally make. I didn't do that for them. So I, I feel like it was kind of, you know, boring. But that was mainly to put you to sleep. That'll work. Yeah, listen to that and you'll go to sleep because it's boring as shit. But I leave it up because a couple people were like, I really enjoyed this. Like, I really like listening to this. It does put me to sleep. I'm like, all right, fine. But yeah, no, it, the monetization and subs will come. That doesn't really matter, but it will make you more protective of your channel and more protective of your content. So you do things and you're, you're not as lackadaisical about like, you're not so, I guess, ambiguous about whether your channel stays up or down like it's not a threat until it's worth some type of monetary value because you also it's worth all your time and effort that's a reflection of the the effort that you put in so yeah there is a difference but yeah if you just focus on having fun and making it about you and making other people you know better you're going to come up with loads of content and people are going to be drawn to it because you're going to have that helpful like positive energy and no nobody wants to go to any fucking stream that's all like rah, 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 all the time you're gonna have ups and downs i mean if you're feeling an emotion and you want to share it with everybody you know do it you know if you're doing a 30 minute live walk along you know it's a little harder to control 
what you're saying or doing because you tend to have reactions to chat. But if you're just doing like a 30 minute video, that's all you, you worry about you, you decide how you're going to present yourself, what you're going to talk about and how far you're willing to go and give yourself a time limit. My best video is a 29 minute video on Amber Heard and Johnny Depp that I did talking about how I believe him and not her. Why I believe him. That's the best video I got. I got like almost 300 subs off that fucker. And it didn't take off for a year. A year. All of a sudden, it just on Winning's birthday, it was just, oh, like, every, like YouTube decided to give it a teeny tiny little poop. And it just 12,000 views. Oh, shit. Okay. Like that happened like nothing. I got lucky with that one. But still, I'm still under a thousand. I mean, I continually go up, but that bumped me up into monetization or well, well over monetization, I should say. So yeah, just keep them, you know, short. Like my long friggin' streams, they're they're not getting like the rewatches. Like everybody's like, oh, I'm rewatching. Yeah, you rewatched a couple minutes, but that's all right. Cause I don't get the I get the hours from some of them, but not most of them. But yeah, like I'm trying to do smaller ones, but it doesn't always work out that way. I don't want to oversaturate with me. You know, I don't want to be everywhere. And I've pulled back a lot from like socializing and everything on YouTube. Because one thing about streaming is there's always going to be drama. Always going to be drama. Now that you could say you don't like drama, you say you stay away from drama. Everybody that says that is full of shit. They like it. They just don't want to be seen to like it. And they like the gossip of it or whatever. They just don't want it to affect their channel. And I get that. But no matter who you are, you're going to have drama. You just are. Because you're dealing with other human beings. And some human beings are garbage. And some just want to watch the world burn and start shit. So yeah, there's always going to be drama somewhere. It's up to you whether you want to showcase it or whether you want to shut it down or whether you want to be like, I don't give a fuck. And just ignore it. It's up to you. The drama that I always took part in, like the big drama, I mean, that was when I just, I couldn't control my mouth because it came out of left field. And I was like, oh, see, no, now we're going to do this right here, right now. And that was it. And then I just never addressed it because I was like, I'm done with it. I, I closed the door on that. I'm done. Whoever wanted to go off and do their thing, that was on them. I wasn't taking part in it. I just wasn't. And everybody asked me, what's going on? I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Like, that was always my answer. Like, I, it's not anybody's business. I don't want to talk about it. It's over. It's done with. Fuck everybody. I'm doing my own thing. Like, that was my answer. That somehow got translated into a whole other bunch of things that I supposedly said. But it's like, whatever. Because I'm the person who, you know. Yeah. Uh, oh, you said that. Like, I'm going to sit there and go, no. <gasps> I would never say that. But yeah, I said it. I love somebody put up a thing of me being supposedly mean to Danny on direct or about Danny on direct. And I was like, and? Like, it was supposed to be this huge gotcha moment. And I was just like, and? Who don't know I'm mean? 
did I ever get up here and say, I'm the nicest person? No, I'm like, I will make you cry. They're like, oh, she's proud. Yep. Like, <laughs> I don't pretend to be perfect. Hang out with like a mean-spirited person and you're going to get mean-spirited too. Hang out with somebody who's more gracious and who's more forgiving. You're going to be the same way. You know, I, once I switched to a more positive light, then I changed fundamentally. Like the nicer parts of me came out, the more mushy parts of me came out too, but it's like, uh. but I was able to deal with a lot more of my issues because I wasn't such a, you know, see you next Tuesday all the time. You could only handle so much negative um, attention and negative interaction before it it starts to manifest physically and just break you down. So I I do recommend keeping very positive people in your life. Like I I have the lightest person. He's stern as shit. Let me tell you, like he's strong and he does not does not accept bullshit. But more positive, I couldn't find. Like, I really couldn't. Yeah, and he does that for me. He keeps me positive. He keeps me on, you know, buoyant. And um, always trying to move forward. Always trying to be better. You know, somebody who inspires you to be better and to be motivated. That's what you need. You need people like that in your life. YouTube can be a very seductive place where people pretend to be on your side and they're always working behind the scenes to, you know, one up you or to badmouth you because they want to be in your spot. Like they were like, oh, yeah, come on, because they don't see you as a threat. And then all of a sudden you're doing better than them and now you're a threat. So now they have to like stomp on you. I hate when people do that. I don't think there's room for that. I think there's room for everybody on YouTube, Rumble, all over the place. That's why I'm always like, oh, yeah, go see this person's show. Go see that person's show. Because I think that it's important that we do that for one another. You know, if you guys come in here and you have something coming up, throw it in the fucking chat. I'm more than happy for you to promote yourself to anybody who's willing to listen on my channel. Go ahead. Do it. Do you, boo, like wherever you need to. I promote my stuff. I promote winning stuff. I've promoted Jessica Reloaded. I've promoted Chizzy. I've promoted Caitlin. I've promoted Gutters Pub. I've promoted Lady. Like all the different things. Like I want you guys to succeed. If you want to be out here and you want to put in the work and you know, you're good to people. If you're not a piece of shit, I will promote the fuck out of you. Because hell yeah, go, go see them. Go ahead. Now, once you fuck me over, I ain't promoting shit. But, <laughs> I mean, I'd like to say that's few and far between. But, yeah, no, don't, don't be of that mind. If you're a streamer, be prepared to meet a lot of streamers who see you as competition. They will pretend to be your friends or to be, you know, oh, you're so great. And, but then they won't support you at all. Or they won't, you know, like, include you. Like, they exclude you but don't tell you why be prepared for a lot of different personalities 
and have a little grace. Be willing to forgive because people sometimes they take missteps or they're misinterpreted. Or, you know, you get butt hurt for no fucking reason because nobody's talking. Because you're expecting betrayal. Don't go in expecting betrayal, but be ready for it just in case. Like, don't expect true loyalty unless you know somebody a really long time. And even then, sometimes you got to be careful. Elephant, how do you not have pee running down your leg? Because I'm sitting. I have mastered the art of sitting and then not having to pee until about a minute and a half after I get up. Because like I said, we used to go drinking with the teachers and they would be like, how did you drink like eight beers and you haven't peed yet? Because I haven't stood up. As long as I'm sitting, I'm good. Do not break the seal. Girl, trust me, streaming has made it so that I'm not streaming while I'm streaming. Okay? I can wait. Sometimes, like when fucking Winnie has me doing one of my little giggle things that lasts for 35 fucking minutes, I can't. I'm like, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. I need a break. I need a break. And I'm just like, I'm muting. I'm muting. And he laughs because he knows I'm gonna pee on myself if I don't go now. Like, he's told me before streams, I'm going to make you laugh. I'm like, no, you're not. He's like, yeah, I am. He's like, you should go to the bathroom before we start the show. I'm like, oh, you bastard. It's one of those days. But, and it's true. Every time. Every time. Um, And you said, no kidding. I've peed like four times since the stream started. But see, I don't drink a lot. In, in the morning, I go to the bathroom like two, three times before I get on here. I'm not going to lie. And I try not to drink a lot of things. Like, I'll take a lot of drinks. You hear me drinking all the time, like now. But I'm not sitting here guzzling down the water. I'm taking sips. Just because my voice is shot from, I got the fan on me. And so I lose my voice really quickly while I'm talking. So I just, you know, I wet my whistle. That's all. That's what my girlfriend said. I just need to wet my whistle. Okay. FYI, I can't whistle. But anyway, um, Elephant, she said, "You people, how dare you?" <laughs> I mean, that's what I do. I'm like, "You people." I'm lucky I didn't say "use people." Use people. God. Use the use. Just don't understand me. Use don't understand me. I mean, I could talk like that. That's a whole broken thing. I was so proud. When was it? Um, oh, God. What was... I think it was Saturday night. Winning was talking about something on his show. And he was like, what's that called, Shelly? A shim? I was like, oh, he just did my whole broken heart. So proud. I was so happy. I was like, yes, you're right, honey. That's, he's a shim. And he was, uh, that's what I thought. Yeah, I, I love it. When I hear my little hobokinisms like branch out among the <laughs> uh just branches out among the nation. It's just hoboken everywhere. Hoboken all day, every day. You got T-Rex who stole my not for nothing. Ugh. Um Wolfkinder said, I've been unsubbed from Experts Channel more than 20 times. Maybe it's YouTube or I'm just not taking it. Well, he can't. <laughs> See, we can't unsub people. We can block you, but I don't think that even like unsubs you. I hate to say it. It might. 
but I don't know that it does. Um, but no, like I, I do lose a lot of subs like on the daily and then they pop back up like five days later. And I'm like, what the hell? You know? And it's, I'm like, there's no way you're vetting this many fucking people. Like there's, you're literally doing this to fuck with me. Like it's part of your program just to fuck with people in general. I think they like to keep us afraid. You know, keep us frustrated. It's fun for them because it's not like they answer anything. If you say, why is this happening? You can't find an answer. Nowhere. You can find a thousand other people who have the exact same problem who said YouTube will not respond to me, but you can't get an answer from YouTube. Not even if you like Google it, which hello, they own. You would think they would at least put the information out there, but no. Uh, I get unsubbed from certain people up or I'll be subbed, but get no notifications from them at all. Do you know how often I get notifications about winning going live? Almost never. Almost never. I don't even get the notifications about the show that I'm on with him. It's like I'm part of the show. I'm in the goddamn description. And it's still like, nope, not telling you when you're going live. Fuck you, lady. Like, mm -mm, not doing it. That's why I promo the hell out of his shows because YouTube is determined to bury him. And I'm like, all right, the less you do, the more I'm going to do. And I'll become obnoxious about it. I don't care. Because it's not fair. It's not fair that they shadow ban him and like try to flag him all the time. Because there are douchebags out there who are jealous of him or whatever. Like, And we all know who I'm talking about. Who like to start shit. And it's like... Mm. You know, like, you think you're so slick. We, we all know your MO. Stop it. Grow up. You soap. Um... Yeah, the monetization will come along when you're not even thinking about it. And we will celebrate it. When you get monetized, we will throw a big celebration, just like we did for Gutters Pub, just like you did for me. Like, I threw one, Gutters Pub threw one, you throw one, and we all show up and we throw money at you, so you, you get addicted to it, and then we stop. <laughs> we feed you once and then go, you like that one meal I gave you like four months ago? <laughs> we do it, but, you know, it's... It is an achievement. It's a huge achievement and it should be celebrated and you should get some of the benefit. You know, we want you to keep streaming. So that's one way to, to incentivize, you know, we, we show up and we just throw money at you. Um, MZ, that's strange. Well, can I, I've been recently unsubbed from creators I've been subscribed to for a while too. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Especially if it's an account that like, maybe you don't go to anymore. And like you frequented, if you don't go there like a lot anymore, it'll they'll unsub you. It's the weirdest thing. Uh, that's YouTube taking 10% for the big guy. Mm -hmm. They take a lot. They take a lot. Lady Autumn Sky, well, y'all know YouTube is asshole, so they have commercials all through my videos. And man, did that piss me off. <gasps> I was... Like watching this and I'll get monetized and make money off you too, motherfuckers. Yeah, no, they love to put, they love the small creators who aren't monetized yet. They will throw a million ads in your videos and you see none of that money. But then as soon as you hit a thousand subs, the things that they've been highly advertising in suddenly become red. No, you can't make money off of this because it's, it's unfriendly to advertisers. Bitch, you have been using this for a year. 
to advertise your crap. Are you crazy? Like, yeah, no, I, I totally get it. I totally, it's so frustrating. And this is one of the things that you have to accept as a streamer that this shit is going to happen. It's going to happen all the time. I don't care who says they figured out the algorithm. No, they didn't. Who I figured out how to do that. No, you didn't. Like, and then like they become algorithm minded. And that is not a way to be. Nobody wants to be just a number. Like if you don't care about your audience and about your message and about what you're doing, the algorithm doesn't fucking matter. You're not going to figure it out. And they change it all the time and whatever. Like you're just, you're not. Uh, Elifon said, I get no commercials. Well, I mean, I have premium, but I also have like the sock account sometimes when I want to give somebody like hours, I'll, I'll run their stuff on like one of the other accounts and mine. Because I know it's hard to get hours when you're just starting out. Uh, Mimsy, it's just YouTube being temperamental. Always. Always. They love to be temperamental. They're very, very biased. T-Rex said, unless your name is Nick Ricada, somehow he gets away with the shit no one else can. Except when he doesn't. You know, he gets away with it sometimes and he, sometimes he doesn't. But I think after that last debacle, his little YouTube partner, being whatever leader, fights more for him because they want him to make the money because they realize, oh, we're losing him. That's a lot of money, dude. Like We're losing a lot of money. He gets super chats like a bitch. Uh, oh, the lead attorney. Wow. They were throwing $400 at him, $200 at him, $300. I was like, bro. Like, how do you do that? Because that's ridiculous. I was just like, oh my God, I'd faint. I would pass. I would have no idea what to do. None. I'd be like, oh my God, do you want my first child? Here you go. Like, oh Lord. Uh, and he's just like, thanks. Thanks for the support. Thanks for sponsoring my channel. That's all. That's all he says. He's like, we have manners. We stop. We say thank you. It's like, okay. Uh, Lady Autumn, then I guess the joke was on me because then I couldn't decide on content or zero and on anything. Yeah, no, I know. That's how it is. How it is. Uh, for no commercials, you have to use the Brave browser. Oh, yeah, the commercials can ruin everything. They can. They could be a real pain in the ass. The only time I get commercials is if I'm signed out and watching something. You could put topics on index card as you think of them, then draw one and use it. Mm -hmm. You could also do like... Um, I started out doing questions from like games that I had in the house, like battle of the sexes, um, was a game. And I, I would do questions from that. Uh, I had like, who's the biggest pervert, <laughs> which yes, I won every time. Uh, I would ask questions from that and I would answer them, stuff like that. I do a YouTube search and just, or a Google search and just be like, give me the top 20 questions asked during truth or dare. Uh, all right, so I'm going to ask myself these questions online and give them the the answer, you know, and everyone was a story because that's what I am. I'm a storyteller. That's what I do. I can take any experience and I'll remember my whole experience and turn it into some type of, you know, story. I'm not just going to tell you the facts. I'm going to tell you the whole thing. I'm going to, you know, intonate here and I'm going to be really crazy here. I'm going to be myself. I'm going to change my accent. I'm going to talk like this. You know, 
because I'm a kindergarten teacher. That's what I do. I tell stories. I, that's how I get my point across. You know, not everybody can do that. Not everybody's a storyteller. Some are just very good at telling it like it is. And you sit up and you listen because you're like, wow, this person is a serious person. You know, you respect them. But then you have like playful people and you have people who, you know, they're always sarcastic or they're, they're very philosophical about everything or very religious about everything. There's so many different ways that you can talk about things. My thing is I'm a storyteller. It's everything I talk about on here comes from a story or has a thousand stories connected to it. T-Rex said it one day. He was like, Shelly has a story for everything. I really do. Because I've lived a really full life. It was not like this. This is the, my last two years has been sitting here. Just like, mm, okay. And even that, I have a ton of goddamn stories. But I had an amazing life. I will never regret anything I did in my life. Because I lived my life to the fullest that I possibly could. Regardless of whatever hand I was dealt. You know, I'm like I said, I'm a good time, but I don't mean it in a sexual way. Like I'm a good time because it's I can have fun doing anything. I will make you have fun doing anything. Because I have a lot of enthusiasm. <laughs> I do. I'm very enthusiastic about things. I get very easily excited about stuff. Like I get very like, I don't know, cheery and happy. You wouldn't think it. Cause I come, I try to like come off so tough all the fucking time, but no, I just, I'm very like, like I just get very like squee all the time. Um, that's just me though. But that's part of my whole storytelling is the fact that I've lived through so many goddamn things, good and bad and crazy. You know, if you think that could never happen, it probably happened to me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I think I heard a story. Who said that? Sorry, Shelly. That's a pretty safe bet to give that answer. Be like, I heard this story about this, this whacked out, whatever, and this shit happened, and you would never think. Who told me that? Sorry, Shelly. That would that would be the the go to answer. You'd be safe in saying that. T Rex, I'm trying to do shorter streams. She said four and a half hours in. Well, it's five hours in. I mean, I know I'm like behind in chat. But I'm still doing shorter streams. I'm still only 5'3". Uh, definitely don't want to be the center of it. Hey, now I resemble that remark. Uh-oh. Uh, being mean to tiny tyrants is almost like my job. Oh, Lord. The people who want to watch the world burn should take a page out of the U.S. Airman's book. Last night I told expert, there are some creators I don't like. If I don't watch your stream or I'm unsubbed, it's probably because I don't like you. <laughs> Oh, Ellie. Trust Ellie to always put this shit out in front. She's like, nope, this is why. If I don't, if I'm not sub to you, it's because I don't like you. Girl, I respect the fuck out of that. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I love that. I don't waste time on people I don't like. Yeah. I was kind of trained on here that, you know, subs are free. So you just sub to them or whatever. And then one day I was like, why am I getting all these goddamn notifications from all these people who I really, I don't, it's not that I'm not interested. I don't like them. Like they grate on my fucking nerves. And I'm like, I'm not doing this. And I went and unsub from a whole bunch of fucking people. And they didn't notice. So obviously I never went there. Um, 
YouTube is as seductive as a 500-pound blue hair weirdo who yells at you for being fat. YouTube is literally... I mean, Nick is what, like, buck 50, if that, buck 60, I'm going to say. Like, I'm going to say not blue hair. He's got, you know, brown hair who gets paid to tell people off for being fat. So it's like, that's what YouTube is. That's okay. But talk about a tranny and forget it. You out of here. Like, that's crazy. Uh, Darth Hideous YouTube, that's literally law 46. It's applicable anywhere you might be succeeding. Mm -hmm. But you'll never have anyone more successful than you tell yourself, tell you you're whacked. Tell you you're whack. You'll never have anyone more successful than you tell you you're whack. No, they won't tell you that because they want you to continue to follow them, but they will treat you like you're whack. Uh, Mimsy. I feel the same. Always happy to support those that work hard. Hell yeah. Shellyisms are the best. <laughs> Thank you. Not for nothing, Shell. The two Utes. The two Utes. Listen, Joe Pesci is from Jersey. Anybody who didn't see the Jersey Boys, you don't know that, apparently, because he's actually, you know, a character in the movie. Because he knew... Um, he knew... Uh, Tommy DeVito, who was the one who started the the four seasons, and he knew Frankie Valley, and you know he really he he promoted Frankie Valley. He tried to get him, you know, like work and whatever. And he's the one that introduced them to. Oh God, I want to say Bob Bob Garoff. I think his name was. I can't remember his last name. But yeah, they introduced him to the songwriter in the group, the one that wrote like Sherry and um, Big Girls Don't Cry and stuff like that. Joe Pesci was the one who introduced them. They would not have taken off the way they did without those songs. Like, you know, Big Girls Don't Cry, Walk Like a Man. He wrote them all. He wrote them all. Some of them he wrote with Frankie Valley, but most of them he wrote by himself. He wrote the jingle to um, Who Wears Short Shorts? We wear short shorts. We wear short shorts. I love that one. It's going to be stuck in my head now. But yeah, no, Joe Pesci was friends with them. And he actually, he made that introduction. And that's how the, the Four Seasons got their sound. Because of that guy he convinced that dude to come over to this bar and um, take a look at the band. And he wasn't that impressed. And then Frankie Valley stepped up and did like his signature voice. And he said, I have to write for this voice. Like, and that's the way it went. So they were a success because of him, you know, because of Frankie's voice, his abilities and this dude's writing abilities. That's how they got out of Jersey. But yeah, Joe Pesci was a part of that. And then Tommy DeVito actually became a worker for Joe Pesci when he got um he got in with the mob, like he was in debt with the mob for like a couple mil. Um and they told him he couldn't leave Las Vegas because they wanted to keep an eye on him. So they they robbed him out of the band, like they just ripped him out of the band and put him in Las Vegas and he wound up 
once his debt was clear, he wound up working for Joe Pesci. It's funny how you know, things go around. But that's very Jersey. If you watch that movie, The Jersey Boys, they say a lot of things that are really, really true. Like the railway prison, somebody always going in and somebody's coming out that without a doubt. Um, not so much now as it was, but like when I was growing up, somebody was always in there and it was like, you know, just a constant rotation. Um, and they're like, if you think that, you know, Tommy being in, in debt with the mob and, you know, screwing the band over for whatever was enough to get him kicked out of the band, you ain't from Jersey. Like, and that's the way it is. Like a lot of things they say, yeah, if you don't understand that you ain't from Jersey. It's very heavy on that, but it's also very true. Like that's a lot of us. We don't do um, written contracts, you know, a handshake and your word. That's, that's as good as it's going to get. That's all you need. You know, if you need more than that, then I can't trust you. Like I can't, I can't do business with you because I can't trust you because now I know you're looking to be shady or you don't trust me. So why the fuck would I want to do business with you? So, I mean, we do written contracts with like outsiders, but like if you're like with your boys or whatever, just your word should be enough. You know, that's it. My word should be enough. That's why I don't make promises I can't keep because I don't want it to take credibility away from me giving my word. Like the same way I, I will be honest, even if it hurts. Even if, oh God, if I have to swallow every inch of pride I have, and I know you're going to, I was supposed to be ounce of pride and I went inch. I know because it's me. But if I have to swallow every ounce of pride that I have, I will do it if I'm wrong. I will, I will admit that I said something or I will admit if I'm wrong, I will apologize. And it, it might take all the bravery I got, but. I'll do it. I want people to rely on that. So I can't go back on it. I can't lie and say that I said something I didn't say, or I didn't say something that I did say. I could apologize for whatever I said, but I can't lie about it. I don't, and I don't like people that pretend like they don't say things. And then I'm like, dude, do you understand how much information I got? Like the info I get on the daily from people. If you think I don't know, you don't know me that well. Like, I get a lot of information. I just don't share it because it's, I don't feel the need to. But don't lie to me. Don't insult my intelligence. Don't. I hate that. Um, it's 50-50. I get winnings and I just started to receive them for you. Didn't before, stupid. Yeah, the notifications are so weird. Elephant said, what if I did a pre-recorded stream where people email or call in with genealogy questions? That'd be funny. That'd be great. I mean, not funny, but that I meant to say awesome. I'm getting tired. Uh, but no, that'd be awesome. You should totally do that. Hell yeah. You could even do like, like I said, I'm really pushing the shorts for some of you who don't want to do a lot of editing. You could easily do a nature video while, where you're like looking at nature while you're reading off the question given the answer, you do it for a minute, shut it down and send it out. Just got to make sure you have the right title, right hashtags, right area, you know, and then you could do your regular videos to promote it. Like you do the shorts to promote the, the video. Like, you know, here's a little taste. 
come by my channel and, you know, for more in-depth view of, you know, genealogy questions, you could easily do that. Uh, I would love side income to help out my household, but I would not let it rule my life. I'm too busy for that. Yeah. See, if I had anything else to do, I might have not done YouTube just because I would have had other stuff in the works. I just would have been in chat. I would have been a supporter, but for some reason I got it in my head that I could do this. So it's too late now. Uh, T-Rex, you have an amazing life, present tense. Yes, I do. Thank you very much. I appreciate the reminder. I would support you whenever you decide at Elephant. I think it's a great idea. I do. I just watched a woman doing research on her Melungeon family history. Really fascinating. Okay. I don't know what Melungeon is. Geldof? No. Bob Gordio. Gordio. That's the right run. Thank you, Jacob Castro. Oh, in the clink. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it was Bob Gordio that wrote, like, I wear shorts. Like, she wears short shorts. Uh, walk like a man, fast as I can. I love, 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 love the four, the four seasons and Frankie Valley. I just, oh, I've seen the Jersey Boys movie like two, three dozen times, maybe. I'll put it on just to go to sleep sometimes because I just love the music. And it's just very comforting to have all those Jersey accents. <laughs> because they're not far from where I'm at. Like, they're Rahway, Edison, like, all that. That is not far from where I'm at. Yeah, they're, what, 15, not even 15 minutes from me. Once you get out of Hoboken, like, once you get through the traffic of Hoboken, they're literally less than 10 minutes from me. And it's so the accent that it is the struggle is real. Uh, don't get most notifications for anyone, even people I click for. Yeah, no. I the thing is, like, I'm on the show with him, I'm in the description, and it still won't send me notification. <laughs> and I'm like, really? Like, my name is even in it. Come on. Uh, yeah, me too. It's especially weird when you hit notify. I have all notify on most people's and I just don't get them. But they'll send me things. They'll send me notifications for people's streams that I got guest memberships to that I've never been to. That's a new thing. Like I might have clicked on Jesus cat. You scared the hell out of me. Um, that I've just clicked into by accident or whatever. And now all of a sudden I have a gift membership to them. And I'm like, really? I don't want that. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that. Take your gift membership. I don't know you. I don't like your channel. I'm not subscribed to you, but I'm a member. That makes sense. Uh, phrasing. Mm. Was wondering where it was going every inch. I know. You aren't a plunger. That's why you don't bring up stuff. Only plungers do that shit. Aw. Only a plunger does that shit. Why do you... Oh, you put an A in that girl. You're worse than me. Like, <laughs> you're worse than me. You're like, I don't like the way I said that. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> One sec, guys. Yes, Connor. Hurry up. Mm hmm. Close the door. Yeah, just close the door. As long as it's not overflowing. Okay. 
sorry, we had a toilet issue because again, we have no water and my son forgot. Ah, I might have to send him to the store for a couple gallons of water since I did not fill the tub. I didn't fill the tub because I didn't want the cats to drown. I was very worried because they're not going to stay out of the bathroom. And it's just like, ugh. but having no water all day, that's a lot. Like, that's a pain to ass. Uh, yet another reason why I'm just not getting up. I'm not doing it. I'm not breaking the seal because we have no water. And there's only one bathroom in this house. Uh, doo -doo 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 -doo. What is that? A rake, Mims? What is that? Is it a rake or a hoe? Are you call me a hoe, girl. Like, <laughs> are you calling me a hoe? No, it's a plunger. Okay, no, I'm no plunging. We're not doing any plunging around here. The only thing that plunges around here are necklines. Uh, I missed an opportunity to see Four Seasons of four years ago. Love them too. I mean, they were amazing. I love their music. I wish we could edit for spelling, grammar, et cetera. I know. I know. Yellow, mellow, brown, down. It's a plunger. It's a plunger. It's a plunger, ho. Like, <laughs> is it a plunger, ho, or is it a plunger, comma, ho? Because that's a different sentence. No. All right. So, wait. Let me finish this damn list. All right. Um... So, yeah, there's a lot involved. There's a lot of scheduling involved with the research and everything. Sometimes you you just don't sleep. It depends on how structured you are. If you have a lot of self-discipline, which I don't, you'll do well. If you set, like, alarms and you're like, I'm only going to do it for this amount of time. I'm only going to do it for that amount of time. Um <laughs> lady also said uh who you tell about water issues i'm totally giving you a jersey accent actually i'm gonna give you a brooklyn accent wait so this is you brooklynized who you telling about water issues we had a, you remember we had water issues for a couple weeks like no fun it was no fun hon all right just none there you go i made you very brooklyn did you enjoy that i enjoyed that <laughs> uh here's necklines perks up boobies yes plunging necklines so cleavage see no editing sucks nah but that's me Brooklyn. there you go uh we had a water main break issue for this week and last the tree grew into the water main Ooh, geez i'm sorry but just talking about the water issues like i can't say water without saying like the way i say it water is water like <laughs> <laughs> water it just doesn't know i'm not gonna water water i have to grind my teeth to say it no it's just water boobies yes i know i know that came out loud woke a couple people up you're welcome uh i say it i say it the same way there you go water it's water water not water water I, I don't even know what vowel sound that is. <laughs> it's the Jersey A. There you go. Like math. I take math class, but, you know, how do you? No, I say wash. Are you going to do the wash? Wash the dishes, not wash. No, I don't put an R in there. We drop our R's. We don't intentionally put extras in. Like, I don't say water. I say water. 
There's no R. There's it ends in an A. You know, it just does. Like wash is wash. Wash the dishes. Wash, wash. Like it's a leg to most people. To me, it's a leg. L A Y G. God, my asthma cough is like getting worse. Uh, what else about being up here? I really, I, if you have the self-discipline to step away, you'll do very well. It's very easy to get caught in the FOMO of it all. Trust me, there are so many of us who lost so much sleep because we're hanging out. We're not just streaming. You get close to people and you start hanging out. And all you do is, that's all you do is just hang out all the time. And you're hanging out with this one. Then we're, oh, let's all go over this one. We hang out with that one. Oh, look, everybody's over there. And go hang out over there. You do a stream with somebody. You go backstage. Instead of being like, okay, thanks for being on. Okay, bye. You sit backstage and talk for 12 fucking hours. So you don't realize how much time it takes. Because you're not just going to drop stuff when you're on here, like, trying to grow and whatever. You're not just going to drop a video and then not interact with anybody. You're not going to go live and not interact with anybody. You're going to socialize. And I had socialized to such a degree that I had no time for anything else. I had no time for the people that were like really like there for me in my life. I had no time for me. I had no time to eat or sleep or like anything. And I was literally just, it was just too much. And I had to pull back. I'm very glad that I did. I I haven't been in anybody's chats. Like occasionally I'll drop by Darth and just say, okay, I dropped a like. You know, I'll drop by Expert once in a while. I'll drop the like. You know, drop by Jessica every once in a while. I'll, I'll just drop a like. I don't say that I'm there. I tend to go to gutters on every Tuesday because, you know, like she's still, she's growing. She's getting there. You know, I'm proud of what she's been doing. You know, I like her streams. I enjoy them. Um, I can't always stay because sometimes I'm doing something with winning or I'm working on my, you know, the next day's show for me. It might not seem like I put a lot of work into them, but I really do. Like sometimes I'll have 14, 15 pages of notes, not 14, 15 points, pages of notes to talk to you guys about. And those are the ones like they're really great streams and they don't get the numbers. And it's just like, really? But I come up here and I'm like, all right, guys, I feel low 150 fucking views. And I'm like, why does everybody want to see me cry? I'm starting to take it personal. But, you know, it's just like, oh, she's low. She's going to cry. Let, let's all go. Here we go. We're here for you. Cry, bitch. Dance, monkey, dance. <laughs> I'm kidding. Water. Um. That drove me crazy here and that when I lived in Baltimore. Wash. Yeah. No, they that's like in, in Baltimore, they say iron. I'm gonna iron. It's a very specific way that they do the, the A's and the R's. Yeah, it's nothing like Jersey. Oh god, that drives me crazy. The the Baltimore accent, that's that needs to be heard to be believed. It really does. Because they just inject letters where they don't fall. In Jersey, we're in a rush. We take letters away. Baltimore, they ain't got shit to do, so they just add stuff. Bish, there is no R in that word. Beijing, 
does a similar thing with the R Chinese accents. Mm -hmm. They lay that R on thick. I was going to say something really now, but I'm going to hell for just thinking it. So I'm not going to share it, but that's okay. Um, the alternative thought was, yeah, they, that's because they can't lay the D down. <laughs> Oops. Anyway, uh, I'm doing AR 15 intro on rumble soon. That's awesome. I heard, <laughs> I heard guns get jelly excited. You're so full of crap, Castro. You're so full of crap. I do like, you know, watching things on guns. They, they are very, guns are very pretty. I like guns. And they go boom and they make all the noise. So yeah, I do like guns, but I wouldn't say they get me excited. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I'd like I know somebody I'd like to see fire a gun. I think that would get me going. Uh Lady Awesome Sky, sleep. What's that? The last time I had good sleep was 1995. Ah, you and me both. You and me both. That's the same time the last time I had a hot meal. I don't know what it is about my children. They were born and suddenly everything that I ate was cold. If I eat hot food now, it actually tastes wrong to me. It does. I will let it get to like down to almost room temperature before I eat it because I'm just like, it's too hot. They're like, it's regular temperature. It's too hot. I don't like it. Uh, Jacob said, change the oil of my car. Okay. All righty. I heard gun. You wrote heard. What are you talking about? See, he throw you threw me off, Castro. You did a a correction on something that wasn't a typo. It that's he threw me all off. Look, change the oil in my car. I mean, is that an order? Because no, I prefer the quieter guns. Actually, oh, you like the silencers. <laughs> No, I just, I do like guns. I do. I just don't know anything about them. Uh, Semi-automatic 45 fits my hand well. Mimsy said, well, check her out. Ooh. See, I told you, it's the nice, quiet ones. I'm telling you. They're the ones that they pull out the, you know, the automatic 45. Like, hey, this is, this is my baby. I named it Fluffy. It's bedazzled. Isn't it pretty? Pew, pew. Like. I could definitely see Mimsy being like, you like this? You like this? Who's the nice bitch now, right? I could totally see her doing that. That would be hilarious. Jacob Castro, all of them. Ah, okay. Uh, T-Rex said, sleep schedule. What in the hell is that? I haven't slept since 6 p.m. yesterday. Just got parked, so I'll be going to bed sooner rather than later. Oh, Castro's like, oh, Mimsy wants to talk guns. Let's go. Uh, you two talk guns. You have fun. God is probably, I love it when you come hang with me, but I understand when you can't. No worries ever, darling. I miss so much that I'd like to catch up on, but life happens. Know that I do want to be here even when I'm not. Oh, honey, no. I appreciate every time you come by. I love it if it's for a minute, an hour, or the whole show. I love it. I appreciate it. But life does happen. And sometimes I get like five minutes here, five minutes there, or whatever. I do juggle a lot of things. I do. And I'm really trying to, you know, like make this channel better. And I'm trying to like, you saw I put out those family video things. Like I only did six of them, but 
good God, they were a lot of work. And it's like, I really need to like sit there and like, it's just the tediousness of clip, 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 type, 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 and fix this and move that. And God damn it. Why did it do that? And then you process it and it, you know, you try to like export it and it processes weird. So you got to go back and you got to like overcorrect because you know, it's going to process a certain way. And it's, oh God, it's pain in the ass. Because I'm just not good at editing. I'm just, <laughs> don't like it. I'm not good at it. Uh, life, you mean kid meltdowns followed by phone calls to hubby at work. Mm -hmm. That happened earlier. Yeah, absolutely. You know how many times I'm like, oh, wait, like when will be doing something. I'm like, we're talking about something to do with like the content or whatever. And I'm like, one minute, one minute, I'm going to mute because I got to run and do something real quick. I'll be back in one minute. And then I go and I do it and I get sidetracked and I come back and I'm sitting here and I'm like, da, 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 da. and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, why don't I have my earbud in? Put my earbud in and I hear Shelly. And I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, I'm like, God damn it. I forgot. Or I'll sit down and I'm talking to him a mile a minute. And I'm just like, I look up and all of a sudden, like my microphone has a red circle. And I'm like, oh, you son of a bitch. And I'm like, unclick. Did you hear any of what I just said? Nope. You were talking? Nope. Nope. Never mind. Because <laughs> I'm not repeating that whole thing. Because <laughs> it's not going to happen. I mean, that's daily with us. It's, are you there? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you? Because <laughs> mic issues. Uh, yes, become part of the winning circle. Mm. <laughs> become a winning member. It's always worth it. Uh, doo -doo 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 -doo. What else? What else can I talk about? The reach and the numbers we talked about. How they go up and down. The drama we talked about. We talked about friendships. I'm just going over my list to make sure I covered everything. The 12 and 24 hour streams. I think we're going to have to do one of those soon. Winning and I. Just to up his damn rumble numbers. I don't know what the hell we're doing. It's got to be. It's got to be soon though. I don't know. Maybe we'll do it around my birthday. I got to talk to him. Uh. Here's the main thing is knowing when to step away, even if it's for a day. Do not let yourself burn out. It's not worth it. Trust me. If you're doing this, and this is something that I had to learn the hard way, is when you have to take a break, tell your chat, Tell your members, tell your subs, put a community post, put it on Discord, put it wherever. Tell them, I need to step away for a couple days. I don't feel well. I'm not in a good place. I love you. I miss you. I will be back better than ever, but I need this. And your audience, like your, your peeps, as I like to call my crew, they're going to understand. Because they don't want you showing up when you're not feeling your best. They don't want you showing up and making yourself worse. Yes, they want to be entertained. They want to, you know, be informed. They want to whatever. And they're disappointed when you don't go live. But if you tell them, if you're honest with them, say, look, I just, I, I really don't feel good. I'm, I'm just really down. They'll understand. And they won't hold it against you. And they'll be even happier when you do come back because they care. You know, Give your audience a chance to care about you. And they will. They will every time. 
I have never been disappointed by my chat. Never, not once. That's why I, you know, I joke around and I say it. I'm like, chat is good. Chat is wise. Chat knows all. Because I started saying that in the very beginning of my YouTube experience. Because they are. Never turn on your chat. Don't let them rum ramshot over you. Like, you know, this is still my channel. But, you know, just, just be graceful with them. You know, just take them as they are. Not everybody is going to get along. Just make sure that they know that you demand respect among your, your peeps. Respect each other. Nobody gets, nobody wiles out. Nobody gets crazy. Say your piece, but be mature about it. Uh, what happened? Ellie finds it. Waits to disappoint Shelly. She's so full of shit. She, she knows she's not going to disappoint me. <laughs> ah, she is not going to disappoint me. MG said, nah, you're my friend first, Shelly. Oh, thank you, honey. You're my friend first, too. I mean, but what I'm saying is you have to trust your chat. You have to trust your audience to not only like the stuff that you're doing, but like you, like it's really difficult to go to somebody who has a lot of great content, but you just don't like them as a person. And the, the alternative is, you know, I guess the, the flip side of that is going to somebody that you like who has crap content. Those are two really th hard things to sustain. And this is an endurance game. YouTube is not something you could just throw a little thing. Like you got to be like, all right, I'm going to dedicate this much time to it over this amount of time. And by the time I reach this, by the time this runs out, I need to be at least here. Set goals for yourself, but do me a favor, set realistic goals. Don't say, oh, at the end of my first six months, I'm going to have 3000, you know, subs. No, you're not. <clears throat> <laughs> you're not you might if you figured out how to do everything but if you're just starting out and you're a newbie as we all were it's very difficult to get up to that number don't do that where you're shooting yourself in the foot and then you're just setting yourself up for failure and to be disappointed in yourself don't do that you know set reasonable small goals and every time you achieve them it just motivates you to do better and better and better and do more and more content uh, five and a half hours. Thank God. I was so glad I was going to go short. That's why I picked this topic. Cause I figured I'll just knock it out. The box will be good. It's the early Monday. Nope. Three o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm, I'm so thirsty, but I don't want to drink so much. Cause I know I'm going to have to pee and then we have no water. Mm. I know that's an overshare, but I don't really care. Uh, please. The things that I've shared on here. God. I got a potty. Uh, doo -doo -doo. Wait, where was I? Mimsy said, I went shooting once in Florida at a dead end place near the water. There were some guys calling us and I turned around with, well, they got in their car. And they <laughs> They're like, ooh, look at her. She's so cute. Hey, mama, what you doing? How you doing, mommy? Why don't you come over here, mommy? Come spend some time with me. She turns around with the freaking with the automatic. They're like, Mira, afuera. 
<laughs> Time to go. Yo, she's got a gun. Avanza, avanza. Let's go. Oh, that's so funny. I'm, I made them Spanish because around here, that's who calls out. Nobody else has the balls to call out to somebody. It's always the freaking the Spanish dudes, especially to me. I hate to say it. But, um, then, hey, mommy, how you doing? Come here. You know, you know, they call me Papi Chulo, right? They call me Papi Chulo. Come over here, mommy. Come here. Oh, oh look at you. You're so fine. Look at you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you like you better than rice and beans. <laughs> God. I had somebody say that to me once. He was like, You make my mouth water more than rice and beans. I was like, see now I just want to eat rice and beans. <laughs> like that's what I wanted, but he was yeah, he was you making my mouth water. I was like, what? I'm, I'm making your mouth what what are you fucking Pavlog's dog like stop it mommy and mommy I hated that oh god that that's one easy way to get me to turn around and like flip you off or fucking tell you off but yeah that, that's hilarious though Mims I could easily see that she just turns around, excuse me, and they'll be like, woo, gotta go. Afuera. Um, part of your weapon is them not knowing if you're carrying. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I shouldn't be telling you this. Aw. Ellie said, expert. Here we go. If you're listening, stop watching your numbers. I was messing with you last night saying I was subbing and unsubbing because you wouldn't stop watching them. Oh, uh, you were fucking with him? <laughs> That's all right. You can fuck with him. It'll be all right. Be a man and be in the tub. Ew, no. Because who cleans the tub? Well, Katie cleans the tub now, but ha ha. My son is laughing like a fucking hyena. <laughs> in the room so loud. And I'm like, nothing is that funny in the world. Like nothing. He's going to be so assed out when he goes out in the world and laughs like that. They're going to be like, hey, donkey boy, come here. Although, well, if they call him donkey boy, he might be happy about that. Um, he'd be like, not a donkey, but I'm home like a horse. That's easily my son's comeback. Guarantee it. Because he is my child. Uh, exactly. <laughs> they ran like little girls. I mean, see, I'm mommy. Hey, mamita, you so fine. You so juicy. <laughs> How you doing? How you doing, girl? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, coming up on the next segment, Shelly shows us how to make rice and beans. <laughs> Rocandules. <laughs> Mexican, Mexican judo. You don't know if I have a gun. You don't know if I have a wife. If I have a knife, I have a wife. <laughs> I'm speaking typo. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't. You don't know if I have a gun. You don't know if I have a knife. 
And Shelly has a wife and she knows how to use it. <laughs> Alright, y'all are killing me. I can't. Uh, Alright, here's a Nickism. I I love this one. And I said Nickism. Just in case y'all are not thinking. Shit. I like this one. I did this one to Dart the other day. Fuck you, you weird. Go away. <laughs> when he was leaving. I thought that was accurate. Did you say dick? No, I said nick. Nick. Oh my god. Freaking the, the lead attorney kept saying this one word and he was like y'all don't play with me it's a real word it's a real word <laughs> and it was early and he said the whole thing and he was like i don't want to hear nothing it is a real word it is an actual word go look it up and i was like i know what it is but damn like there's a million other ways to say people are being cheap like <laughs> miserly would have been a better choice but the word he used definitely jumped out at you but yeah that was fucking funny and today's supposed to be a whole thing with fanny so when i get off here i get to <laughs> run to the potty and then come back and see what happened with fanny willis if anything mimsy said go away i was like what no the the nick thing that i played I mean, if you want the Mexican Nick thing, it's really not Mexican, though. It's about beans, but he made it British. Stop eating beans. Bangers and mash. Beans on toast. Stop. I mean, I think beans, I think Mexican. I mean, come on now. Matter of fact, I really, really want Mexican tonight. Maybe I'll have, ooh, quesadillas. I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to order quesadillas and tacos. Yeah, I think so. Uh, got his problem. My 18-month-old grandson is watching Up. Aw, that movie makes me cry. He gets so antsy when the house starts to float away in between the building. He gets then the biggest smile when he clears all of them. It all cracks me. When he clears them all, it cracks me up. Yeah. I mean, it was the same thing. Like, I when I was little, I remember watching, you know, like, the same thing over and over and over. And you get to, like, granted, for me, it wasn't a Disney movie. Like, say you get to Jaws. I've seen Jaws literally like 400 times. No lie. I'm not going to lie. Like at least 400 fucking times. And every time I watch it, it's like, the suspense is still there. I know how it ends. I know every minute of it. And it's still like, oh. Shelly, you got any Mexican in you? No, Puerto Rican's as close as I had in me. And that was only temporarily. Uh, I'm, revoking, I'm revoking Nick's Texan card mini mini hoda can keep oh ah mini hoda i know did you see the 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 map of the united states the other day how all the states are red except for minnesota minnesota is the only truly blue state <laughs> shelly you got any mexican in you y'all want some god y'all are terrible no, that's all right. Because then what if I did? And then I'd get thrown back over the wall. Nope, 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 nope. They'd be like, nah, deport her. She's no longer what she was. She's mm -mm, back over. 
I told you my son said that to his Spanish teacher when Trump very first, like the first time he got, well, the only time he got elected, but um, when he first became president, he was like, you need to like, not talk to me like that. Like I, you need to be a better teacher. Like, cause you know, Trump is president and boop, right over the wall with you. She was so mad. She was so mad. <laughs> Mimsy's what the hell is that? Mims. What is that? It won't tell me. Is that, oh, is that a magnifying glass? Oh my God. Is it really? That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, he, he told her, oh, over the wall. He was all like, I mean, his whole class laughed. They didn't really know what he meant, but she was highly upset. <coughs> Your son said, and I was, when she told me, I was like, ha huh? I was like, well, he's not wrong. Because I, like, <laughs> I don't care that he was retired. She's a rude bitch to begin with. And I was going to back my son up regardless. I'm just being silly. It's a raised eye. That's a raised eyebrow? I thought it was a... I really did think it was a magnifying glass. Like the monocle or something. You remember the monocle? Y'all, did I ever tell you that when I had my gallbladder out and I was on morphine that the doctor walked in and I thought he was Mr. Peanut? Like it was, he, all I saw was like this giant peanut shell with like the eyes and the eyebrows and the monocle. Um, with, and he had like a cane and everything. And I had like, my entire floor was filled with cats and the entire ceiling was covered in bugs. And I kept telling the nurse that she looked like Jamie Lee Curtis. And she was like, I like her so much. And I was like, you do. You're so pretty. You're so pretty. You're so pretty. And she was just like, wow. Once I got off the morphine and they told me what I was saying, I was like, um, I only remember bits and pieces. But bro, why did Mr. Peanut come and visit me? My, my ex-husband was like, what? I said, Mr. Peanut, you didn't see Mr. Peanut? He was like, Michelle. I was like, what? I'm just saying. Like, the doctor came in. We doctor, like, Dr. Mr. Peanut, like, it was wearing. He was like, that was your doctor. I was like, oh, that's the same surgeon that came in. And I was like, no, I want a different surgeon. I was like, I know I don't have fucking insurance right now. But can I get a doctor who's not cross-eyed? I was such a bitch. But I, I was in so much pain. And they put me on Demerol, so I had no filter. None. None at all. The, the orderly that took me from the emergency room to the ultrasound scan room was so hot. And they had just given me the damn um, shot. I, I was flirt with him, something terrible. I grabbed his ass. I didn't give a cry. He thought I was so funny. And I was just like, you are so good looking. Like, you are yummy. God damn it. Why am I married? Shit. I was like, why didn't I wait around for somebody like you? You're a treat. Like, I was just going off. My friend Peggy was like, Shelly, shut up. Shelly, shut up. I was like, no. Nah. Man, look at that ass. You could bounce a quarter. I'd like to bounce a roll of them off your ass. Like, I mean, he was just, he was so red. But he was like, she's great. He was like, she's great. This is the shit that I do, y'all. This is what happens. Yeah, I won't take morphine anymore. I won't because I just, 
I, I just went insane. Like I was just seeing shit all the time. I just, I wanted to get out of bed. They were like, you just had surgery. Yeah, but I want to sit up. No, you can't sit up, but I want to sit up, but I want to sit up, but I want to sit up. And they were just like, oh my God, somebody pull her plug. Let's just make her be quiet. Which was not funny since they just brought me back from being dead. But um, yeah, no, I don't do morphine anymore. I'm like, no, no morphine, no opioids, none of that shit. Mm -mm. I don't like not being in control because my brain comes up with some messed up stuff. It just does. Uh, I can't take it. it wait, so and you said I can't wish morphine would do that for me. It just makes me hot, itchy, and pissed off. See, I don't get hot or itchy on that, but if you give me, um, oh, what, what was the thing? I can't remember. They gave me some pain med. It wasn't Demerol. It was something like immediate and like, really, it didn't put you to sleep, but it like, it was supposed to like take the edge off and like you're supposed to feel floaty. And all I could think was, oh my God, I have, I have bugs under my skin. Cause I swore I was like, I'd look at my skin. I'm like, why is my skin moving? I was freaking out. I saw like little wormy things, whatever. And the doctor was like, none of that is there. Stop scratching. None of that is there. He was like, whatever you gave her, don't give it to her again. And they were just like, okay. I don't react well to a lot of different pain meds. I just don't. And the same thing with antidepressants. I don't react well. And I just, I just prefer not to take them. That's why when they were like, oh, pain meds, da, 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 give me that GABA. You saw what the GABA did to me. Anybody who wasn't around the first time I was in the hospital, between the gabapentin and the, what, what the hell was the other one that they had me taking? I mean, they had me on the tramadol. They had me on um, GABA, tramadol, and... Oh my God, there was another antidepressant, anti-anxiety pain pill that they gave me. I can't remember what it was. Um, in, was it Indural? No. I still take the Indural. It was the, oh God, I don't know. It was something that I took that Suzanne yelled at me for because she was like, that has high you know, evidence of suicidal ideation. I was like, oh, that's not good. Uh, but no, when I was on those, they had me on such a high dosage that every time I would talk, I had 15 minutes where my brain just disengaged and I just spoke gibberish. I just don't ask me what I was talking about because I had no even idea that I was speaking, let alone that I was speaking something other than, you know, normal speech. But I just go on. I did the whole thing with Connor about talking about chickens in court and everything, not having a lawyer and litigation and whatever. And he was just like, wait, what? Like, yeah, it was bad. So I just, I don't like messing with the pain meds. I'm not on any pain meds right now at all. I didn't even, I haven't taken Tylenol in like four or five days either. But I'm, I'm doing much better with the, you know, the turmeric and the, the tick immune control, whatever pill that they have, like that I found with all the different herbs for like Lyme disease and stuff like that. So I'm doing real well. I think my brain is being very good. I'm not having near as many like brain issues. So we just keep our fingers crossed. <sighs> uh, I had a physician's assistant call me a liar. I said, I want the opinion of someone with a real degree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
There you go, Wolfkinder. That's what you got to do. You tell no, no, you're just the assistant. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I need the main dude. Oh, God. Mimsy can't take it either. Yeah, morphine and me, are, we're just not friends. Not at all. Uh, I'm allergic to it, so I hear y'all. Yep. T-Rex, I'm still here. Bonus hole. Uh, in your murs. I remember one of the first year residents when my son was sick. Uh, he came into the room and my ex was playing a PlayStation. He said, Oh, cool, a PlayStation. I don't have I don't have hand eye coordination. Oh Lord. That's that's not what you want to hear from your doctor. It's just not <laughs> T Rex said talking to Shell in the hospital was fun. Yep. She was so doped up some of the first times, the second time, no pain meds, if I recall correctly. That's right. The second time I was like, I mm -mm. like they gave me um, the, what was it? Was it tramadol that they gave me the second time? I can't remember, but they didn't give me the GABA and they didn't give me the the other whatever thing that it was. Because I didn't want it. I was like, no, I, I took myself off it. But they gave me Xanax. That's what they gave me. They were giving me like little doses of Xanax, whatever I'd get like upset. Because they had me all those damn arm sticks trying to blowing out all my friggin' veins and shit. I, I literally, they'd walk in and I'd be like, no. Like I'd start shaking because I'm like, please don't, please don't, please don't. Needles norm normally don't fucking bother me. But they were hurting me. And then I'm, they're getting mad at me when the veins are getting blown out. And I'm like, how is it my fault? Like, I don't know what to tell you people. But yeah, sticking my arm over 20 times in like a three-day, four-day period, that's too much. I literally, like, I have the pictures. Like, I look like somebody beat the hell out of me. Because I had all these hematomas all over my arms. My arms, my hands, in between my fingers. It's like, ugh. And then that last time when I hit the thing in my sleep and they hadn't had it in right. And I was just bleeding all over the place <laughs> in my sleep. I scared the shit out of the nurse on duty because she saw the line of blood coming out like toward the door from underneath the curtain. She thought I offed myself. No, it's just that where they put the damn thing. It, I said, that's not a good spot. <laughs> like I don't want to put it there. Don't listen to me, though. And of course, in my sleep, I hit it like I hit that part of my arm and it dislodged. And I just my arm was just bleeding and bleeding and bleeding. And it was just like, oh, my God. And she woke me. Oh, my God. Michelle. And I was why? what happened? And she's like, oh, you're alive. Like. What do you think? I like? Oh, look at that. Look, that's a lot of blood. And then they're like, oh, you're slightly anemic. No, I just bled all over your floor, but you'll be fine. Uh, so are you going to do surgery with my kid? Nope, don't think so. Yeah, no, if you have no hand-eye coordination, you're not doing surgery. Get out of here. Like, stop. Could you imagine if you were like a gynecologist with no hand-eye coordination? That could hurt. You could hurt somebody. Uh-uh. Yeah, same. I had the itchy ones. Um, once too for surgery. Yeah. I hate when they forget that I have like a latex allergy and they put something latex near me and it's just like it rubs against me and all of a sudden I'm covered in hives. I'm just like, thanks. You know, 
You see the wristband? They're like, that's for aspirin. They see the one under it that says latex. No, well, should have made them different sizes. Um, Morphe made me very happy. Lex said, hey, Lex, how you doing? I went from about to pass out from the pain to hitting on the cute nurse. See, that for me was the Demerol. I love Demerol. Love Demerol. <laughs> love, 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 love. Because I am the most like, hey, what's up? How you do how you doing, girl? Like, how you doing, boy? Come over here. Like I get very Rico suave. <laughs> and then I just want to bullshit. I'm like, oh I love like when I was in Kansas, they were like, Oh, you're from New Jersey? Do you know Bruce Springsteen? I was like, Do you know Bon Jovi? <laughs> like, really? Like, I've never had a conversation with Bon Jovi, but Bruce Springsteen, yes. And, like, I I told him that story. Like, you can't understand a fucking word that man says. Uh, yeah, my name is Bruce Springsteen. What'd he say? What? <laughs> what he say? I don't get it. But, I mean, I met a lot of different um, artists. The Stone Pony was always a, a big staple for me and my aunt to go and hang out. And so we met a lot of people. And they come here. They used to come here to the Maxwell. and they do videos here and stuff like that. Uh, I met Madonna when she was here. I always forget about her when she did Papa don't preach. And she was walking around like Jersey city or whatever. I happened to be going to the library with my class. Like after school, we, we had to do a micro fish fucking project and we went there and that's where she was. And you know, we got to like meet her and it was, it was really cool. Uh, she wasn't even supposed to be like in that neighborhood. They were like just walking around because she's Madonna. I'll do what the fuck I want. But it was right by this huge, beautiful park. And so she was walking through the park with all her fucking bodyguards and everything. And this is like 1986-ish around there. God, I'm old. Like, I'm glad it worked for you. Yeah. Watch guys get heat exhaustion in the army. Gibberish. What does that have to wait? What? They got heat exhaustion in the army. Did I miss a chat? Did I miss a post? What happened? Itchy. Okay. First year. What am I missing? I think he's just trying to throw me off. That's what you're doing. I get you. <laughs> what they get heat exhaustion from? I'm guessing the heat, duh. But I mean, was it medically related, like medicine related? I'm so confused right now. T-Rex trucking more. I once had surgery on my foot. The cute doctor came in to do the post-op after the surgery. My dad said, I said, did you also fix the depression or are we still doing Oh, that's hilarious. Hey, Doc, I know you fixed my foot, but did you fix my anxiety? Because um, I guess not because I'm worried. Like, <laughs> yep, we dug right in there, Mr. T-Rex, and we cut that depression right out of you. Right out of you. Oh, that's fucking funny. He said she doubled over. I'm sure she did. Uh, what's the tick medicine that you're referring to? I take this, where is it? It's called, 
um, tick immune support for common recovery uh, methods. And it's, but it's a Zen inspired wellness, whatever. It's a bunch of supplements. Dear God, I can't read those. Uh, there's like cat's claw. There's literally like 13 different herbs in here that are specifically for tick control, like tick management um, for like Lyme disease and like any, all that stuff that just help you out with inflammation, with getting rid of the toxins, with trying to push it out of your system. Uh, I would love to read you the list, but cat's claw is the only one that I know off the top of my head because I can't read it because they're too little. <laughs> the writing is way too fucking little. I can't, I can't mess with it. But yeah, that's what it is. It's um, tick immune support. And it's a whole bunch of herbs that are primarily for reducing inflammation. And they've been working. Like it really helps on my brain fog. It really has. I feel super sharp. So it's, yeah, it's something you might want to look into if you have anybody who's been affected by it. It's a good thing. And it doesn't have like, it made me sick the first three or four days like it said it was going to as my body like did a massive toxin cleanse and it just got rid of so much just and then I was fine my stomach was good my appetite was good uh, I haven't had headaches for a couple days I, I if I do get them I get like a little one I haven't had any brain fog occasionally I'll type the wrong um, command like I'll type I'll type the wrong word my brain is saying one thing but my fingers are typing another um, or like I think it was yesterday or the day before I said something I was talking to winning and he said something and I was like wait what wait I had to thought I can't remember and I got so upset and he was so good he was like it's okay you'll remember in five minutes or five days, you'll remember tomorrow or at some point. I'm like, no, I won't. And he was just like, no, you will. It's okay. Like He's very patient when it comes to that. Cause I'm like, he's like, do you remember to do it? I was like, we never talked about it. He's like, yes, we did. I'm like, did we really? And I get so upset. Cause I'm like, all right, I'm, I think I had a brain moment. And he's like, it's okay. It's, he's very forgiving when it comes to that. I'm very lucky in that respect because it can be very frustrating to, deal with me if i don't write it down i don't always remember it because i you know i'm not losing my memory it's just i have a delay <laughs> in my memory uh where i'll remember it in two weeks so crazy uh glad the meds are working shelly have you looked into an anti-inflammatory diet yeah girl at this point i'm of the diet that i could afford because i have nothing like i have no money and they just keep taking stuff away. Give it to the migrants. But, you know, God forbid I get my own disability that I work, you know, all my life paying taxes on. But whatever. Um, yeah. So right now it's just it's eating whatever the hell I can get my hands on. And half the time I don't I don't have much of an appetite. Like I'll be like, oh, my God, I'm really, really hungry. When was the last time I ate? Oh, I haven't eaten since like <laughs> yesterday morning because I forget. The trick is to tell them my EpiPen is over there if you fuck up with the latex. Yeah. Mm. They're usually good about it, but it's like sometimes something will they'll be like, oh my God, I didn't know that had latex. They did that with one of the bandages that they had used. They used a special bandage on my leg 
And I was like, oh my God, the itch, like it's on fire. Could you take, take it off, take it off, take it off. And they were like, why? And they're, they're looking, they were like, oh, was it the medicine? And I'm like, where'd you get that bandage from? They're like, oh, well, it was the last one. They didn't have a box. And then they looked there. Oh my God, it says latex. And they're like, oh my God, this must be so old. We don't even carry latex stuff here anymore. I'm like, this is why. But my whole leg was just hives. And they were like, all right, we'll just give you. We'll give you a couple steroids. You'll be fine. I'm like, yeah, no, just it'll pass. Don't give me anything. Like if you have a Benadryl, I'll take a Benadryl. That's it. That was the last time in the hospital. Like they had to give me Benadryl for like four days because I kept having an allergic reaction. And they were just like, we don't know where it's coming from. Yeah, you do. You just weren't here the day it happened. Yeah. Um, turmeric is a good anti-inflammatory. Yeah, I have that. I do with the black pepper um to activate it and everything wolfkinder tomorrow's my birthday i'm older than i've ever been oh happy birthday wolfie happy birthday to you happy birthday to you happy birthday to wolfkinder happy birthday to you because i won't be here tomorrow tomorrow's <laughs> tuesday uh, all right, guys. So I have gone six hours. I am done. I <laughs> happy birthday, everybody. Wish Wolfkinder a happy birthday. If you see her jumping around the tubes tomorrow, make sure you wish it to her then too. Uh, I'm not going to ask you how old you are because you are only as old as you feel, and you're only as young as you feel, and you're awesome. So you should feel very young. Uh, what's going on tonight? Join us tonight. I will be in chat on winnings channel. If somebody wants to throw that up there tonight is chapter eight, I believe of the controller Gark series. I don't know what it's going to be about. I should look that up. Uh, winning reality, winning, winning, always with the winning. Always vanning. Mainstream mind control. That's right. And that's a really good one for right now. It's really like that. I think that's like spot on for what we're dealing with right now. All the friggin' censorship and everything else. And them going in there and like, no, you didn't see this. You saw that. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, let's see. Where do you guys want to go? Because I could probably redirect you. Let's see who is live. Uh, do 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 one second. I'm just getting the the thingy. Uh, do 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 do. Yes, thank you very much, Mimsy, for putting that up. And if you want, there's a direct link to tonight's um. Tonight's controller Garks chapter eight mainstream mind control. So who do you guys want to go see? Who's live? Let's see. Oh, the lead attorney is live, but he's got 10,000 watching. He ain't going to no. Is there somebody small that I can help out? Let's see. No, nope, everybody's big. <laughs> uh, let's see. Karen Reed hearing. You want to go to Karen Reed or you want to go to the lead attorney? Maybe I'll send you to the lead attorney. Breaking news, Donald Trump. Yeah, I'll send you over there so you can see a happy smile. So let's see. Edit. 
Uh, customization, hang with me, please. Uh, let's see, redirect. Why does my mouse hate me? Uh, who is Harriet Henry, potentially criminal, redacted? Flux is upcoming. Why won't it shut the lead? Uh, how you spell it? Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, it's not showing me. All right. You know what? Let's just see. No one is ready. Can't, let's send you to Broken Baker. How about that? You want to go to Broken Baker? If you want to, just hang out and you'll go to Broken Baker. And we'll see how that goes. Um, as it is. Thank you guys for showing up and for hanging. I really was in a mood to just hang today and just talk about YouTube and crap like that. Elifon said, sorry, I was hanging laundry up. No, that's cool. Uh, goodbye all and have a fantastic rest of your day, T-Rex said. Absolutely. And remember tonight, 8 o'clock, we'll be doing the next chapter of Control the Gargs. So I am sending you over to Baker Hangout. And we're just going to do my outro because I just can't live my day without hearing that outro i love that one because you know i'll be singing it the rest of the afternoon anyway i love you guys thank you so much for being here thank you for the super chat thank you for being members thank you for subscribing thanks you thanks you thanks you make sure you hit the like come on hit that like and hit the thumbs up if you're over on rumble hit the follow i love y'all and i hope you have a wonderful day i will see you tonight and then i will see you again on wednesday morning in the meantime, have fun and don't do anything I wouldn't do. I will see you in the funny papers. Bye. Jersey girl, I know that you're a Jersey girl inside. 4am at a diner, stop singing, living on a And doggone it, people like me. I'm thinking maybe you're a Jersey girl with all those highlights in your What a fuck starts a conversation like that? I just sat down.